BTOsports.com Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Yeah, you like that? Welcome, everybody. It is the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Thanks for listening. May 30th, happy Memorial Day, everybody. Thank you to those who serve and did serve and continue to serve and all that. Hope you had a good day barbecuing, hanging out with your family. Perhaps you went to the dog park. Perhaps you typed all day like I did. Whatever it was, happy Memorial Day. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Got a great show lined up for you tonight. Alex Martin is on. Alex Martin won Glen Helen National. Alex Martin is the red plate holder in the 2D MX class. Say that a few times. RJ Hampshire of the Geico Honda team will be on. Georgia Lindsay, the pit reporter for the Lucas Oil MA Pro Motocross Championships. Georgia Lindsay will be on. Looking forward to having a great show. we got the BTOsports.com Tweet at Travis segment. The X-Brand Goggle Tear-Offs. Race Tech emails. We have the uh, NFAB G. NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts JGR check-in and question of the day and the gear alloy cold call. We're going to do a draw later for a set of gear alloy wheels. We asked some trivia questions and we got some right answers and we're going to do a draw later on. Thanks to BTOsports.com. Call them. Tell them you with Pulp. They'll give you a deal. Mention Pulp MX when you call BTOsports.com and they will give you a deal on anything you buy. Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy, Works Connection, Michelin Starcross 5, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, KTMPartsExpress.com, Roost Graphics, Ride Engineering. We're going to give away two tickets to Nitro Circus coming to an area near you tonight on the show. Also, a Fly Racing OGO backpack we will give away as well on the show. We'll tell you how to do that later on. And uh, thanks again for listening. Appreciate it, everybody. Don't forget, you can get this show on uh, iTunes. You can get it on the Stitcher app. The Fly Racing Moto 60 show, Thursdays at noon. 
tune in for that as well. One hour of your talk. Uh, the, speaking of tuning in, the TuneIn app gets you this show live, gets you the Moto 60 show live. We've got a brand new Pulpmex app coming in the works from our guy Travis in a little while. Amazon, if you're going to make a purchase from Amazon, go to pulpmex.com, click on the Amazon banner, make a purchase. We get a small slice of that. We're able to uh, afford to uh, get our co hosts up here, pay our co hosts, pay Travis and his exorbitant producer fees, lots of things like that. All right, with me tonight sitting on the show, the entire show, to talk uh, about Glen Helen National uh, and uh, and much more, uh, maybe some Canadian racing, maybe some Dirt Rider magazine. He is DirtRider.com, Dirt Rider magazines. Chris Kiefer, what's up, Keith? Hey, Steve. Two weeks in a row. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. It's nice to have you back in. It's always good to be here, but I don't want to overstay my welcome, so... Uh, you can stay as long as you want. All right. Well, thanks. How'd that kiss go with my wife when you walked in? It's always friendly. <laughs> It's always soft, and it always smells really nice. Oh, ridiculous. Just ridiculous. That's right. We will get into that later. Okay. We will Let's get, get into, into that. that. Uh, also, in, this, in the studio for a second time, a uh, longtime friend of mine, he, uh, he helped us, uh, uh, partnered up with us this year to help him promote his company, Michelin's new Starcross 5. I think it's going well. We'll talk to him later. He's an FOT. That means a friend of Travis. Randy Richardson, what's up, man? Oh, nothing much. Just glad to be here. Come back in. You had some sales calls in SoCal. Sales so calls in SoCal, So you yep. went to Glen Helen. <clears throat> went to Glen Helen. And then you, you came up to uh, the show. Rode dirt bikes yesterday with Kiefer. He was uh, kind enough to bring me a dirt rider bike to uh, uh-huh. do some motos at Comp Edge. That was good. Nice. What'd you ride? What, what, what'd you get? At a YZ250F. Oh, cool. Okay. Heck yeah. And, shocking. Uh, and some mountain bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kiefer got a Yamaha. Imagine that. Um <laughs> 100 key for number of texts and tweets you got when Kenny Roxon's air fork imploded. I wasn't. I was testing Saturday, and I left my phone in the van with the guys, and they're like, "Dude, your freaking phone is going apeshit. We don't know what's going on." So I'm like, "Okay, I go there and look at my phone, and it's just <laughs> massive tweets about." Kiefer, Air fuck Force. Air Forks. Kiefer's probably so happy right now. And I'm just like, man, something must have happened. So then I looked it up and found out Roxon had a little Roxon had a little issue. problem. Yeah. And we'll get into that a little bit exactly what it was. Uh, Randy, the Michelin Starcross 5, we're going to announce later on. A nice little promotion that we've come up with uh, to tie in with X-Brand Goggles, the sponsor of our show. And, of course, the best goggle out there, X-Brand Goggles. And uh, so we'll announce that later. Starcross 5, though, how's that going? Everything all sales everything's are, good yeah sales yeah. are exceptionally well uh consumer feedback is awesome and uh i think that uh the show contributes to that so we wanted to partner with x brand and do a cool promotion for the listeners so cool. we, we look forward to them supporting that so and uh, uh we'll talk about that a little later uh mm-hmm. we'll talk a lot about glenn helen as well and uh, there's two there's so much to talk about um let's not let's don't talk about pookie kissing me too though okay <laughs> we're gonna talk about yeah. that later yeah <laughs> now one of the things uh randy that uh as I said, you're an FOT, you're a friend of Travis, so we were talking before the show. Can we cold call Travis Pastrana? He's, he just got back, right, from Nitro? Yeah. yeah He's your buddy. Yeah I, yeah, I saw they were coming back from Europe today, that whole tour. Yeah. So, uh, or Australia, He's, somewhere. Okay. It's hard to keep track of. Let's call him up. We should. Well, let's, let's, we'll, try, we'll try him out in a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, the great Travis Pastrana. We'll see if he picks up. No, the number 199 in your program. Number one in your hearts. Uh, producing the show, holding things down over there, uh, working on the app, um, handling the sound drops, handling everything going on. The great Travis Marks. Hello. What's up, bro? I was actually named after Travis Pastrana. 
Really? Are you Your last name is Pastrana? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought, oh, here we go. Talon, Talon Volan, and then now we got yeah, Travis. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Travis taking your calls at 702-586-7857 about, uh, about really uh, Glenn Helen or anything else that's on your mind. Like I said, we're going to give away a Fly OGO backpack. We're going to make a drawing for the free set of gear, alloy wheels, and uh, two Nitro Circus tickets. Uh, first up, though, KTM. KTMPartsExpress.com. Ryan Dungey rides a KTM and uh, and one at Glen Helen. Pulpamex 16 is the code. The number one online source for genuine KTM parts and accessories. They're waiting for your call. Call them. Drop Pulpamex 16. they got 35 years of experience over there, and they'll give you a hell of a deal on uh, KTM power parts or power wear accessories. And uh, a lot of you guys run uh, KTM, so these guys have the huge inventory of genuine KTM parts. So check them out, please. Thank you. We appreciate it. Um, also, shout out to W W Wheels, uh, great guys, great company. Of course, uh, Ryan Dungey runs W, JGR runs W. Shit, half the pits use W for their wheel needs. Uh, they gave me a sweet little wristband for their suite at Glen Helen. Sweet, sweet. Uh, so you know, Glen Helen sells every friggin' spot possible to everybody. Um, hashtag uh, pumping money out. So I was able to stand up above the uh, announcers tower there and uh, watch the races, courtesy of the folks at W. And like managers stay up there too, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Pretty cool. So it's awesome. Thanks to John uh, and Kristen and W for for hooking me up for that. I appreciate it. Uh, be, well, they should have, anyways, because I'm in, I'm an NBC Sports star. I don't know if you guys heard. I'm now NBC Sports. Like, really? Yeah, oh yeah. Like Bob Costas and me, <laughs> Jason Wygant. I did the Starting Gate show from Glen Helen. It was two hours, two and a half hours uh, before the uh, before the moto started, and it was fun. It was online, and um, you had a blast. Jenna Carrado. Uh, we did rehearsal on Friday, then we went to dinner, and she took a lot of notes, asked me a lot of questions. She does, she does the Tour de France for NBC. So she goes to France every year for three weeks and covers That's that cool. thing inside and out. Wow. So she's into bicycling, in, all into bicycling, and she's brand new to our sport starting last week at Hangtown. So we did two weeks of this Starting Gate show. JT hosted it last week. I hosted it this week, and uh, they're looking for some money to keep it going. But anyways, I had fun. It was a good time. So is that it for a while, for that show? Yeah, yeah. They're not doing anything okay. unless they get some funding. Got it. Dirt Rider, perhaps? Dirt Rider money. Dirt Rider money? I don't think that's going to happen. Hey, brand new Dirt Rider. Uh, you, the Arena Cross bikes are yep. all uh, ridden in there. You did that a little the while ago. The boot impression. A lot of people have been waiting on that. Yeah, the, all the boot impression is in there. So you you, you talk about, what, uh, 12 pairs or something? 13. Like 13 pairs of boots. Yeah. So uh, DirtRider.com and uh, Dirt Rider Magazine. Chris Kiefer, of course, um, testing Air Forks away in the desert. So... Um, uh, so we'll talk a little bit of the NBC Sports stuff. I got a little clip of me on there and uh, some voicemails. And uh, Jenna Corrado is actually the NFAB JGR check-in because uh, I wanted to ask her. I checked in with Jenna to see how I did. I just like that name. All right, Kiefer. Jenna. You're back. I'm back. Yep. All yeah, you right. like that? Um, thanks, everybody, uh, for listening. Uh, Amart, Hampshire, Georgia Lindsay coming up on the show. All right, Glenn Helen talk first up right off the bat. Uh, Roxon should have went 1-1. The Air Fork failed on his RMZ. KYB Air Fork failed. The team was doing some heavy damage control at the race. <sighs> heavy. Man. Letting everybody know that it wasn't the uh, fork itself that failed. It was a sensor they put into the fork that monitors pressure and temperature. Uh, you know, with these Air Forks, they're having an issue uh, as the motors go on, as the long motors get up. They get stiffer and stiffer because the air pressure builds due to heat. And so they have a temperature sensor in there, air pressure sensor, and that failed. Which is it doesn't come stock on your fork. It, it's something that RCH guys add, add afterwards. RCH guys or KYB guys RCH for them. RCH guys add it after. Mm. To me, as I told Kyle Bentley, that's fine. That that sensor went, and that's what happened. And the air let out Kenny's forks, um, and he lost the moto. 
everyone else just sees air fork failure. They don't care that it was the sensor that doesn't come on KYB forks. Does the sensor get to a certain temperature and then lets the air out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. What the it? sensor yeah. doesn't usually make the air <laughs> fail. No. No. no, no, no. But if it's sealed, it's a sensor in there, and that mm-hmm. seal goes or pulls out or wire breaks or whatever. Mm. That's how the air gets let out. <laughs> right. So, I mean, whether they were lying or not, I don't think so, but they were doing some heavy damage control. Because really, Kiefer, and you love Air Forks, we know that. This, this is a reason. This is the thing everyone talked about with Air Forks. Yeah. What if they go? I saw a couple of privateers in my time the last three years. This happened to them, but no one really, that's a dog, no one really noticed. Uh, but when it's a high-profile guy like this. Everyone sees it. Yeah. So, but it doesn't matter, like, if it's a $7 part, if it's, an air, if it's the air fork itself, these things can happen. The, the feeling, and here's what I don't understand. Roxon was on spring. Now he's back on air. I'm just curious of why they keep bouncing back and forth. And, and obviously, you know, if Roxon didn't like it, he wouldn't be on it. But then again, there's nothing wrong with a spring fork. You're adding one to two pounds. I just don't understand why they're pushing it so hard. It, it let the riders choose what they want. You know, if they're what? getting forced to run air, well, ask I Alex, think that's bullshit. Let's ask Alec Martin that later because he's on he's on air and Jay Mart's on spring. So let's ask him about that. Yeah, how, how that process went and everything else. And he's coming up here real shortly. Um, but and I, I honestly don't. For me, I'm calling bullshit. I don't think it's a seven dollar part. Yeah, I have no idea. I know, I, I know fifty that, cents, whatever. I he know said. that got out there and all that, and Kyle said, and I don't even know, but I do believe they're telling the truth. I, but I but I told them. Okay, you're telling the truth that it's your data sensor that failed and the air let out. Okay, you're telling the truth. That doesn't matter. People are just going to be, no one's going to go, uh, wait, sir. It wasn't the air fork itself that failed. It was the, se- no one's hairs. It's an air fork that failed. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. Bottom line. And that's the bottom line. That can happen to any rider, any, anybody. Not, it's not from the sensor, just from the fork itself. Right, right. And I've happened, for me, it happened twice, both on a Cowie. And yeah, all of a sudden you start feeling you're like, oh shit, I'm stink bug. What's up? And then you're like, oh man, my fork's go ahead, down. Randy. And wasn't it a year or two ago, Dungy was experimenting with the air shock, shock right? Yeah, yeah. And they On were the able line, to yeah. duplicate that in kind of some vibration or harmonics yeah. or whatever. That's what made that. Yep. Still, that's an air shock failure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Kiefer, though, okay, putting aside your hatred for air forks, mm-hmm. um, why would a rider choose to run air? Well. I mean, we know the lightweight. The light, obviously. Um, one comment I'm going to make is sometimes they're forced to. They don't have the option, okay? But if you are going, if you have an option, you're like, hey, I choose air for the simple reason of performance. You know, some dude tweeted about me using comfort a lot. Well, I'm going to use it again. The comfort factor is not as good, but you can over jump stuff. You can, if you come up short, you can land in braking bumps. You can land in square edge. The air fork holds up noticeably better than a spring fork mm-hmm. does. And okay. and the feeling is better there. Right. But just driving through bumps, straight line, stuff like that, small bump absorption, it's not as good. Um, so it's interesting to see. Do you think the air forks are on his bike this weekend or spring? I still think the air fork probably stay. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I think so. That was a question that I got on Twitter a little bit. Well, uh, what was on their second moto? Air. air, air. Okay. Yes. Uh, regardless, fork failure or not, Roxon's on fire. Should have won the first moto. The way he followed, like the first, second moto, he grabbed the, uh, I think he got the, I don't know if he got officially got the whole shot, but grabbed the lead right away, took off. That was great, impressive. The first moto to me, way more impressive. He rode behind Dunge for 20 minutes and, and he lost some time, got it right back. And then at some point, like he told me in the interview, at some point he's like, okay, I gotta go. 
And that's exactly what he did. He dropped Ryan Dungey, second all-time on a 450 motocross chance, uh, list, wins list, last year's champion, blah, 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 one of the all-time riders, and just dropped Dunge. Later, got to go. And when he said it was go time, he went. <laughs> he <laughs> he went. Like a little German bunny. And if you watch him ride... He looks super comfortable. Oh, dude. He, yeah. His line choices are even better than Dungey's, which is rare because Dungey usually has really good line choices. Mm-hmm. He was running down Mount St. Helens, and he's using that outside berm all the way around, freaking wide open when Aaron was trying to cut to the inside and stay in that rut, which kind of got cupped out. He would rip this outside that was still kind of fresh, and he would gain almost second, second and a half right there on Dungey all yeah. the time. Phenomenal rod. So... We're on the fence about, well, not we, some people, JT, other people in the sport, other people in the pits, are on the fence about him leaving Alden. He hasn't won since he left Alden, let's face it. To me, like these four motos, now it wasn't balls out hot at Glen Helen, but these four motos have showed me that he's fine. He's fine. He's got this down. Like, dude, I know it's not a fitness thing. I know it wasn't hot and humid, the the back east Millville red butt ish nationals, but. The way he rode, it's just just phenomenal. Yeah, if it was cooler for him, it was cooler for everyone else too. So that's the yeah, it's yeah, all the same thing. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, I think his fitness is. I mean, is good. I think that question should be done. Like even mm-hmm. even you know, maybe if Dungey comes back and wins his title and everything else, and everybody else, and Kenny kind of implodes, whatever we don't know, and maybe he gets hurt or something. But these four motors have really opened my eyes, where I'm like, okay. Like, you just don't do that to Ryan Dungey. Right. And I had a guy who knows Dungey well, who worked with him, tell me, this is going to spin Dungey right out of control. If, if this doesn't stop soon, they are going to be test, 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 test. Dungey's already been known to throw everything, kitchen sink at the bike over and over, uh, maybe get lost at times. Um, I had somebody at the Motocross Nations a few years ago tell me, yeah, Dungey tested himself right out of that, out of that race. Yeah, I heard he loses sleep over shit a lot. Right. It's like, yeah. So... This somebody was telling me if Kenny keeps this up, maybe in Colorado this weekend, there could be you know. Kenny was good last year at Colorado too. Even you know. Yeah, and last year he was already hurt from his back. Remember he came right. in, came in, came uh, came in underprepared. So I don't want to throw dirt on Dungey. He's too good. He's fucking awesome, Ryan Dungey. But goddamn, Kenny looked good. It's just nice to have <laughs> you know? someone up to Dungey's level that can run with Dungey. It's yeah. going to be a good race. Yeah. Uh, now Alex Martin, Randy, if I had said to you, hey Randy. After four motos, Alex Martin's going to be the points leader. <laughs> what would you have done? Called the cops on me? I no, mean, punch no, I me in called, the face? I wouldn't have, no, I wouldn't have done it either. But I would be surprised for sure. Um, I think it's interesting going back to what you talked about. about uh, we are talking about training with Roxon and Baker mm-hmm. and, and so on. So uh, Amart's made a move away from uh, Osho, Ome, Osho yeah. right? So he's on a different program. Well, he and, wasn't so much on Osho's program. He wasn't paying or anything, but he yeah, was, yeah, he but was I'm tagging saying, along with his brother. Like ghost yeah. in it, yeah. 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 Tagging along with his brother. Yeah. yeah, but I went on the same program as Kiefer today. We pedaled up a, a hill. <laughs> <laughs> I was farther behind him, but I pedaled the same distance. Yes. Right? So so what I'm saying is, is Amar has changed his program up, so maybe he's on a program now that suits him better. He and, says and, it does, yeah. yeah, and that's and that's cool. Some people need more rest. It's crazy and though you, so. that that would happen. A little mm-hmm. bit. Like he felt like coming in Supercross. He said he was going to kill these guys. He was going to be the best. He was going to win these guys, and he's going to win and everything else. And then he just kind of like fatigued himself and crashed himself into into oblivion. Mm-hmm. And you know how that goes. As the weeks go on and you do worse and worse, you can't catch up. You get wor- like you know. Here's here's so. the thing, motocross guys. We follow a lot. We follow a lot. What? Okay, this guy's doing this. He's Comfort. winning. Comfort? Not using comfort this time, sir. We follow, <laughs> sir. <laughs> we're following a, a lot. If that guy wins, I want to be on his program. I want to shadow him. Yeah. I want to do this. Yeah. I want to do this. Well, it, just like he, people say, you know, when when the 
the broadcast comes on, it doesn't always work for everyone. I'm I'm a perfect example of that. Like for me, I work really well when I ride a lot and I do cardio. If I lift and I do things mm-hmm. like that, I get arm pump. Yeah. So it could be for Alex See, too. Maybe a- it works Amart's the opposite. Lift, right. lifting now. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's never gone to the gym as much as lifted weights. So really? and you know, and some trainers are really like, man, hey, you get your cardio yeah. through your your dirt bike. Yeah. That's how you do it. You know, why are you going to go spend two hours on a bicycle when you just did three motos? Kenny, you know? Kenny dropped the, I had a uh, craft dinner or a right. mac and cheese and steak Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> Drop that line in there a couple times. So. It, and it's about being comfortable, comfortable, not comfort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, just being happy on your dirt bike. If he's yeah. happy on his dirt bike, yeah. you know, if well, he's in, even if he's not as good a shape as Dungey, he's still going to go fast. Well, whatever he's doing, I hope he keeps doing it. Right. Because he's running up front, and, yeah. and that makes for great racing. That's for it's sure. It's only because Ryan Dungey is so good that we're so impressed with Roxon. Mm-hmm. I know people are quick to be like, ah, you know, you're so happy about Dungey. I don't care about who wins. It doesn't matter. I just, Dungey is a machine. He's right. so good, so solid. Starts are so good. And to see somebody tail him for 20 minutes and drop him, and it's on a rough-ass track, like this doesn't get much rougher than Glen Helen. We'll talk about that track in a little bit because reviews were super negative. About that track. <laughs> yeah, I got some stuff to say about okay. that. Okay, and, uh, and, uh, and so we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, to see Roxon do that to, me, to somebody, I'm like, I'm like, I, I open my eyes a little bit. I already knew he was a badass. I already knew he was a great rider. But here's the thing, too. We talked about the weather. Dude, it was fucking hot. It was 85 it, it, degrees. Yeah. It was warm. Yeah. And in that valley. It's been it's, hotter. But when yeah. it's 80s at right. Glen Helen, it's warm. Right. Talking about warm, it's nine nineteen on the East Coast. Yeah. So if we're going to do this Pastrana cold call, we should try. I'll try it now. Gear Alloy. Gear Alloy, proud, uh, proud sponsor of the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC team. GearAlloy.com. Design and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design and source worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. 16 through 22-inch diameters, 5, 6, and 8 lug applications. Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep. It's gear Alloy for you to choose. Thanks to those guys. They're a great company. If you need some wheels for the sport, for the, for your for your thing, check them out, please. They uh, they get get your truck in gear with the folks at Gear Alloy, GearAlloy.com. We're gonna give away a set of uh, Gear Alloys to all the correct answers from a trivia contest we ran. So we got a, I think we got a. We got how many? Win- how many guys got I it think right? Ten or twelve out of fifty. They got the one from me right exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah, they did. The one that everyone got all the ones right except for one answer. The one answer tripped them up was where was Eddie Ray's fight? Uh, it was not at Jacksonville Arena. Across that was where JT's fight was. Okay. Eddie Ray's fight was the week after in uh, in Fort Worth slash Dallas. So everyone was saying Jacksonville. No, 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 no. Because if they'd listened, they'd have heard about the they at the end of the fight. They found a bunch of cowboy hats laying around. Yeah, remember that? Exactly. That would be the key Just clue. Nothing but cowboy hats and a post circuit silencer. Okay, so we're gonna try to call. The great Travis Pastrana, Randy Richardson's. Uh, I mean, is this a guy that you talk to all the time? Uh, it's, you know, I, we we keep we keep in touch, but it's uh, when and, he's and it all started from <clears throat> Michelin, or you didn't meet him ever before then. No, right? I never knew him before. And uh, then, the first time I met him, we were testing in two thousand, and he came over and kind of howdy doody introduced himself and thanked me for sponsoring the team. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. You knew yeah, right then he was a good dude, and, and, right then. No, yeah, solid and, and kid. And, solid and kid. since then, you've like, yeah, you've yeah. hung out with him, gone to his house, he's gone to your house. You guys mm-hmm. have hung out. Yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a real real cool deal. Um, so let's try Travis Pastrana. Cold calling people. It's called the Gear Alloy Cold Call. GearAlloy.com. Do you want to talk, I Randy? Like there's fifty fifty that he picks, he picks up. up. You talk. Okay. Jagger home, please. GearAlloy.com. Let's see if he answers the Gear Alloy cold call. Yellow. 
Hey, Travis. You? Hey, bud. It's Randy. What you doing, man? Oh, hey, Randy. How you doing, man? Doing good. Uh, yeah, I just got in. Uh, just literally landed like an hour ago. Just got the house from. Uh, Where you been? Uh, Australia. <laughs> you know that, man. Well, that's a good <laughs> place to be. Yeah. Uh, Travis, welcome to the Pulp Mech Show. It's the Gear Alley cold call. We cold called you. <laughs> it's Steve Mathis. <laughs> What's up, bud? Uh, I was like, hey, what are you? What are you doing? Oh yeah, just getting in. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> how, how you doing, Steve? Uh, we're good, man. Thank you for picking up. Randy was like, uh, hey, let's try this guy, and I'm like, ah, he's he's too busy for us. Um, no, no, it was good. We just we just had a 30 hour flight with, well, my wife and I with two kids, a one year old and a two year old. That was, I tell you, that was awesome. That was awesome. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, Nitro Circus, also to nitrocircus.com, coming to a city near you. Uh, you were in Europe for a bit. You're in Australia now. How's the tour going, man? How's everything going? Oh, man, it, it honestly, it couldn't be better. Um, it, it's so much fun with all these guys. We're just finding so many uh, new riders and just with the sport of uh, freestyle and, and, and motocross specifically is what my main passion is. But and you look at the, the all the, the bicycle guys and how the skate stuff and um, you know we got a lot of a lot of flack. Um, we're working with uh, Resi Landings and all kinds of stuff. Um, you know for the World Games, which is you know kind of similar to what the X Games is, but mm-hmm. you know, bigger ramps in general. Um, and the guys were like, oh, you got to have it to a real landing. But everybody that's coming out, I mean, there's so many guys that just like world's first after world's first, we always everyone jokes like how many world's first is going to be a day. I'm like I don't know, but literally every <laughs> single day stuff happens. Something it's, just, it's ridiculous. Right. Something is going to happen. I have no idea. Yeah, no uh, doubt, no doubt, man. Yeah, it's been been fun, been fun. Uh, actually, let's give away a set of Nitro Circus tickets. Uh, Travis, fourth caller. It's a pair of Nitro Circus tickets. Not, not, not you, Travis. The other Travis. Yeah, yeah not you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, our producer's I, I name like, is Travis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fourth caller, uh, Travis Marks over there, uh, to get to, wins a pair of tickets to Nitro Circus uh, coming to a city near you. Uh, Travis, uh, Randy's in, in town here uh, hanging out, and uh, the Michelin, of course. You've been involved with Michelin tires and a new Michelin Starcross 5 that Randy's all excited about. Uh, man, we were talking like – You've been Michelin forever, like, like since you, yeah, since way back in the day in Factory Suzuki. Yeah, I was actually Michelin since Kevin Windham came on Suzuki, and he was like, "We have to run Michelin." At the time, I like I didn't know any. Like my dad, literally, when I was a kid, he was wondering why I got whole shots at the beginning of the year and then not at the end of the year because he's like, "Well, the tire's not flat. Why would I change it?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's just the mentality that I was brought up on. And um, you know, I started testing with uh, with Randy and the guys. We went down. And Millsap, or we went, uh, Wyndham was like, dude, we absolutely have to. Wyndham was such a good test rider. He was yeah. just amazing at, at doing all that stuff. And I was like, all right, that, that sounds that sounds good. And then we went down to Millsap's training facility a couple years later. And um, Randy's like, okay, all these tires are exact same rubber compounds. They're the exact same, uh, like, tire configuration. And I want you to try all these tires. I'm like, this is this is silly, <laughs> you know. Like, it, what, what's different? He's like the casing. He's the, like casing. the casing is something no one else has has really gone through. And we ended up so from the tire that we were running to an exactly the same compound and everything, just different casing. Um, consistently, a little over a second a lap faster, which on a supercross race, yeah, is about half a lap at the sure. end of it. I mean, that's like it's between first and you know tenth or so. Um, so. It was pretty wild, and that kind of changed my opened my eyes to what's possible. And I always said with uh, with the new Starcross Five, it's it's basically um, 
you know, you might notice it in lap time. Um, you know, if you're if you're within, you know, a tenth or two tenths of a lap every lap, then you'll definitely notice it. But for most of the guys, like even me, like I don't ride as much right. um, on motocross tracks, but it, there's no bad days. Like, you know, there's off days when you like, I, especially I can't ride hard packed. I, I grew up, you know, I'm East Coast, man. I, I stayed the heck away from California. I'm sorry. Everyone was out there. There's some good tracks, yeah. but uh, I never have any uh, skin on my arms because I'm always falling down and sliding out the corners and, <laughs> The, the, the casing just it just makes it like an extra little bit of suspension that just makes up for when I think I'm I'm better than I am and uh <laughs> the tires get out from under me. I have I have less of those, so that's that's why I really like and, the tires. And Randy, did you get T, did you get T P a special ramp version of the Starcross five? <laughs> what actually what he used the Starcross five hard. So okay, just yeah. use that with a lot. No, honestly, a lot more knobs. But the cool thing is, is Travis will usually he'll, he'll ask for some crazy stuff. You know, like, hey, what do you have? This yeah. like a slick or a street or whatever? Right. Because he's always he's experimenting. Right. No, to, to, no, but to push the envelope of the tricks he's using. Yeah. You know, so so I've worked with him and helped him with some stuff that that'll work on some resi landings. It, because it'll be coming coming out soon. But that's a, that's yeah. actually no joke. I called Randy. I'm like, what's the softest compound <laughs> tire you have for yeah. for that tube moto? And everyone, dude, all the nitro guys were making fun of me. And then we started landing on these uh, the resi landings, and I was just taking slam after slam and getting back up. And they're like, "Oh, well, may- may- maybe we want to try." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the good the good thing with Travis, he'll always give you a good. Uh, 24 to 36 hours right, notice right, before, right, right. before he needs Randy, something. Randy, it's Travis. We've got a bathtub. Yeah. We attached 18s to it. Yeah. We need... <laughs> can you get him here yesterday? Yeah, can you get yeah, him? We need it here tonight for the show. Right, right. <laughs> Randy, we need four tires for a bathtub in Columbus ASAP. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Travis, did you, have you been keeping up on moto at all? Glenn Helen just happened. I know, obviously, you're on a plane, but did you uh, check it out? See Kenny Roxon? Actually, I feel horrible. I have not. Supercross was awesome we did every in nights are like every single stop everybody like it's usually in the middle of like all different types of the day depending on where we are but the guys um especially bill Cody, all the bmx guys um we will not pass that by without without seeing it but i did not give me some details what happened uh kenny roxton should have went one one but he uh air his air fork broke in the first moto and so he got a fourth and uh and so he went four one that's that's still that's that's good. Yeah, that's good. And yep. uh, what, what about? I mean, I'm assuming Dungey. Dungey, yeah, Dungey, uh, one two, and one, two, uh, yeah. Tomac three three for uh, uh, third. Have you ever rode Air Force, Travis? Uh, no. Okay. Well, so. I mean, I've, I've probably ridden some at some point. I actually have a three wheeler <laughs> right now. Uh, Trevor Brown just picked up that has the airport from 1986. But, I mean, I don't think that's for the same category. Yeah. No, I, just, course, no, I didn't right. know if you had. In, in, I know all your freestyle stuff is for the most part two stroke. Uh, the RM250s, yeah, but I just didn't know if you'd actually, written any new stuff with Air Force. That's all. Not not so much. Uh, okay. Josh Sheehan, the guys um, have been really like they pretty much pumped those up until they're about to blow when they're doing the like the, the triple back stuff. So um, I don't know. They say it gives a little more more spring, but I don't know. If that's necessarily a good thing all all over. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much. You know, I'm a 2006 RM250 man. <laughs> you know, I mean, hey, how, how many of those <laughs> you we're, have? We're good. Then. We're good now. Yeah. Roughly, how many of those you think you have? Oh man, Jeff Stern is great. He uh, he no, no, every no. time he finds okay. one in good condition. I probably have I probably have seven in the garage that haven't been started yet. Really? Huh? Wow! <laughs> nice. Wow! Just um, not, well, he, he's not making them, man. 
Randy, who knew that helping uh, Travis Pastrana, Kevin Windham at Factory Suzuki would end up uh, uh, 14 years later with you still being uh, very good friends with Travis oh, and great. still supplying him with tires. Tires and, for yeah. 2006 bikes. Right. Love it. Right. 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 Fantastic. <laughs> That's really not, the year hadn't changed much. That's yeah. stuff. Right. Uh, well, hey, Travis, um, we'll let you go, man. Uh, thank you for picking up. I'm really surprised you did. That's awesome, though. Thank you for uh, the supporting and picking up. One, one question before you leave. Oh, okay. Chris will Kiefer. You, yeah, will you ever come back to race one event or in an off event for, you know, Supercross, Motocross? You think you ever come back? No, I mean, I, I love riding. I ride every day. I like going to, you know, Reed's house or, or any of the guys, really, and, and just trying to ride. But then when I fall off the pace in about a lap, I can cut the track, jump right up there. And then when I get tired in five laps, I can take five laps off, wait until they're a little bit more tired and jump back in. I think uh, what most people don't realize with, with racing is – you know, even if I had the speed, which I don't, um, you know, with these guys really stepping up uh, every year, it's mm-hmm. that it takes about three months of, you know, basically no family, no, I mean, not so you can't do it with the family, but it's, um, it's everything you have. It's every meal. It's every night's sleep. It's everything you got for, for at least three months to, to be able to run the pace that you want to run or whatever your top pace is for, for the distance. And with the injuries I have right now, with the chance of me making three months healthy. Is pretty hard, <laughs> so, sorry uh, to be blatant, but yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's always incredible. Your career was so amazing. I, I, I was a mechanic when you were riding and I'll, I still tell people that next to James Stewart, I think Travis Estrana amazed me the most. And, and that's truly, truly the truth. An incredible career. Uh, that you had in our sport. And I think you left a mark uh, with everybody who ever saw you ride on and off the track. So um, thanks for coming on nitrocircus.com. Go check it out. Some everybody it's coming to a city near you. And uh, thanks, Travis. Thanks, Travis. Hey, thank you guys. All right. Thank thanks, you. Randy. See you later, buddy. Bye. <laughs> he picked up Travis. That's Strona, amazing. Fresh off the plane. <laughs> 30 hours. I know. huh? No one I've ever seen as fast in the whoops as him. Honestly, I, I'm, I said that. I'm no. I'm mm-hmm. not kidding you. I I, st- I stood in mechanics area. I'll never forget it. I stood in mechanics area Daytona 2000, and stupid Gary Bailey did these uh, divots <laughs> with the backhoe that were ridiculous, mm-hmm. and and you couldn't get through them. And and Travis just go yeah. pulled the wheelie the whole time, standing up, going 50 miles an hour. And, yeah. And then like and then with Daytona being so weird, he would wheel tap. And, and I I remember in practice, I'm like, this thing's over. It's over. Like everybody can go home. Give this any any dominated. And never won a 250 race. I like, I like to remind him of that from time yeah, to time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah phenomenal. Yeah, I, did, amazing I, guy, I did that yeah. podcast with Kevin Windham, <laughs> and uh, and I said, how did Stronin just never win, right? Uh, Dude, and then the thing, we he used to practice where I practiced back in 2004, and they built these huge whoops. And, I mean, I've seen Chad, I've seen James go through the whoops. He never chopped the throttle. He'd come off yeah. a triple and just start wheeling right after nice. the landing and just click forth and wide open. He, he's just one of those guys, what if, like forever will oh live that God. way and it'll never stop. And the things he did were just so amazing and incredible and everything else. And yeah, just uh, phenomenal. Uh, speaking of phenomenal, our next guest, he's phenomenal. He's the red plate holder in the 250 Nationals. Uh, he won Glenn Helen with a 2-2 score. Alex Martin, what's up, Amart? How are you? You're, you're now you're brown nosing me, dude. <laughs> hey, this uh, man, I just I'm glad to say that I was on the Amart bandwagon for a while. Yeah, you've been on for a while. I, I got, have been on for a yeah, while. He's been on for a and while. And now that he's good, like Phil said, now that he's finally good, 
Finally. We're, we're friends. <laughs> right, yeah. It was it was we had a little bit of a break up there in Supercross. You know, you stopped believing in me, but I'm back. <laughs> you are, man. Congratulations. Seriously, it's a great story. Uh terrific story. And also too, uh Cycle Trader Rock River team, a big part of your success last year. Uh they use Roost MX for their graphics, RoostMX.net. Pulp Nation saves you twenty percent, and uh, Alex Martin is uh, presented by the folks at Roost MX. Great guys, great company. Alex, that really like your ascension to the red plate and everything in it kind of started the 1110 team went sideways you got on a yamaha the 1110 1110 team went sideways they put you with christina and everybody at rock river and that's kind of that's that later summer you were building i remember i was watching you and the next year like just stability and a bike and a team that kind of supported you that was kind of the turning point to where you were starting to be the guy you are now yeah, like you said, it's been a long road, um, and like 13 with the team folding and having to, I think the last half of 13, I basically just pitted out of Rock River with no help other than them bringing my bikes to the races. And so 14, uh, the results were good enough. Like, I think I was a pretty consistent top 10 guy indoors and out. Mm-hmm. So Yamaha was able to hop on board and with motors for the 15 season. And then that's when things really started clicking. Right. Um, you know, made some changes with the training, just kind of ride more with my brother, really up the, the amount I was doing. And, it, like, the Yamaha motors really helped, and we got some podiums in Supercross. And, and outdoors, you know, was great as well. Getting that moto win at Bloods Creek was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just kind of keep yeah. Let's, with the upward trend this year, I guess. Like, uh, like you always did, you always worked hard, right? Like, you must have always been a trainer. You must have always been working hard off the bike, and then you kind of had, you know, a bit of a shit show going on with bikes and teams, and you needed a bike and a program, and to combine with the work you were already doing, is that what you look at it like? Well, yeah, and that's the thing. I really believe, like, this year in Supercross, I think I found my limit of, of like, okay, that's too much training. <laughs> right, You right. know, because um, you know, I, I was under the impression more is better, and I guess, you know, in some cases, Me too. more is not always Me better. Me too, yeah. <laughs> Right, you know, and and sometimes maybe a little core, a little gym, or stretching. Like I think if you really take the whole program, and that's what I basically have now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's where the the last piece of my puzzle was is like just adding some of those things in there, and then obviously with the star team and the factory bikes and everything. Yep. Um, I think that's kind of what's making everything click. Just it's been a it's been a long process, and I've learned a lot along the way, and and I've been wrong and failed quite a few times, but <laughs> you know. Yeah, good that we're where we're at now. Oh, it's great. You just don't see guys getting so much better five, six years into their pro careers like you do, and it's a terrific story. Seven zero two five eight six pulp. You got a question for Alex Martin of the Star Yamaha team. Star goes uh, two, three, four, and five at Hangtown. One, two, three at Glen Helen. Right. The bikes up the hills look phenomenal. Starts Webb, Plessinger, Amart, Mitchell Harrison was up there in one of the motos. Um, so, congrats to the team, too. It's killing it. Um, and Phil says it only took you 10 years. It only took the prick 10 years to finally win. 10 years, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I've only been in the class six, so well, I think so. You know how his yeah. math goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, uh, first of all, for the race uh, itself, I haven't watched it back on TV, so this, maybe this is a dumb question. Where did Webb... Where was Webb making his time up on you? Did you think, and could you see him kind of slowly creeping up, or did you make a big mistake that uh, that really allowed him to close that gap? Because you were managing it pretty well. 
Yeah, yeah. I definitely was kicking myself because there was a few points in the moto where I had a pretty good lead, and I kind of got lazy. Um, you know, I wasn't keeping my nose to the grindstone, and mm-hmm. and I think that caught up with me at the end. Um, and I started to get a little bit tight towards the end as well, just, you know, the pressure of leading and whatnot. But really, I watched it on TV yesterday, and mm-hmm. and it, Cooper was just killing it in the, the basically the 180 left-hand corner in the middle of the rhythm sections there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was able to get that inside and go 2-3 out of the inside and probably save about 100 feet of track. Mm-hmm. And I was still going outside. And, I mean, there was no way I was going to try that inside because that was a brutal section. And it was like you kind of had to, whatever line you stuck with, you had to you had to stick with it because yeah. it was it could really go 10 seconds off if you messed up in that section. Right, right. Did you even so – like, Sorry, go ahead. Did you even know you won when you when you came across the finish line? Because it looks like you, you fist pumped, but then some guy came over to talk to you and says, "Yeah, you got the overall." And then you were just stoked. Yeah, I wasn't sure because you know four one is pretty close to two two. I mean, I only won by one point yeah. in the overall, so I wasn't positive, and I really didn't want to go too hog wild and then look like an idiot. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but no, it was it was pretty cool, and yeah, just looking back at that moto, I. Cooper had the luxury of, of kind of seeing what worked for me and what yep. didn't. Yeah. You know, so that's the luxury of being behind. But, uh, you know, he rode good. I mean, he hasn't had much time and, and on the seat lately, and, and he's definitely put it down that moto. And, and I, I kind of figured the second moto would be harder for him just because yeah. he doesn't have that. He hasn't been riding much. Uh, uh, Randy, how about Amart's first lap speed in that first moto? Impressive. Oh. Very yeah, you were yeah. three seconds. Yeah. Four seconds yeah. gone. I got to go. Later, bro. Later, everybody. <laughs> and last year, yeah. though, Amart, last year you got second in the second moto, and you were really good also, which you from Minnesota, you don't think a lot about, you know, being good in the West Coast stuff, but maybe Glenn Helen's starting to agree with you. Yeah, I mean, we, we do actually spend a lot of time there. We're living in California during the winter. I mean, we're there every Thursday. And, you know, I was actually thinking about that last week. It's like people say maybe we have an unfair advantage at Millville, but mm-hmm. like when it comes to Glen Helen, like everyone that lives in SoCal has an unfair advantage mm-hmm. at Glen Helen. It's just yeah. the way it is because they're open every Thursday throughout the year, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. We we had a lot of testing that we did there and, and got the bike pretty dialed in for that track, so we were fortunate. Uh, Roost MX bringing you uh, Alex Martin, the points leader, the red plate holder. Pulp Nation saved you 20%. Roost MX graphics, Chris and Christina. A uh, big part of Amart's program for a couple of years there before he got the ride with Star. Please check him out. Uh, Kiefer, you got a question about forks, I'm sure. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So you run an Air Forks and your bro's running Spring Fork, correct? Yeah. Yeah, uh, man. Cooper. Yeah. So what, what, what makes you want to run? And you're running PSF1 and not PSF2, correct? I don't even know what the difference in that. <laughs> <laughs> I think when I look at your bike, I think it's PSF one. But what what do you like about the Air Fork versus Spring Fork, or have you even tried a Spring Fork? Uh, I mean, I ran Air Fork last year and this year, so it's been basically three years since I rode a Spring Fork. But I mean, I can't really complain. My suspension's been pretty good. We've I've done a decent amount of testing, but not near as much as like what my brother and some of the other guys have done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been a, basically a, a pretty good setup right off right off the line, and we've done some tweaks here and there. Um, like last weekend, we went a little stiffer on the shock just because the way the track was with the rhythm sections, it was almost a bit like Supercross. Yeah. So I was just trying to get it to hold up a little bit, but yeah, like the fork, I just like how plush it is, um, basically over like the slower speed, like braking bumps. Um, but then it still holds up 
like about the jumps and faces and stuff. And I haven't had really any issues with harshness for myself personally. And we also are running those um, bar mounts, air bar mounts. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which the neck, a lot with neck in. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of an issue with the Yamaha guys was harshness <laughs> in the front end. Um, so, but I mean, yeah, overall, my setup's pretty good. Like, it obviously, depending on the temperature, you kind of have to be careful because the 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 air it gets it increases in air the hotter yeah. it gets. Yep. Um, so you kind of have to like if it's going to be eighty five ninety degrees, you almost have to kind of plan like okay, it's going to go up two pounds. Yeah, um, that's an issue. Everyone's been when they switch, that's the issue. You know, when guys flip flop between spring and air. Can you feel it during a moto getting getting harder as you're racing during your your moto? Yeah, I mean, for sure, like, I've, there's motos where I've started and it's, like, absolutely perfect, and then by the end it's kind of riding a little, like, sacked out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's not, like, it's not really a, a big issue where it makes me mad I get pissed off, but <laughs> you just kind of learn to adjust for it, right? Right. So uh, start a little lower at the beginning of the moto. Let's take some phone calls for you. First up, Fred. Fred, what's up? Welcome to the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. What's your question for Amart? No, it was an observation, actually. A great ride. Okay. I was at Glen Helen, and uh, I was over by the JGR truck by the starting line in the second moto, and Phil was out there just cheering him on like you wouldn't believe. Phil was standing there <laughs> out towards the – I don't know if a Mark could see him when he came off that jump onto the start straight away, but Phil was out <laughs> Phil. there just cheering his brain. Out. Not even packing his gate or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Zero Fs. Yeah. Phil. Yeah. yeah, probably used a lot of precious energy to turn me on. <laughs> and then he blamed you when Barsha passed him and dropped him. He blames you. <laughs> yeah. It was just cool. No, it is cool. Yeah, these guys, it was awesome. Fred, these guys give each other cool. a lot of shit, Amart and yeah. Filthy. They can't stop busting each other's balls. But at the end of the day, they are both fans of each other. They've seen the work each other has done and everything else. So, Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. And you guys have a great night. Great Th- show. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, it, it's uh, well. You you met Phil first at eleven ten, and I we kind of covered that in our in my Racer X story about that. And you first time you saw him, you're like, "What's up with this guy trying to blow his bike up out on a supercross track?" <laughs> so. Oh yeah, yeah, doing thirty lap motos, <laughs> right. doing the final run around before he headed to Australia. Right, right. Uh, Dustin, uh, welcome to the Pulp Show. Uh, Alex Martin's on the line. What uh, what do you want to say to him? Alex, I just want to say uh, congratulations on your ride over the weekend. You know, super pumped for you and uh, Steve, like you said always been on Alex bandwagon. I mean, I remember being at Elsinore, and I was one of the few people that actually bought the motocross board game that they had. Okay. And I used, Alex was actually the second person I had signed the, uh, signed the, signed the cover of it. It wasn't the first one, but the second one, I saw him, had to have him sign it. Oh, nice. Cool. Very cool. So I just want to say congratulations on the red. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Dustin. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, not too many people in the pits were, you know, not happy for Alex Martin and winning the overall. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like. Yep. Everybody I talked to was just like, that's cool. That's so awesome. Uh, and again, so, yeah, you know, people well, people are happy. I like guys that if you meet them off the track, you would never know that they rode dirt bikes. And Alex fits that bill. Like, you meet him, he just seems like a normal dude. Right. He's a cool guy. He'll talk yeah. to you, bullshit. And I really respect that. Um, Alex, so Phil said he, he, every Sunday you guys go to a Thai food restaurant, and he gets <laughs> orange chicken all the time at a Thai food. But because you made the podium at uh, – or you rode well at um, – Hangtown with a second. He said he had to try your food for luck, and he tried some bullshit Thai food, he said. Um, and then now, so what happened yesterday at the Thai food restaurant? What did Phil have? Uh, right. Well, I actually, I think I just think it's funny. It's not like every interview I do is not complete without bringing Phil up. 
you know. No, no. We bring Amart up. We bring Amart with up with Phil. So it works out. Like you just have to. You have to pound them into the ground when you get a chance. Peanut butter and jelly, man. They go together. <laughs> but uh, no, so yeah, he doesn't really like his Thai food place, the German I love, and we go there happily every Sunday, and he goes there pissed off and angry, and you know tries to rain our parade. It's that that dark cloud, you know, the black. Cloud. Right, the black cloud that falls fill around. Yep. Yeah. You know, and so he gets the worst possible thing on the menu, orange breaded chicken and white rice. He's so pissed because he can't get fried rice, you know. <laughs> and uh, I, got, I like getting Masaman curry. I, I, I've kind of grown fond of curry, I guess, this mm-hmm. morning in California. Yep. So I told well, he was like, well, you know, Troll got second at Hangtown. He's like, so you, you got on the podium, you know, I'll get what you eat. <laughs> so he got the Masaman curry. And I actually think he liked it because he got it last night. Yeah. Oh, okay, so yeah, so he's back on the whatever works for you is what he's gonna have. Right, right. right. Yeah. He'll he'll eat the the curry. I think he thinks maybe it'll make him go faster. But heaven forbid, <laughs> you know, we'll be on the in the living room doing sit ups or push ups, and he just lay on the couch. Heaven forbid he does a sit up though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly right. Maybe he should have done a few more, and Barsha wouldn't have dropped him in that second moto. Um, yeah, hey. I'll get in trouble if I say that. I know, right? Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, hey, so. Like you said, you you switched to uh, Garrett Swanepoel, who's kind of working with Cooper Webb and working with a lot of guys. Uh, Plessinger too over there at the Star Team. You were kind of tagging along with your brother and Johnny O uh, when Johnny O was with with your brother. Um, and it's not, and I've said this, I've written it. Uh, it's not so much like, oh, uh, Swanepoel's a better trainer than Johnny O. It's different strokes for different folks, and and maybe you being a bit older, um, those guys, what they were doing in the hills on mountain bikes and stuff kind of made you a bit tired in Supercross, kind of maybe le- left you feeling lethargic, and you told me Swanepoel's got you lifting a little bit more weights, and it's it's not an indictment of one trainer. It's just every, it's different strokes for different riders, right? I mean... Right, and yeah, and I I don't think it's really fair to to kind of blame Johnny or to no, blame Johnny. No, At the end of the day, he was Jeremy's trainer, and I mean, yeah, I did tag along, but like he was Jeremy's guy, and I was doing kind of what I thought. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't doing everything that Johnny did, you know? And, yeah. So it's not really fair to blame him because, you know, I was still doing my own thing, just kind of taking along, like you said. Um, but, yeah, I just felt like there was a obviously Supercross can go the way I wanted to or the team, and, and uh, Swanepoel kind of has a contract with the team to be the trainer. And that, that was an option for me when I first got on board and decided not to do it, you know, just because I'm stubborn. <laughs> and, you know, I ended up going to it, and it's been it's been a great decision, yeah. and I'm, I'm glad I did it. You know, and I've learned a lot in the process, and, and uh, going forward, you know, I'm I'm excited about, you know, how how I feel on the bike, and you know, holding the red plate is, it's almost kind of weird, but you know, that's mm-hmm. that's where I want to be. So we're gonna just keep keep going with the program and and keep focused. Is, it's, it's, oh, go ahead. Is it more? I mean, you say you're doing less cycling and stuff. Is it more riding the dirt bike and? And no, you're not just meat heading out in the gym and doing bench presses, but you know you're doing core and some stretches. And is it just a little less of cycling and more riding dirt bikes? Is that what it is? More recovery? Uh, well, we're actually probably riding about the same. It's just really before I never did any core, never did any type of weights at all. Me neither. So it, it was just a ton of cardio, you know, and and that that works for some people, but for me, I think. After years and years of just doing cardio and just riding, I think it's yeah. time to, you know, what's now. I'm honestly, I'm on one of the fastest bikes I've ever raced. So I think in order to ride that thing properly, maybe not get arm pump every time, you need to get some core 
and, and maybe work on your stabilizer muscles and, and get some strength in my body. So I think mm. that that theory has worked for me. Yeah, interesting. Let's uh, let's get to the phone calls here. Dark side, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. What's up, man? Um, just curious with all the discussion this week about the monster jumps they've been putting in the tracks. What Amart thinks thinks are unnecessary to have the big one eighties, or does he like it? I love that question. Um, <laughs> yeah, I actually I hated that jump to tell you the truth. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was okay for practice. Like, it was cool for the fans, I'm sure, but I think every rider would agree with me that it just wasn't enjoyable to be hitting a jump at 70, 60, 70 miles an hour. Um, my, actually, my GPS watch that I would hit, like, 69 miles an hour on it. Yes. Cowie guys, and, and yeah, Cowie actually, guys told me 74 for the 450s. Jeez. Okay. So, it's just, there's, I mean, there's serious, serious consequences when you hit a jump like that. And, I mean, I was having nightmares just thinking about going over that first lap with 40 <laughs> other guys. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, luckily, I was fortunate that I had good starts, so I wasn't was up front going over that jump on the first lap. But, I mean, it wasn't – that's not your typical obstacle, and it wasn't something that we really enjoyed, uh, especially because it started to get choppy before it and you get some head shake going up to it. Um, so, just, yeah, happy that I made it through the weekend on that one. And then also that – the rhythm section that they made that was like MX vs ATV was out of a video game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was, was sketchy. So, all right, Dark Side, thanks, man. Hey, thanks, man. Uh, how hard was Thank it you. to get over that big middle hump in the middle? Like, you had to drop in and then get over that middle one. Was that the tough part? Oh, that was really hard. Um, like, I was actually watching the race on yesterday, and I was just like, I can't believe I made it through that thing for 70 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, you know, because it's like if you look at Glen Helen's track last year, I mean, it was easy compared to what we had to race this year. Yeah, it was. We're going to talk about it later on our show. I just, I wasn't, didn't think it was very good. I just thought it was, yeah, just ridiculous. So, um, hey, what's your contract situation? Are you, are, you only signed a one year deal? So you're up? Yeah, yeah, I'm up. Uh, one year deal with Star. Yeah. So, uh, Dude, you just got yourself some money. more money right yeah. there. Yeah. With this red plate, yeah. and, and, and yeah. So I hope you – maybe you stay there. You know what I mean? Maybe they'll sign you. They got Ferrandez, Plessinger, Harrison, and they got one more spot, right? Uh, Nichols. Oh, yeah, Nichols. That's right. Nichols oh, team, shit. Yeah. So they're full. No, nah, they're, they're, they're going to run a fifth guy. They're going to run another guy? Yeah. That's probably not a bad idea. Well, maybe it'll be you. If not, whatever. You got the red plate, so suck it, bitches. You're going to get a big raise, you know? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And it's amazing that you're that you're getting better without X-Brand goggles. It's amazing to me. I cannot believe it, <laughs> Amart, but you're you know another another reason why you're so awesome. Somehow. Yeah, who would have thought, Matthews? I never would have thought I'd, I'd do better after after uh, switching goggle brands. No, me neither. Because that, that really <laughs> translates. Oh, you, you know it, bro. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, thanks for coming on, Alex. Any other questions for Alex Martin? From no, there? I think we should start getting some Troll Nation shirts out there, though. Troll, Troll Nation? Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. JT, JT got all mad about my tweet when I said, if you don't like Alex Martin winning, then fuck you. That's awesome. He's like, you, sh- you, you shouldn't be swearing like with that, with you know all the sponsors we have. Is he like, getting hey. soft, JT? I don't know. He just thought I shouldn't have put F, like F-U-C-K out there on the Twitter. JT's pretty professional, though, so I yeah. can see him well, mad at you. I'm on NBC Sports now, bro. <laughs> oh, boy. He's just laughing. Oh, There's <laughs> nothing to say about that. Just All right, moving on. <laughs> Well, hey, Alex, thank you for coming on. Uh, congrats on the win again. A super pump for you. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's do it again in Denver, right? Why not? Yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing, Steve. Like, I, I, you know, the 
series of 12 rounds, and we're only two rounds in, and it's been a good two rounds for me, but I just want to try and take it moto by moto, and I want to be there at the end, so that's the game plan. Right on. Well, I think you will be. Uh, thank you. Thanks good for luck, coming buddy. on. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Yep. See ya. RoostMX.net, bringing you Alex Martin. Uh, if you need some graphics, you need some stickers, you need anything like that, custom stuff, uh, Pulp Nation stuff, uh, they've got it. Um, check them out, RoostMX.net. All right, let's take a commercial break here, our first one of the show. Matthews. Yeah. He called you Matthews. <laughs> Back when Jeremy didn't really like me, I said some things about Jeremy that maybe – it wasn't even bad. I didn't say any bad, but whatever. He told Wygant, like, uh, I don't like that Matthews guy. So then I was like – Tell him I'm Mathis, and we don't like that Matthews guy either, and maybe he won't know, you know who he is. You know what I mean? We were like, yeah, we hate Matthews. That's Matthews. This is Mathis, though. He's cool. Yeah. <laughs> we were hoping maybe they forgot about it. But uh, And Travis Pastrana, your presence here, Randy, is already paid off. Travis Pastrana picked up our phone call. So I can go home now. Yeah, you're done. All so right. I can get it earlier. Thanks for hanging, Randy. Thank you, buddy. That's fantastic. <laughs> we use your connections with Travis Pastrana <laughs> to actually uh, pick up the call. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, still to come, RJ Hampshire, uh, Georgia Lindsay, Jason Thomas, um, Randy Richardson, Chris Kiefer, all in studio. we got more, lots more to talk about, a few more things to give away. And uh, stick around. We'll be right back after this. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. Next show is brought to you by btosports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support a sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX show. Use coupon code PULPMX when Placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 
through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, Gear Alloy is the choice of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC off-road racing team. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Race Tech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Race Tech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Blighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. and. What's cool about this tire is even from the previous version of the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites but yet straight line you have comfort hey as a former factory mechanic Kiefer, i know all about mounting tires um so no problem for me to mount anything right. well maybe not a moose uh you found mounting these new michelin's uh, pretty easy actually yeah i'm a great test rider but my mechanic skills are novice at best so mounting the tire wasn't too bad they sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing and i was out there busting in the garage and normally you got to put some tires in the sun let them soften up a little bit but this 
Um, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting traction handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out at the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. Bolt-on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber-mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8 pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Vent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Bichalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the 
power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA. Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. HOTCAMS, unleash the power within. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience. We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Hey, 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 hey. W Wheels. Now that I got all your attention, let's talk about Wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W Wheels are built by the same guys that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or Excel. 
WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungy, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp and Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Pro. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the PULPMX show. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machine from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machine silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Hey guys, it's Brittany Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Motor Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm. 
Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with Factory Riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PULPMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there, check them out, guys. from Michelin in studio here. Randy, Michelin Starcross 5. Yep. We're going to talk about our promotion later. We're going to uh, talk a little bit about tire later. But for now, we're giving away a set. Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Yeah. The 199 follower yep. on Instagram of Michelin Motorcycle, at Michelin Motorcycle, on Instagram. Brand new account for you guys. Yeah, just started it early this week. And uh, we are going to uh, give away a set of Starcross 5s to that person. So get on it, everybody. Thanks to uh, Michelin for that. Starcross 5 and 199 Obvi, Travis Pastrana. Yep. Tragical hip, everybody. 50 mission cap. Not Morrissey. Not Morrissey? What? Some guy sounds like Morrissey. Does, it it kind of does. A no, it bit. does not sound like Morrissey. A little bit. Like that? No, it does not. Yeah, you like that? That's Heather Kiefer. Is she ever coming back in the studio? She's in she's Colorado. In Colorado. She hopefully just, hopefully she just comes home, but she's in Colorado. So. Uh, ridiculous Colorado. Kiefer's are moving. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, not going to happen. Um, lots to talk about here on the Pulp Mech Show. So Christian Craig, broken leg, get well soon, broken on the first lap. Tristan Charbonneau, the Geico team, broke his collarbone. Jordan Smith got landed on by Craig. He's all jacked up. So uh, Craig Honda having a tough day. And uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. I want to talk about Eli Tomac with Kiefer. That's going to be our NFAB question of the day. And uh, Josh Grant, 8-8 eight, eight at Hangtown, 6-6. Six, six. At Glen Helen, pretty good start for Josh Grant for the team. Nice Slowly building. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Um, so good job by that. Uh, web Hot cams. Unleash the power within. 
please check them out. Hotcams Inc. Hotcamsinc.com. At checkout, type out Hotcams 2016. 30% off discount for uh, all pulp listeners. Uh, Hotcams, the leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts. Hotcams is a proud supporter of our show. Camshafts, key for easy change to your bike to help it uh, do whatever you want. Yeah. If you want to tame it out, do that. If you want to uh, get a bottom, uh, get, get a, mid. Get bottom, get mid, change a cam. Yep. Or cams. Cams. Most guys, though... They change an intake cam if you're going to just do one on a dual cam bike, right? I don't hear that that much anymore. You don't? No. I used to hear that. Really? Yeah, I'm just changing intake. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. At Yamaha, KTM, these teams, we were changed too. So Yeah. You know? That's what I hear. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hot Cams is pleased and proud to bring you our uh, our next guest on the show. She's the pit reporter for the Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Series and uh, wife of Jimmy, Top Jimmy, who we had on a couple weeks ago. And uh, we always love having her on. She's fantastic. Georgia Lindsay, what's up, Georgia? How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for coming on tonight. Appreciate it. No problem. I'm not going to say I totally forgot at all because I totally didn't, but maybe I did. <laughs> Come on, Georgia. I was texting you today. Yeah, that was hours ago. Since oh. then, I've done a lot. Oh. I just cook dinner and I'm just doing the dishes, you know? Oh, my God. You know motocross, you cook dinner, and you do dishes. It's fantastic. Ah. <sighs> Um, what happens, you know? Yeah, so how you doing? All we're, good? We're good. Yeah, Chris Kiefer, Randy Richardson in here. Uh, first up, Georgia, what's it like being back at work a little bit? Obviously, you worked for the Motorcycle Superstore team for Jimmy and everything else. You uh, you worked for the team, but I mean like real work, like announcing chops. How do you like being back four motos in? I seriously have been like waiting for nine months for the season <laughs> to start. Yeah. It, I, I, I hate to say it, but I hate Supercross. Well, I don't hate Supercross. Supercross is fun, but... I, I'm motocross through and through, and so to me, I just couldn't wait for the motocross to start again. So I'm so excited to be back. And first race uh, was good, but last weekend I just I had so much fun. Yeah, I, I enjoy it so much, and I don't know it's just so good to be back and feel like I'm, you know, really doing something. Yeah, as you're, it were, you're. I guess. <laughs> uh, seven. Not the. Oh, go ahead. I, I, it was like seriously way more stressful putting a team together than doing the TV stuff. But now yeah, I, I feel like I'm doing my thing, so it's fun. Yeah, leave me alone, Jimmy. I'm busy. I'm really working here, right? Yeah. Hi. Goodbye, Jimmy. I'm uh, not cleaning your helmet. <laughs> uh, Georgia, Georgia Lindsay brought to you by HotCamsInc.com. Not HotCams. Go to HotCamsInc.com for camshafts. 702-586-7857. you got a question for Georgia, give us a call here on the uh, Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Um, Georgia, uh, I don't know how to really break this to you, but I did the NBC Sports. Oh, I did the NBC Sports show with Jenna Corrado for two and a half hours. I'm coming for you. I uh, uh, I told yeah, I, I did see that. I told you at the race, I'm sexier than you. I, I talk American accent, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 the real deal. So I, I'm gunning oh, for you. Shit. I'm gunning for you, Lindsay. Well, you know what, Steve? Me and you, we kind of look alike. We kind of sound alike. <laughs> so it's going to be a really hard task for me to take you down, mm, bro. I'm but com- I'm I'm going to do it. It was uh, it was fun doing it. I had fun. It was a good time. Like, uh, um, it was funny though, Georgia. I imagine this is the same with you. Like, they, you know, so after I do the show and everything else, they're like, "Oh, you did so good. You did so well." And I'm like, "Look, you guys gave me, you know, two minutes to talk about Cooper Webb. I could talk about Cooper Webb for an hour. It's what I live. It's what I do. Same thing with you, Georgia. The, hey, hey, Georgia. You, we need you to ask so and so two questions about his moto in a minute." And then, of course, you do a great job, and it's like you're like, uh, I, I can ask him questions for an hour, you know? I think, I think honestly, that's what's really hard is that sometimes you, 
you don't have as much time as the that you want and right. you know especially with with NBC it's so timely like honestly the guys that are in the TV truck I know everybody gets you know irritated they can't see see this or they can't see that or why didn't they cover this but they do an insane job at covering everything they do mm-hmm. with number one how big a track is number two our time limits because at the end of the day they're on a schedule that isn't even their schedule yeah so you know they're on a TV schedule through NBC, so it's a lot of it is not under anyone's control, but the main TV provider or whatever it is. And yeah, it's it's tough because you you want to sit there and just chat for like hours to them and ask them all the cool <laughs> questions, but you have I have this thirty seconds to ask you one question, and then what comes out of your mouth isn't always the question that you actually really wanted to ask them. And then afterwards, you're like, dang yeah. it, I wish I'd said that or whatever. But yeah, and yeah, then, and then you know, the like, more, go ahead. Sorry, carry on. No, you go ahead. Well, on my on the internet show that I did, you know, we could go long. It didn't matter. It was just the we were just gonna as long as we got off by twelve fifty eight, it didn't matter. We just got rid of another segment or tightened another segment up. You literally cannot yeah. go long. Like you cannot keep yeah. talking. Marvin Muscan cannot just keep talking over and over. <laughs> right. You gotta go. I know. <laughs> I feel so bad because I've got my producer Bondo, who, by the way, knows more about motocross than probably all of us put together. He is insane. He's done it for so long now, but um, he's in my ear saying, "Wrap it up, Georgia. Wrap it up. Wrap it up." And I'm behind the camera, but with my arm out with the microphone, doing the wrap it up sign. And they're just like, "No, I'm talking." So yeah. you can just got, stay there. I and then no, Marvin's just going on and on, and we love Marvin, but Marvin and Mike. Oh, I love him to pieces. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, that's interesting. How lame is it, Georgia, when, and you don't need to name any names or anything else, but how lame is it when the guys don't answer the question and just immediately go into how good their bike is and the Dunlop tires and everything else? And you're like, come on, bro. Like, like put it on the bottom of the yeah. screen or figure or, or squeeze three mention, three, squeeze three key sponsors in. Uh, hey, mechanic with the pit board, uh, shove that up your ass and get three sponsors in and answer the fucking question. Right. That's the way I think it yeah, should be, it, you know? Yeah, it's so hard because, like, I've honestly stopped asking such specific questions because I know they're not going to answer the specific questions. So it's just like, okay, there's no point in me saying that because then I look like an idiot. Uh, some guys are awesome and yeah. they're really yep. loose with their questions and they tell the truth, but then some guys not so much. And I, I actually said to the Yamalube guys this weekend, I was like, dude, when you put your big sign of sponsors up, at least put it behind me so it makes it look like they're saying it from their own brain and then they're not reading it off a board. Yeah. They'll stand the other side and then they like have to look over and I'm like, no. It's brutal. It's brutal. Like it's, I hate that. Like again, get two or three key guys in there and move on and talk about your race. You know, Uh, you got the goggles on your neck. You got the sponsors on your top of your Jersey. Uh, You're good, bro. Um, Having said, but a lot of that isn't, isn't their fault either. No, no. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. And and so, and I get that side of it because that's what I deal with now is, you know, right. who, what, when, where. And so, it's yeah, it's just what they're told to do by the team. So, uh, there's not too much I can say. Having said that, who's your – give us three of your favorite guys to talk to in either class on the on the, on the I know so – I already know what you're going to say. Hey, I already – wait, wait, wait. I already know what you're going to say because you're from England. You came from the GPs and you love the GPs. So, you're going to say Roxon, Muskan, and Tonus. That's what you'll say. Tonus. That yeah, because they're all English. I'm just saying you love the all, GPS. All you them. love Euros and GPS. All right, we yeah, got so it. What, okay, what'd you uh, give us your I three? I say Cooper Webb because he's normally pretty honest, and occasionally he'll throw in a word that I'm like, "Can he say that on TV or not?" So <laughs> keeps you on the toes. Right. So kind of like that. 
Um, Robson's good because he's pretty truthful with what he says about stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't try and hold back about, you know, being annoyed or being happy. Um, who are, Oh, Alex Martin this weekend. I was just so pumped for him. The same as, was it last year at Bud's Creek when he won a moto? Yeah. For, for guys that I know are working as hard as they do and they get a podium or, or an overall, like that just gets me super pumped because I'm, I'm happy for these guys. You know, so yeah. many of these guys are my friends outside of the sport as well. And mm-hmm. so when I see them do good, I'm like so happy for them. So this weekend it was Alex Martin. I was super happy. And then uh, Austin Faulkner as well. Uh, that was fun. But there's no one that, you know, there's, all the guys are good. I always feel bad because Ryan Dungey stands there and I feel like I'm trying to hurry up the TV program so I can get his interview done and he can be gone, but I can't do anything about it. And I always feel really bad, but he's, he's great at interviews. He says exactly what, you know, he, he's pretty good at answering. He's, um, he's improved maybe the most from yeah. even before Georgia, before you were maybe even in the country, like when he first turned uh, a rookie, he's improved uh, so much over the years as far as being a, a podium guy, a spokesman, everything else. Um, he used to be not very good, and he's way better. He just sometimes makes me nervous. I feel like I'm, I'm like, taking too long, but it's just, like, literally under – it's not under my control what happens. But apart from that, every yeah. everyone's great. There's, I mean, at the end of the day, you've got to think these guys are on a podium, so yeah. they're going to be happy yeah. no matter what. Um, it's the worst thing is is when they stop people who are really mad and I have to interview them and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, nobody hits on you, right? Everybody knows you're married to Top Jimmy and all that, right? <laughs> tell me. Tell me. Yeah, that – that probably makes my job as way more easier. Way more easier. I don't think that's good English, but uh, a lot easier is the fact that yeah, I don't get any of that. Because and if they do, it's almost like in jest, and it's funny. Yeah, but, exactly. Know. But let me tell you, if you weren't married to Top Jimmy, it'd be on. Oh, it'd boy. be on with all these dudes. That's, oh, yeah. I would just. It would be me chasing them down. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's like Pookie. That would also Not be. That would also, really. be, also be Pookie's move. Dude, I no, think this chick's into me. Yellow, so. <laughs> Coming from the GPs, I used to watch you, you know, and I watched the GPs a lot. Um, what's the biggest difference from doing them, you know, back then than what you're doing now? What's What's the biggest difference? I think uh, now I've learned a lot more in the past, even just the past year. I've learned a lot more about how a bike really works, how track condition like I've learned a lot about the sport as in not just the athletes but I've learned a lot more about the sport um which has helped a lot like that's one of the reasons I always want to ask more questions is because you know I'm trying to figure out a lot more in my head that I want to ask them but you don't have the time for but obviously the the format being just one day as opposed to literally like a week long that you spend in a different country makes it a big difference but but now I think you know, they all speak English too, which helps a lot before I was interviewing guys that could string maybe three words together, mm-hmm. which actually one of the guys who was, when I was doing the GPs, he was racing with Fevre, Jeremy Sewer, Tim Geisha. His name is Charles de Francois. Charles de Francois. Yeah, yeah. He raced uh, this weekend as well. So I actually caught up with him and mm. worked with him for a bit. Um, That's cool. But yeah, I think, them speaking speaking English here is way easier, and the the TV crew is a lot more professional, and I can it's, it's easier to get stuff done. So Bondo uh, Bondo said to me, he's like, "Oh, you're you're going big time this weekend," and I'm like, "Yeah, NBC Sports," and he's like, 
don't fuck up. And he just kept walking. Bobby Bonds did? <laughs> Bondo. Bondo. Bob, Bobby pretty, Bonds? Bondo. Never mind. Bondo. Chris um, Bond. Yeah, yeah. So that was his big pep talk to me. I was like, oh, thanks. Uh, Top Jimmy, how's that going? How's everything going? He's uh, slog- slugging along there in 250Fs. Obviously, uh, still, yeah. try- still trying to get healthy a little bit. and get it. He got pretty close to the top 20 this weekend, though. It was a better, better race for him than Hangtown. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's the main thing we've talked about is the fact that he didn't race all of last year. Um, and so just getting back into racing again outdoors is, like, such a huge thing. And, like, everyone has injuries, and I'm not being biased by any point, but the crap he's gone through in the past yeah. 365 days, I, it, it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. the amount of broken bones and surgeries he's had and stuff that people don't even know about as well on top of the stuff people do know about. So he's had a really tough year physically, but mentally he's really enjoying himself riding. And, you know, he doesn't like the fact he hasn't made points, but this morning he got up and checked the weather and then he left, even though my parents came in today from England, he went down to go ride at our race shop and is staying overnight and riding tomorrow. And he said today he had the best day of riding. And oh, that's good. Yep. You know, for him, I think it's just like if he's having fun, then I'm happy. If if he's pleased with you know how he raced, I'm happy. And for him, yes, he wants to do better and get better results. But I think that will come with time too. It's just been such a long time since number one, he's had every bone fixed, and and number two, he's you know been racing because he missed a whole season last year. So. Yeah, yeah. How, how old is Jimmy now? 27. 27, yeah. yeah he's been around for a yeah. while. Yeah, he really has. <laughs> Him and Kyle are the vets of our team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, right? The... Is Kyle 30 yet or no? <laughs> no, he's actually younger. He's oh. 26, Oh, I is he? Oh, I would have said yeah, he was younger. I would have thought he was older than top Jimmy, for real. So I. I really, well, he's been around a long time. Yeah, no, he's he's 26, so. Um, what's yeah. Your... I'm heading over to Italy for the uh, for the GP in Mantova. Oh, are you taking me with you? No, it's Muddy Creek weekend, so you got to work. Ah, uh, true. Well, I thought you were going to be the big star taking my job, actually. So. Mm, well, that show is the show is only for the first two weeks, but then after that, I'm coming for you. Yes, I'm going to be working. I think you're probably going to do like Formula One, NASCAR, IndyCar. Well, I was thinking more of the Olympics with top Bob Costas down in Rio. Oh. I, I know. When I spoke to, when I did speak to one of the NBC guys, I was like, "Hey, if you need a hand in Brazil, you know, I'll, I'll help out. If, yeah. if you need me to make you coffee, I'm happy to help out." <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when when I when you watch when they saw my perfection at the NBC Sports Starting Gate show, you know, they'll they'll move on. I, I need to watch it. Actually, I totally haven't watched it. But go I really ahead, watch it. You. Watch perfection in, at work. If you want, watch perfection. Um, <laughs> Hot Cams Inc. bringing you Georgia Lindsay, Hot Cams uh, Inc.com, uh, Hot Cams 2016 for the code to save yourself money on some camshafts. Hot Cams Unleash the Power Within. We are with Georgia Lindsay here on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com and, uh, and Fly Racing. It's been, a, it's been a crazy year for, for you and Jimmy. Uh, Motorcycle Superstore team started this year. Suzuki Support. Greg Albertson somehow mm-hmm. holding things together behind the scenes. I don't even know how. Uh, breaking, toilets, <laughs> breaking toilets and flooding hotel rooms. But um, Oh, just don't. Yep. No, he, he, said it was, he said it was okay. He said it was okay. Yeah, he made friends with um, someone. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll uh, talk about that a little bit. You, you know, you were helping the team out, uh, hospitality-wise, sponsor-wise, uh, social media-wise, everything-wise. Uh, that's been a little crazy for you guys, huh? Yeah, and uh, like I said before, like this November, December, going into Supercross season was just 
insane. I'm not quite sure if there were many hours slept sleeping uh, in this house. Uh, it was kind of crazy. And honestly, I really give it up to Jimmy. And again, unbiased, but he was just unbelievable at getting stuff together. And I think he was super excited about it. Yeah, it took away from his riding. Like everyone compares him to Chad Reed building his own team. And I can't imagine there's anything that's similar about that at all. But <laughs> he would be up at 4.30 and he would drink his coffee by his computer and start working. And it was just me and him. And it took a while for the realization to hit that, wow, we're, we're starting our own team. This is yeah, kind this of is, huge. This is for and real. it wasn't until right. we turned up at Anaheim 1 and we had a rig that was wrapped and we had graphics on our skirting, which we'd put on, on I'd put on myself on New Year's Eve. And, you know, we'd all been mm -hmm. at the shop. And on Tuesday before Anaheim, we were putting decals on the semi truck. And we got to Anaheim and we were like, wow, <laughs> we, we made it. have a Supercross team. What happened? It's, wow. <laughs> yeah. And since then, it's been, um, I would say easier, not less stressful, but it's been easier. But we're just lucky. I don't, I really can't believe how awesome our entire team is. And everyone on the team just gets on so well and works so bloody hard and, takes it as, you know, they're, they're as proud of stuff as we are. And I think everyone just gets on. There's no egos. And if there is an ego, everyone just laughs at them. So it plays it off. And I'm just really, like, happy and proud of all the people that we've worked with to help us get stuff together and work so hard. Cool. Well, hey, I'll let you get back to the OKC game. By the way, I forgot. Oh, that it I'm was... watching it right now. And oh, I'm just so okay. out with one point down. Big, big game. Game seven. We'll see if they can go to the finals against Cavaliers. So, Georgia, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Good well, job so far this year. Thank you for having me. Yeah, good job. I appreciate it. And, uh, and uh, thank you for everything. We'll see you uh, next week and this weekend in Colorado. Thanks, Georgia. Sounds good. Bye, Bye Georgia. See ya. Georgia Lindsay, everybody. Brought to you by Hot Cams. All right. Uh, Trav, come over here. We're going to do the draw, film this draw for a set of gear alloy wheels. We did a trivia contest on Uh We have all the entries, the correct entries. I already, did I already talk about why we had on the show? Did I talk about how we had the wrong we – tri we tricked people a little bit? Yeah, we no. did. Yeah. Jacksonville. Yeah, and, yeah, okay. Uh, right. yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. about that. Okay. So we got all the right answers in a seven-deuce-deuce hat. Kiefer is going to draw out the right answer here. Uh, seven Deuce Deuce hat. All the correct winners. A set of gear alloy wheels. This is a legit prize, big, right? bro. Eight bills? I don't know. Yeah. Pretty good. Okay, here we go. So these are all the jerkies that got the right answer. And Kiefer, dig in there, reach in there, pull out a name. Boom, 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 gear alloy, cold, cold, cold oh, wheels. Uh, oh, just one, bro. There. Just one. All right, and? The winner is Mark. Yorkie! Mark Yorkie! Congratulations! Come on down! <laughs> yeah, the Yorkster! Come on down! All right, Mark. Thanks for playing. Appreciate it. Thanks to Gear Alloy. At Gear Alloy for a set of wheels. Uh, you win the wheels. I'll, we'll be in touch, and uh, we will figure it out. Um, and with that, let's get right into the NFAB question of the day. I got a big one for you, Kiefer, and a big question for you. And, <laughs> uh, and here we go. <laughs> Settle down. Still light out. Here's our chance. The big one, Goose. Still light out. <laughs> N-Fab.com, industry-leading six innovative styles of sidesteps, a vast array of light mounts, and pre-runner, race-ready pre-runner bumpers and bed cages for late-model imported domestic trucks. 
Take your ride to the next level with NFAB accessories. N-Fab.com. Proud sponsors of the JGR guys, of course, and the NFAB and Pro Yamaha team. N-Fab.com, at NFAB Inc. at Instagram and at NFAB underscore racing.com. And uh, we thank the guys from NFAB, proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA. Kiefer, so here's a question for you. Okay. Eli Tomac. Yep. He smoked everybody last year for five straight motos. Then he got hurt. Like, smoked everybody. Mm-hmm. See you later. Yep. Now, come this year, subpar supercross season, one Daytona, but he turned it around near the end to lead a lot of us into thinking that outdoors will also, he will run with those guys, if not win. It's early. It hasn't happened, though. Uh, 4-4 in Hangtown. Passed by Blake Baggett late in the moto, which was super weird. Second moto couldn't run down Jason Anderson, which was super weird. Hanked uh, Glenn Helen. Um, third in the first moto, should have been a fourth. Um, passed by Jason Anderson late in the moto. Second moto, he rode great, got into third, but Rocks and Dungey were long gone. Okay, so it's early, but he's struggling. I think we now maybe look at the bike, the switch in bikes, as to what's going on with Eli Tomac. Shoulders should be good. He's healthy. We know he trains his balls off, right? We know that. What do you, and look, as a former factory mechanic, I know that the production bike to works bikes is a lot different. I know this, but it's still a base. You're still starting from a base. Do you think the bike swap has anything to do with Eli Tomac's so-so, not poor. I don't want to say poor. You want a supercross race, goddammit. So-so supercross season. And what's the difference between a Honda and a Cowie? Like when you watch him ride, what does he do well? And what, why did the Honda work for him? And why is a Cowie only working so-so for him? Well, here's the deal. For okay. me, comfort. Yeah. He's not ever going to be that exact same guy. Injuries happen. I don't agree with the bike being the problem so much. Yeah. And here's the, here's the reason why. If anything, the Cowie should be better for outdoors versus the Honda. No matter what Honda does to their bike. The previous year, coming from a production you know, background, the, the chassis is a little bit more... Um, nimble it's very good for supercross so if anything i thought he would struggle more in supercross and be better outdoor um I'm, yeah be better outdoor just mm-hmm. because of the way the cowie chassis is when i watch him ride i still see glimpses glimpses of the same guy that rode the honda he he still he still wheelies manual things he hops over but stuff that's so cool right i mean yeah. that's all good signs and the other good sign is his speed is there. Um, qualifying, fastest qualifier. By both, over both oh, weeks. a second. Both weeks. By over a second. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there's 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 the speed. Okay. And check correct me if I'm wrong. Qualifying laps means he circulated a lap of the track faster than anyone else, including Kenny Rockson and Ryan Dungey, just checking. And you know how fast <laughs> Kenny is, right? Right. Okay. So this leads me to believe it's not the machine, it's more of a fitness thing. And even though we think Stop it, it's hold Eli on, Tomac. Li- listen to me. Even though we think he's an Ironman, he's a Colorado train, his balls off, just just hear what Alex said about his program. Maybe him being injured and him trying to catch up with all of his training has caught up with him, and now he's getting a little tired at the end of the motos. He's starting to feel fatigued. So maybe he's going to start correcting that, and we're going to see a different guy later in the season. Maybe he's going to back it down some, and we're going to see him get better as the season goes. I mean, Jesus Christ. Fourth overall is not a slump. Third overall. Third, fourth, yeah, what that. he's getting, you know? Yeah. But, you know, even though the gifts that he's given, he's fourth place guy right now. Pretty much. 
You know, he's got a gift from Kenny, you know, him yeah. dropping out, you know, Baggett passing him, Jason catching him. Yeah. He's around fourth place. Yeah, four, four, three, three. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think it's the, the bike. No, so there's much. no panic alarm being sounded here. No. But but I don't think it's everybody's freaking out. Oh, it's the cow. It's the no, cow. That, that's kind of starting to become a, a thing. I know. And I hear it too. Right. Okay. And I, but I think he, he, Eli's a quiet guy. He doesn't say a lot of things. Yeah. You know, so I think it's more of the fitness thing, him being fatigued. And because uh, where you see it, look at he's charged. He gets either get a bad start, charges, and then fades at the end a little bit, or loses a. You look at his lap time charts, and it's a second or two off from where it was. So I just think it's he has to figure out his body more than the bike. I think he's happy with the bike. Okay. What do you think, Randy? I think it's Michelin's. Is it, he needs Michelin's? <laughs> what do you win on a Starcross Five? I don't know, but we had zero flats in the Supercross season. So anyway, <laughs> so uh, uh, You're the, thing, first, folks. the thing is, is uh, the one major thing that's changed with him is the brand of bike. So that's the easiest thing to point out. You know, he's but still that, training with his dad, so his training program, we assume, hasn't changed. I yeah. see your point of he's trying to ramp up or catch up. Whereas Alex Martin, though it's a different team now, he's still on a Yamaha to Yamaha. So it's more comparable. So now you look at what the major change is, is training well, so well, yeah but i don't know Kiefer knows more than i do but look he john tomac knows training better than anybody so john's going to look at everything and they're going to back it down ramp it up whatever they need to do or they're going to do the exact same thing where he was crushing at five motos in a row last year so now I, i'm leaning more towards a bike i don't know but but why would the bike if he's getting second over second as qualifying he's comfortable Okay, he's setting fastest qualifiers. Yeah, no, you got me there. You and got, comfort you is got key. Me there. If he was getting, radio. if he was getting six and seventh in qualifying, then it would be like, eh, comfort. maybe it's the bike. Yeah, yeah suck it. The guy said comfort. I'm using comfort. it. Comfort. Suck it. Comfort. No. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I really don't care. That's your yeah. Um, so right. what we do as fans, we only see the surface. We only see what we see on TV or we see in the pits. Mm -hmm. It's the bike. He changed the bike. Oh, it's this. It's, it's this. You know, it's the shocks, the tires, it's the air fork. There's a lot of shit that people don't see during the week that yeah, that I view when right. I'm out there. I'm like, if people only knew how gnarly these guys have to be during the week, the racing part is the easiest part. Mm -hmm. Like, that's an easy day. Mm -hmm. And it's these guys grinding it out during the week in the heat and the, the tracks at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And, and the guys got to do it every single freaking day. And then they go race on top well, of that. Also on top of that, I mean, to take it even further, chick trouble man friend trouble maybe you know doing whatever it's all affects burnout you. level trouble yeah I mean, just all yeah, of his life right. life, life. Yeah. yeah exactly you know um so that's something to think about so that's the nfab question of the day n-fab.com Kiefer does not think it's the motorcycle everybody i don't so stay off the cowie leave the cowie alone leave the cowie alone <laughs> michelin motorcycle doc michelin motorcycle on instagram the 199th follower gets a set of starcross fives now they can choose soft, medium, yeah, hard. Heck yeah. Okay. Okay. Just like just like when we give away uh, a set on the show normally. Yeah. Uh, we get in touch with them. One ninety nine follower in honor of Travis Pastrana using Michelin uh, at Michelin Motorcycle wins a set of tires. Mm -hmm. We gave away a set a pair of Metro Circus tickets earlier on, and uh, yeah, we want to thank everybody for listening. We appreciate it. Um, let's uh, let's get Jason Thomas up. Uh, to talk some more Glenn Helen Trav, if you can, sorry to spring that on you. Uh, Randy Richardson from Michelin and Chris Kiefer from Dirt Rider here. Um, is there any? I'll start with you, Randy. We came into the uh, into the season with the championship high mm -hmm. of J Mart mm -hmm. at about a seventy percent. Yeah, he's not the points leader right now. His brother is. 
he has gone uh, uh, four. No, what are you doing, Hangtown? Nine, uh, nine in the second moto. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Three, nine, f- four, one. Three, four motos. Mm-hmm. You still are you still on J Mart Championship bandwagon? I think he has to be favored because of his past two years. Yep. Uh, I think no, it's no, gonna... nothing's happened in four motos to make you. Oh yeah, what I was going to say was I think it's going to take a little bit longer to bake that uh, championship pie. That's <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. but but early on, I, I wouldn't say he's right now at seventy percent anymore. Yeah, I think there's okay. some some other guys that are that are showing some talent. Amart being one for sure. Savaji. Can you I, imagine you know, if I, his brother beats him for a title? That'd be sweet. It'd be cool. <laughs> It'd be sweet. It would be. Um, uh, Alex is heading to Minnesota now after Colorado mm-hmm. to go live with Jeremy in Minnesota. Jeremy bought a house in Rochester. He was on the show a couple weeks ago, and they they ride at Millville. They ride at another couple tracks down the road. So they're in Minnesota for the next uh, for the next summer. So, but I think that 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 uh, if correct me if I'm wrong, I think A Mart's always been just a tick off of J Mart, right? From in training and stuff. So now that they're more, uh, I think it'll raise their competitiveness against one another, yeah, yeah. which is going to help the two of them mm-hmm. against all the others. I, I think. Kiefer, where are you at on the J Mart championship hunt? I'm not any less than I was. Right. I think it's the same. Right. I mean, he's four points out. He's had. Uh, he still looks good. Obviously, he went. He's capable of winning at any time. Yeah, Alex is better. Yeah, Savachi's in there. You know, even shit Plessinger. What about Webb? And Webb. Webb's got a bad wrist. He's not even riding during the weeks. So he rode press and, day, and that's it. And that's another guy I think is going to come on late too. I've been impressed with him, man. Very much. He could be out on the beach right now, and no one would say a word. He's got a legitimately injured wrist, and he's still killing it. To me, that what that shows for that kid is what he's shown many times. You know, in his early seasons, is just lost so much heart. You know, yeah. And he wears that heart on his sleeve. Oh, but, says, yeah. but, and uh, I like that. Too. A lot of heart. Says, I, I like says the that. guy from South Carolina, but the kid from North Carolina. Forkner, hey, Forkner's good, too. Yeah, Forkner's, uh, if you go by my fantasy picks, I've been missing on Forkner. I'm like, ah, whatever, kid, this is Glenn Helen, it's a man's track. You're going to see what a man's track is like. Uh, Yeah, he showed me. He was really good. Uh, With that, let's welcome the guy who else is showing people around the world fly racing. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? Flyracing.com, best gear out there, bro. We're killing it daily. JT in the new Dirt Rider magazine. Jason Thomas, yeah, interview in the new Dirt Rider, two-page, right? Yeah, with a big one-page spread of his George Michael-looking five o'clock shadow beard. You didn't even fuck him. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm impressed that I you know. I don't fuck my friends. Well, I'm just saying. We, no, that, I, don't, I don't fuck anyone. Actually. That interview was a long time coming. We weren't sure if it was coming out. So, um, JT, uh, f- anything. Anything with J-Mart that makes you worried about this title from the beginning of the year when we all thought he was odds-on favorite? Uh, I don't think he's going to plan. If, if you had told me he was going to go 3-9, uh, what, what did he go this weekend? 4-1. 4-1, yeah. 4-1. Uh, yeah, I don't think that that would have been exactly how he would have drawn it up or definitely not how I thought it was going to go. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. I still, He's still the favorite to me. Uh, the, the only thing I think could have changed my mind would have been if Sabachi had come out and, and just shown everybody what time it was again. Uh, I would have been second-guessing my original prediction, but I think after watching this weekend, I think I just think J-Mark knows what his program is. I think he knows it's going to be a long summer. I think he's really going to excel when it gets hot and when it gets rough, mm-hmm. and he's just kind of getting through it right now. He's obviously struggling a bit. He's still sick. You know, I think that... Uh, it was it was worse at any time. He just didn't look back at himself at all. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm really not worried. I think he's still 
the odds-on favorite by, by quite a bit, actually. Uh, we just talked to Kiefer for a bit for the Eli Tomac question. Kiefer is very much saying it is not the bike. It may be, it may be his fitness. It may be something else. But uh, the fact that the fact that he can lay down a fast time is proof that the he's comfy on the bike and the bike works. Uh, what do you think? Well, I think there's more to it. He certainly can go fast for one lap still, but it just seems like there's something going on, whether it's mentally or, you know, and, and what's more concerning to me is his physical fitness at the end of the motos hasn't been great. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was much more noticeable at Hangtown. I, you know, I thought, but letting Anderson go back around is, is a bad sign, too. Uh, he just doesn't seem to have fight at the end of the motos. And where Dungey and Roxon don't seem to be laboring whatsoever, he doesn't seem to have it right now. And that, that's something I thought I would never see from Eli Tomac. So mm-hmm. I, I'm much more troubled by that than I am his pace or anything else going on with the bike. Well, that's kind of what Kiefer was saying. It's yeah. Really, I just think yeah. it's something behind the scenes that we don't we don't get to see. It's like I told Matt this. Maybe it's just him having too much or trying to get too much back too quickly, you know? Yeah, I mean, I've just never seen him get noticeably and visually tired. I've never seen that before, and, and I'm seeing it. That's two weekends in a row I've seen it. Uh, Randy, anybody that I should dust the panic button off for in either class? For you were at Glen Helen and you watch Hangtown, and is there anybody I should dust the panic button off? Go or go find it in the closet and bring it out. You know, like <sighs> nothing jumps off at me right right away. I can't Kiefer, what do you think? What's sorry? What'd you say? Oh, Barsha, Barsha. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I think. Roxon found that Barsha button and then switched it. <laughs> I think that's what happened. <laughs> you, know, you, guys, yeah, you were yeah, talking yeah. about Barsha right, finding right. the uh, the uh, switch and flipping, flipping it. Sw- I think yeah. I think Roxon found it and he switched it. So I I really would say Barsha panic button. Yeah, we kind of talked that over dinner, and I just don't I don't know. I just feel like I just doesn't he doesn't look the same. Like he's right. he gets decent starts, but okay. He gets is he going to flip a switch at the next mutter? I mean, he could right. <laughs> I mean, he did it last year. That's what I'm saying. Although he was better, I think he was year, a little bit better. La- he podium Glen Helen last year uh, in a moto, at least um, when it was dry, you know, mm-hmm. and everything else. I feel like when I watch him ride, there's no excite, there's no oomph. Like I'm like, yeah. he's like, eh, I'm racing, um, okay. JT, you know, Villeman writes a column. David Villeman writes a column on Pulp MX, and he has long, long talked about Barsha revving the shit out of his bike, hitting the outside berms, uh, not shifting, not using a 450. Uh, he'll go on. DV will be on next week as a co-host, and he'll probably talk about it again. How much do you think DV's onto something, and, and, and how much do you think he's he's on glue? I think in certain situations, DV is very correct or accurate in that assessment. I think, uh, you know, Roxon is, is very good at what DV is saying. He stays low in the RPM. He really maximizes uh, 450s potency. Uh, where Barsha, he, he just wants to ride, override the bike all the time. So I, I think in certain situations, it does work for Barsha, though. If, if you're on a track that has positive traction where you really can uh, make benefit of that aggression, mm-hmm. I think it works. And I think that's kind of in the mud. I think he can get away with it because um, a lot of his strengths kind of shine through. But on these Southern California tracks where it's hard. It's a really hard base, and you know your wheel spin is always something you're concerned with, especially a track like Hangtown. I just don't think it works, and I, I think DV is very uh, astute in his, his observations. Yeah, so you, you're leaning towards him being a little bit right about Barsha's riding style. I do, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. think I think Barsha's aggression is is something that if he harnessed it and he could learn to use it in the most 
uh, effective way, I think it could be lethal. But it seems like he, especially when he's frustrated with how he's riding, which probably is the case right now, he yeah. always resorts back to that over-aggressive style. Just like we saw Washougal last year. You know, he, he threw it away, made that big mistake, and for a lap or two, kind of reverted back to that old style. And it, it obviously, you know, didn't work. It's mm-hmm. thrown on his head, but... That's kind of what I see from him right now. Is he's so frustrated with how things are going. He's just trying too hard, and it's one of those things where maybe just do less, and, and it'll come back to you. Right, right. Um, Jason Thomas here, FlyRacing.com. Uh, the original Stretch Fabric Racewear, Fly Racing's third generation light hydrogen line, continues to lead the way, Randy, in lightweight minimalist racewear design. Uh, Jason JT's 2017 Fly stuff is yeah. out. When? When do we see it? Uh, probably well. For the, for the public, the first time you'll see it's at Washougal. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, I thought maybe yeah. Redbud. I was thinking more Redbud, but yeah, Washougal. No, we'll have our party again like we did last year that you will be uh, you will be attending. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the riders will wear it Saturday at Washougal, and okay. then uh, we'll probably ship, ship to the yours a week later. Okay, fantastic. Good to hear. Um, should be looking good. What stuff. about uh, getting me some? Uh, some Kiefer wants shit. to see some photos. He's been bugging the shit out of me. Yeah. Let's see some sneak uh, peek action. Yeah, the only photos would be... Locked away in our pre-release stuff, so uh, I could probably show you on my phone or something, but you would be able to keep it. <sighs> Sorry, too. Well, honestly, with your job now at at, uh, at Dirt Ride, you could probably, if you sign an embargo, you probably see it. Oh, right, let's sign it. I want to see it. You just can't. You just can't do it like swap this back in the day. No, because I got a lot of intros, and I've been. I try to get Dale to send me some for some of these, you know, because no one's going to see the magazine, and I just wanted to wear a set, but um. All right, Kiefer, calm down. Hey, Kiefer, uh, can we announce that you're racing some Canadian Nationals? Yeah, let's do it. Gopher Dunes Honda, GDR Honda. Yeah, I've been trying to get... National number 65, you will be at Gopher Dunes. (laughs) And the week after in Quebec. Yep, two rounds. Wow, heading back up. Going back up for some punishment, especially at Gopher Dunes. On a 450, you're riding 450, yeah. Yeah, that's way better. Good luck at Gopher, huh, JT? Good good. luck. (laughs) Yeah, that place is brutal. Why would you pick that track? That's exactly why I picked it, because it's gnarly. No, the team is called Gopher Dunes Honda, so I think he has to show up at Gopher Dunes. Come on, go figure, Dunes. Uh, so Kiefer, yeah, I'll be pumped. Yeah, it's I can't be wait to as it comes up, we'll start getting predictions from everybody. Oh God, we know how that went last year. Yeah, <laughs> crushing, crushing you at times. Yes, I predict IVs after the race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in no. between motos. I I agree. Uh, so everybody, yeah, Kiefer going up on a Honda should be fantastic. Will you wear? Can you wear? You got to wear their gear, I guess, huh? You got to wear everything there. No, it's all being worked out. Oh, yeah. So you can wear X brands. Uh, yes, I can, and I will. You will? Yeah. <laughs> You're so full of shit, Randy. He'll wear his damn Oakleys again. <laughs> you always break my heart that way. Um, hey, so uh, starting gate show, NBC Sports, JT and I, we're basically like Costas, Wygant. You know, we're on NBC Sports. <laughs> you guys uh, are glove brothers. We are. <laughs> You're glove brothers. Well, JT innovated it, and I, and I brought it. So, um, Steve, uh, where do you think we should – fly through to go to Rio. Are you thinking to go through Houston? Yes. Or yeah. No. Or do you want to meet up? I'm going to meet up at outside of baggage claim. Yeah. Let's meet uh, in Houston and then we'll go from Houston to Rio and then I'll see you um, at that festival in Rio they always have every year. That big. That okay. Well, we'll, we'll talk to Costas, find out yeah. the hotel yeah. specifics and all that. Yeah. I want to stay with, I mean, Costas will have a suite. I want to be on that same floor wherever right. he is. So. What sports would you like to, um, to commentate on? Uh, women's volleyball. Perfect. Now, volleyball is a natural for you. 
Thank you. You've seen my setting your skills. Pepper, your pepper game, your pepper game can't be denied. Mm, Kevin Barnett. Kevin Barnett vouched for the, and Kevin Barnett will be at at Rio, I believe, and he vouched for my skills on, with a volleyball. So, um, I just I have, want to hear the motocross stuff. I had fun. <laughs> I had fun. I had fun though, JT. It was a good time. Like we talked about a little bit in the Racer X show. Um, again, these guys they say, "Hey, talk about Cooper Webb for." for two minutes and I'm like I got an hour and if you want an hour on Davalos I got that too and I believe me Mookie right now is not Mookie I got a lot of feelings about Mookie not riding nationals so you know they thought I did a good job JT they all said you knocked it out of the park and killed it I watched half of your show and I thought you did a great job um and so it's kind of like I don't want to say it's easy JT but yeah like this is what we do yeah I, I don't saying it's easy is probably not the right way to go about it I just think it's it's comfortable for us. Let's put it that way. It's just something we do all the time. So I think our view on it and our, uh, you know, if you're grading on a curve, I just think it's a bit easier for us than the average person that just jumped in there. Uh, Jenny Corrado too. She's uh, she's a real professional NBC sports uh, uh, host. So yeah, she was, she was thinking that we were pretty good. Me and JT, we were, we were, uh, we brought it. So it was good. Um, for people who don't know, you can find it on Pro, you can find JT's show and the, my show this past weekend at Glen Helen on uh, promotocross.com. And I took a little page of my my time on the show here. Um, so let's take a listen. Uh, I cut some th- stuff up. All right, let's do it, Travis. I finally hit the big time. Is that enough excitement? Did I bring it? She said, "Bring it." Right. She said, "Bring it." Like, bring it. It was brought. Did she tell you, JT, to bring it? Like, bring the the, the hype? No, I, uh, she was honestly so nervous. I don't think she was even worried about what I was going to do at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, she had never been. She went to New York St- New York Supercross, and then other than that, she knew nothing about motocross. Really? So she was cramming all the knowledge she could. Um, no, she specifically said to me. Bring the hype to start. So. Okay. Big time round two of the Glen, at Glen Helen here. This is awesome. An incredible race and really one of the toughest tracks on the circuit. So we're going to have some really good uh, practice sessions coming up with motos. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm, I'm stoked. Steve, the big question now is how much pulp are you going to bring to the show today? Well, I was told by people in charge to bring 75%, but I'm going to amp it up higher. You and have we'll to. See. Yeah, I'm going to try. Just go all out, and I'll tell you to dial it back Okay. Yeah, we have let, to. Let me know if I go too far. All right, but, well, here's... Uh, I couldn't say the word balls out, so they wouldn't let me bring that out, that from pulp. Really? They wouldn't let me swear. Could you have said testicles out? I don't think so. I just wonder. You should have yeah. brought a set of uh, Paul's Carabina should have brought up a set of handlebars with balls on them. <laughs> Moser's <laughs> Moser's got the balls. JT, did they yep. kind of give you any guidelines on that kind of stuff? No, they pretty much uh, knew that I was, you know, going to keep it behind that line that you love to just trample across. So. <laughs> They were very they, they much very like, worried. They were like, "Don't swear, you know. Bring seventy five percent pulp, you know." They were very worried when we were discussing you doing the Glen Helen show. That was a completely different conversation. The first thing they asked was, "Do you think that he can bring it back to a level where it's going to work for us?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, Dude, I mean, of course." Sort of, he knows his audience. Dude, I'm not know, some like, sort of yeah, I'm not some sort of animal, like, right? You know, <laughs> where was the the 
the production at, like on the track? It like, was where, uh, right by the W, underneath the W. Okay. So it was loud. It was by the finish line. Was it? I mean, no, the you, headsets are fine. So you you don't have yeah. you don't hear much in the background. No, no, okay. it was all right. Uh, so let's play a little bit more here. He actually qualified really well. And, oh. uh, this, is a, this is an interview with Mike Webb. I had said to the guy, Tristan, Canadian dude, I said, go find Mike Webb. He's a real good interview. He's a nice guy. And with Baggett and Stewart being huge question marks in practice, mm-hmm. I'm like, there's your story. So He's hurting. He's hurting pretty bad. But we're, we're going to wait and make a decision before the first moto. But... Uh, 50-50, we're going to race it. So, I mean, modern medicine, it's crazy what can happen. I mean, a broken bone, it seems like it's easier to repair than torn muscles and maybe some other issues, which James Stewart, he had a dislocation. Listen to Mike talk about Stewart here. Just listen. To, <laughs> this is an all-time just awkward. Depressed. This is an all-time awkward interview moment. All right. Had a dislocated shoulder last week. What's his status? Actually, with James, with James, uh, James... <laughs> He rode again. He really rode both sessions. Um, first session he felt pretty good, but the truck, the uh, track wasn't that rough. Second session, um, you know, it's the shoulder popped out, so that whole socket's weak, and it started to feel loose, and he started losing grip strength. So we made the decision to pull James out. Uh, I can't have his hands come off the bars again, and uh, we'll just continue therapy with him for the week and see how we're looking for Colorado. It it, uh, it seemed like Big James was there with a shotgun or something. He was like James, uh, James. Uh. I think it was because of that dude revving the bike in the back. You think? Yeah, he's probably getting pissed off. He's like, ang, ang, ang. yeah, maybe. <laughs> So it's probably James revving the bike. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we want to thank you very much. I mean, uh, all the best if Blake gets out there today on the track. Like we said, broken bone. It seems like that's easier to repair. You put a metal plate in, and you can race the weekend after. Back over to you guys in the booth. I'm up. Thanks, I'm, Tristan. I'm tweeting that right now. James, do it out. Hold all right, on a yeah, second. Do, yeah. do whatever you want. It's your show. <laughs> I pulled my phone out and because I was going to do the – I'm tweeting it. Because we just found out James was out. And the guys in my ear, Jeff, the director, on camera, on camera, on camera. Because, you know, the, the phone was out. Yeah. But I'm like, bro, I got this. This is a joke. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I'm thinking it, you know. And eventually, like, so I just had to say, like, I'm tweeting this to ha, 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 you know. But anyways, I can, I can do props, you know. He's freaking out. <laughs> no, because he thought, you know, I was just going to call Pookie or something. So. <laughs> Hey, that's a bit of a breaking news. Gate, it's really the Steve Matthews show. No problem. But wow, Mike Webb really had Jeb, to take yeah. four seconds to answer that question. But James Stewart, done. So he's yeah. out. Yeah, James yeah. Stewart, we expressed that it would be difficult for him. And it uh, looks like Mike Webb and the Yoshi guys have made the decision to pull James out. And truthfully, Jenna, that's a smart one to me. He's not in the points. He had a terrible right. hang town. Get that thing healthy. That's been the problem with James all year, the stops and the starts. I like James, but go away. Get healthy. Come back when you're 100%. Why didn't you do that first, though? Why didn't you go away? Why, why didn't you show up today? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, we're all... We well, need to find out. I don't know. And then, of course, hey, uh, also... It's, always, so it's, it's always good when the analyst just says, I don't know, four times. Yeah. I, it's, it's so, like, it's almost how you sound. You're like, I don't know. Why are you even asking well, me that? As an analyst, you're like, you never see Troy Eggman go, I don't know, Joe. <laughs> like, hey, hey, Troy, what did you think of that? You know, interception. Why would uh, Romo throw it right there? I'm, I'm pretty sure Troy Egbert says, I don't, I don't. He doesn't say, I don't know, four times. <laughs> so, I don't know. With some of Romo's decisions, sometimes kind of have to. I know, right? Like, I mean, honestly, though, like, funny. when I listened back to that part, I was like, wow. Like, I sound like an idiot, but that's me showing honesty. I think. Like, 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't think anyone really knows. I I still still don't don't know. know. And I just think it's funny when the NBC guys are probably like, really, this is our analyst? He's he's screaming, (laughs) I don't know, into the microphone. (laughs) So, anyway. Also, they would have liked touch commercial immediately. (laughs) Our analyst is just screaming, I don't know, over and over. He's about to burst into tears. about Blake Baggett, his other rider. Did you see how he goes? Blake's hurting. Blake's hurting real bad. Yeah. And then he's, you know, he kind of like made it sound like it wasn't good. And he said, we're going to make the decision before the first moto. So, again, I'm no Kreskin or anything. I'm no Bob Costas. I like his job, though. I think we won't see Blake either. The way Mike was saying he's hurting real bad, uh, I don't think that that'll work. Candid interview from Mike yeah. Webb. Tristan, great job on that. Now we're going to go to Steve's moments from Hangtown, of course. So, that was, uh, yeah. Apparently. Hashtag Sensi the Real. Yes. It's Jeremy Moore's path. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, it's a little segment. JT, did you have to update the weather a whole bunch? Yeah, every uh, <laughs> okay. minute or so. Yeah, they, they, we had four blocks written about talk about the weather. And by the third one, I'm like, Jenna, I don't know, it's hot. Like, I don't know what else you want me to say. Yeah, you were you're getting very frustrated with the weather report. <laughs> I, I noticed that. No patience there. You, you want to do the Olympics, not the Weather Channel. Dude, right? the, and then the fourth one, Jenna just skipped it because I think she knew I'd freak out. I'm like, what do you want me to do? It's 80. It's hot. I was, I was going to get a bottle of water and be like, it's raining now. Like, <laughs> dude, I don't know about the weather. Like, what do you want me to say? It's SoCal. You know what I mean? Like, like if the weather is, is a variable factor out east, then I get it. Yeah, if we had hey, some weather. Hey, this thing's coming in. We're going to be raining. Like, I'll get that. Put a green screen behind you. We're Glen Helen, yeah, bro. They should have put a, totally should have put a green screen behind you. You could have put on like a halter top, like yes. a water girl. <laughs> we <laughs> have this cold front coming in. Like we're at Glen Helen. It's hot. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the uh, those uh, like Latin Latin American channel weather girls could have put you in a little skimpy outfit and <laughs> right. dance up there. Dude, and show hey, and those in. those make me wish I could speak Spanish. Dude, they they <laughs> real NBC Sports is really got concerned about the weather at the motocross races. So, um. So, yeah, it was fun, though. I had a good time. Thanks for everybody for letting me do it. It was awesome. I, I think, uh, I don't know, we'll see if they come back. They, they, all the guys, JT, seem to think the show would find some funding and come back. So, maybe it does. I don't know. I think it was great, do though. You think, do you think this opens the door for you to get on the Supercross Live? No. No, those guys will no. not let me on, I don't think. But, you know, I tweeted this last night. So, here's an example of how cool those guys are. It's an FMF Glen Helen National. They're the, they're the sponsor. Donnie Emler Jr. is coming on. And I know Donnie. We all know little Donnie. Great guy. I said in the meeting, one of the 80 meetings we had before the show, NBC Sports does meetings very well. Four, two conference calls and like two meetings for this thing. I'm like, I got it. I'm good. And all these forms to fill out, Kiefer. All these forms. Like, it's ridiculous. Forms for what? They, to get paid. To get paid and to sign my life away that I was. Oh, so that, you got money. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah, know this. Yeah, they paid. Okay. Yeah, and a good wage. It was good. Yeah. So, um, anyways, so at one of the meetings we had, I said, so I got to pump up FMF, obviously, in this segment, right? I mean, they're, they're like, no. No, not at all. Bench race. Talk about the race. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, that's... Wow, that's weird. In our industry, that's super weird because the Supercross guys are like, no, MMI guy is coming on. And, yeah, let's talk about you that. You know, and now uh, <laughs> the Simple Green guy here. Let's talk about Simple Green. So... Like, that was cool. They didn't care at all. And that's how you do it. The, mm-hmm. the, the Supercross Live guys, Boyer and Holly do a great job, but fuck, it feels like an infomercial yeah. half the time. You know what I mean? And I get it. They pay the bills, but there's ways to do that without, without you know, working it in. And I think the NBC Sports guys got it. So let know? me ask you this. So this, this gets 
bot, everything's happening, you know, let's say that in the next round they start doing it for the rest of the series, would you like to do that? I think JT would do it better than I would. Yeah. No, too I many don't, I don't think that's No, true. too many meetings. I'm an eagle, let me soar. I think they'd eventually I would say something that would get me in trouble. You say you're an eagle or you're an ego? <laughs> an eagle. Okay. <laughs> I'm an American eagle, let me fly. Canadian no, American eagle. I guess I mean I don't know. <laughs> What's cool is like with Wygant doing the the TV, JT doing uh, Hangtown, myself doing last weekend. Like it's a bit of our podcast crew that I yeah. mean those podcasts we do are pretty popular. People really dig them, and it's kind of neat that we're getting recognized a little bit. But, right? You know, I think you'd be really good at what Georgia does. Georgia does a great job, but it'd be interesting to have you do it. It's, I think the questions and the, the way you do things, Love the delivery, right I think would bring out more interaction of the writer. And yeah, more. the the, rea- the reaction from the riders would be awesome. Yeah, they would they would be much more open, and I think you could get them to be much more personal, that personable Maybe. than Georgia does. You know, here's an example where I think I did a great job at it. Um, I texted, and I said this on the show. I said, "Hey, I texted a team that I really can't name, but they rhyme with Schmauer Schmocky." I go yeah. to get some data. And you know, I texted Theo at Cowie and said, "How fast are you hitting that triple step up?" They said, "74." I said, "How fast are you going the first turn?" He said, "65." Wow. Like, so my ability wow. to to text someone and say thank you, you know, I need this for TV, and they sent it to me. That is yeah, a, your your yeah, connections. That's, that's pretty good. That's, that's huge. And I'm not tooting my own horn. JT can get the same info, but that kind of stuff where you're like, "Oh wow, okay," so I dropped that knowledge right away, like 74. So. Yeah, but that and that's and then for the for the fans out there, that's great information. That's huge, yeah. You know, and and you can't get that without the relationships. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And yeah. to your point, if it's not a sponsor plug show it's more organic mm-hmm. and true fans are really they're really into it more i think this this, um, this kind of goes back to like when bernardo was doing stuff and interviews after the races even though he was off dude, the he chart was, dude yeah. he was out there but i mean it was exciting to watch as a fan you yeah. don't know what you were going to get like right. i enjoyed that yeah so jt what did you think when i pulled up the orange gloves what was the first thing you thought uh well i was holding a an adult beverage in my hand and i was <laughs> Sitting at the pool, mm-hmm. uh, so my first thought was that's awesome. <laughs> I was my first thought before I saw that was that's awesome too, because like I said, I was holding an adult beverage and I was sitting at the pool. So <laughs> it, it instead of being instead of being in Southern California at Glen Helen, <laughs> that is correct. Right, yeah. right. Which at the number of places people would rather be than Glen Helen on a, on a Sunday in June or late May. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about that. There's a lot of places high on that list. So, uh, we got a voicemail about. We got a bunch of voicemails, but we got a voicemails about my appearance on the starting gate. So we thought we'd uh, we'd play one too. Trav. Hey, uh, Jeff Mercer from United again. Uh, guys from United. I gotta Airlines. tell you, I watched the starting gate show with you. I gotta tell you. I know I'm blown away. You were freaking great. <laughs> that was gold. You were good. I think that chick was flirting with you. I don't even know her name. Easy. I, I'm just saying. She knew I was married, but it's hard not to stand to stand next to me and the knowledge that I have and not, you know. Aphrodisiac. Thank you. Thank you, Kiefer. <laughs> so, she was super nice. I, I, really nice girl. Lives in, lives in. You're like a human oyster, Steve. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> her name, but she was witty. You were super witty. I liked it. I need more of it. So much better than the vanilla Jeff Emig and Ralph show. 
I, I need to see that before every show. That was super good. Super good. One suggestion, though. Here we go. Maybe raise yep. the table where we don't see so much of your abs. <laughs> and I, I, I hate to say that. That's, I hate to say constructive it. criticism, okay? I'm sorry I said that. but Maybe the neck up. I, I, want yeah. you to, I want this to work for you. Thank you. It, it was great. It was great. It was great. I want more of it. And uh, if you're ever on my flight and I see your name, I'm coming back there and bumping you from the back. Yes. First class. I wonder what this guy does. He's United. That was pilot. Good. Is I a pilot? It. I need I more of it. Um, Thanks a lot. I, JT, I don't think a pilot can just bump. Like, if, I'm, if I don't have an upgrade, I think a pilot can just bump somebody. Hey, you, you businessman, beat it. My buddy's on this flight. I don't think that works like that, right? Yeah, I, probably not. But pilots have a lot of say on yeah. airplanes. Oh, really? Once they close the door, yeah, they pretty much own that airplane once they close the you door. You can't kick somebody out of first, though, and put some greasy. No, I don't think that would go over well, but they have a lot of, a lot of pull. I think it's. It's gone away a bit mm-hmm. uh, in recent years, but I know you know going back a couple decades, they were pretty much could do anything they wanted once the point, you know the cabin door closed. What if I got George's job and they said, "Mathis, go track down Marty Davalos." He wouldn't talk to you. <laughs> go find out. There'd be a couple of guys he couldn't talk to. You probably go find out what happened that to would Marty. Must see TV. If you got him, that would be must see. Must see TV. I would almost hope Marty would podium just so if Steve could go talk to him. <laughs> you're, you're screwed, Marty. You got to talk to me. You're trapped. Great effort, Marty. I've been there the whole time. <laughs> talk about your race. <laughs> Anyways, thanks to the NBC guys. It was fun. And JT, I got I actually, I really got to talk to Thomas from NFAB because uh, the, you had no bigger fan than, uh, than that guy for your performance at Hangtown. Uh, I, I don't know if he thought you were maybe half slow. Or something, because he was so blown away by your by this Hangtown show you did. He, <laughs> well, he's like, that's good and bad. I'm not sure what he thought before. But that's he, what I mean. You know, like I right. would have thought he, like I would have said, well, yeah, of course, JT. Like to me, I'm like, yeah, okay, JT did a good job. Of course he did. Like that's so obvious. And Thomas was like, he was unbelievable. He was so good. It was so professional. You got a hard act to follow. It was amazing. And I'm just like, what? I mean, of course, JT is going to be good at it, you know. So I, I kind of wish they would. Well, bring, yeah, no. Yeah, I kind of wish they would bring more stuff like this. Like I, I know Jimmy does a good job in his show at Supercross Live, and but they need to bring more guys. Like they could be like JT, you, more relevant that hasn't been away from the sport so long that would bring more knowledge to people watching it. That's what I would think. And this goes back to you know I've bagged on Irv a little bit here and there. Uh, for his live announcing in Supercross. Because it ain't that hard. We all live it. We all know this thing. We go to the races. Just, I, we know I, I really think I really think the ultimate in that whole setup would be uh, to get, you know, myself and you and then whoever the third, you know, NBC employee would be, Jenner, whoever. Because I think we can bring, you know, the whole Pulp Nation to it. Uh, the, you know, our... Listeners are pretty awesome that way. Mm-hmm. And then there's so many inside jokes, and I, and I know that's obvious, very obvious with normal sports radio, uh, but the inside jokes and the, and the running jokes with other riders and all that, that's what makes you know shows entertaining, and that's what makes people want to listen. Uh, and if you can bring that along and you can kind of riff off of that stuff, it makes it just so much better. 
And I, I only think it would get better. The, the more we were able to, I don't want to say push the envelope, but if we could get more comfortable and, and kind of build our own segments, you know, like get yeah. some input on what we think would be really, really good and entertaining, I think sky's the limit for it. You know, I, and I know the audience is going to be smaller than television, but, but I think we could really have a, a pretty awesome production if we were allowed to mess around with it a little bit. I agree. Well, and then we know we did that Arena Cross live show last year, and like people, people loved it. Now, granted, we weren't that professional. We were screaming in the mics at times, and JT was drinking a beverage for most of it. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, well, I have a, I like to follow in certain uh, television personalities' footsteps, and you know, I thought that was acceptable behavior. <laughs> so you were following what Howard Cosell? Because I think. He... <laughs> Well, yeah, there's... Oh, there's oh I get it. I, I got it now. Sorry, I missed it. Right. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, yeah, so thanks to those guys, and thanks to John, NBC Sports, and, and uh, Jeff, the director. A bunch of Canadians, by the way. It's probably, They're all Canadians. Yeah, you, didn't get, you didn't get to meet TJ? Yeah, I met TJ at Hangtown. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, TJ's from Winnipeg originally. Yep. So it was like... He's like thrown down hard. We talked about like what areas we lived in Winnipeg. You know what I mean? He doesn't have any manageable titles like I do, but you know, certainly. Yeah. So was... I, I didn't get to have Jeff. I had TJ in my ear during the show, so I didn't get to uh, okay. work with Jeff like you did. Now, but... yeah, and Jeff's a big Blue Jay fan, so we talked about that a little bit until John shut us down and started saying, "You guys got to concentrate on work here." <laughs> so, um, all right, and with that, let's do the BTOSports.com tweet at Travis segment. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOSports.com. Here's the tweets of Travis. BTOSports.com, uh, Benny Bloss, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, uh, all with pretty good results this weekend, JT, at Glen Helen, I think. Like, not top ten, but Brayton was just off, and Shorty's getting better, and Benny's, you know. Tall. Tall. <laughs> 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 Like they were all right. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was a decent day, and I talking to Forrest after the race. You know, there weren't any top tens, which is just a bummer. But that's the first time that I think ever for that team, going back to when I was there and even before then, that they've gone to Glen Helen and left with zero DNFs and zero injuries. Oh wow! So, <laughs> yeah, all, all in all, it was pretty positive if you look at it that way. I had no idea. <laughs> that, then that's even better. Uh, call. Yeah, it just always yeah. something happens. Use the code PulpMX when you call BTO. you got to call them now, unfortunately, and uh, they'll give you the Pulp Show discount. Uh, call BTOsports.com for anything you need for your biker body. They've got it, including fly racewear and ride engineering and guts racing and FMF racing and Atlas neck brace and Michelin Starcross 5s and everything. Uh, BTO Sports, uh, great guys down there. Um, and we got a couple calls on the line. We'll get to them in a second. They've been on hold for a while. So first up, Travis, uh, let's do it. Let's, let's, what do you got? Bring the heat tonight. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so okay. Much, so much passion. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Reminds me of tits back there. <laughs> uh, Steven wants to know why were the 250 and 450 seated riders grouped together during Saturday's practice when it used to be a two day format? When, what? Oh, uh, when it used to be two days, 250s and 450s rode together. Uh, JT, that would have been your 20, that would have been yeah, your top era. 20 in points, right? It was top 20 in points in both classes. I would think, be out there together on Saturday for four, a forty-man practice, and it was basically just a—I don't want to say a factory, you know, quote unquote factory practice—but it followed that old school way of thinking. Like in Supercross on press day or Friday, they would have the factory practice, uh, but it, it basically just allows the guys that are all kind of 
on teams and going the same speed relatively out there together to, to get quality laps in. Um, also, too, I think a part of it was done like the teams were like, hey, we kind of don't want to come there all day. We don't want to be there all day. You know, we don't, the race is on Sunday. To make it as easy as you can, they said, okay, everybody – Everybody sort of in the top twenty gets to race together, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and but guess what happened? We all ended up staying there all day, anyways, because you know you never leave the track. Like, right. there are times where I'm like, we're all done. Can we leave? And no, there's always somebody's got their seat off, somebody's got a filter doing. You know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. So. All, right. all right, this is from Roger Gold. He Why says, are you wearing your hat like that? Because it's a radio show. There we go. <laughs> no one sees no, it. No, but what, what was he doing there? You think? It's just relaxing. I just get his... bored and I just like. Yeah, you're relaxing his hair. This is the guy that's building my app. He's got his hat on completely sideways. <laughs> uh, is it too soon after two rounds to consider Amar a serious title contender? Can he make it the rest of the season? Fuck. Like, can Amar win? Can, like, can, he, can he win? I mean, he has. The title. The title. Yeah. Like, I mean, JT, what do you think? I think he's definitely a serious title contender. But I think his, the biggest problem he's facing is his same bloodline. I think his brother is just <laughs> going to be too tough to beat. He's facing a tough bloodline. Why can't you <laughs> drop that on the show? Uh, what do you think, Kiefer? Yeah, I think he's going to the like, bloodline thing. Okay, let me go this. Let me go this. Uh, top five in points? Oh, for sure. I think for sure top yeah, five. Absolutely. Okay. And Top three in points? Top three. Likely? Pie, 75% pi- at 75% least. 75% Yeah, but... Okay. With some with some luck, I think he has a good chance. You know, he, the he, bloodline he, jokes got Randy dying over there. He's, <laughs> he's, he's struggling. You know, you know what I you know what I like about Amart is the is a lot of the same things I like about Jmart is that the conditions don't phase him. So if it's muddy, no problem. If it's hot, no problem. He's one of the fittest guys out there. He trains hard. He does everything the right way. So there aren't a lot of factors that are going to really throw him for a right. loop. Where I think a lot of the other guys have weaknesses, and and those two kind of don't. You know, and and Mud is that one where, you know, for the early part of Ricky Carmichael's career, it was a, a real, you know, problem. And I, those guys were one, two at the only mud race of the year last year, you know, mm-hmm. at Mud's Creek. So yeah. they're going to be there all summer long. These hot races, when we go back east, are not going to bother them. At Millville, they'll probably be 30 seconds ahead of everyone the way it's going. So yeah. uh, if you're anyone with Martin and you're, you know, not in your last name other than Martin Davos. Uh, I think you're probably in for a long summer right now. Uh, someone on Twitter said, Kiefer, you're dead to them. You didn't draw their name out of the hat for the gear alloy. Wheels. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. All right, next question. Uh, R asks, what made the Supercross section so hard? Uh, the softness of it. It was soft sand. Jody Weisel put the Jody Weisel wall in there. Um, it was ruddy. It was hot. It was tough, rough, yeah. It was awkward, awkward too. It was, The jumps yeah. were built awkwardly, you know? Shocking that Jody um, didn't design small, big, small, big, yeah. excite bike ish. And yeah, anytime you build a supercross section like that, there's always a plan. You know, supercross tracks are always there. There's always an, a basic idea of how to go through the section. It didn't look like there was one for that section there. Everyone kind of looked flustered every single time through there, and it looked like it was the first time they'd gone through every lap around the track. So. I think it was just the awkwardness of it, and then obviously the track deteriorates at Glen Helen pretty significantly. So I think both of those two factors kind of made it very tough to get consistently right. You know who was pretty good in there was Brayton. Not surprising either. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and something about Brayton I noticed if you watch the, the, the race where he kept back is uh, you coming down the hill at the start, Barsha tries to, goes around him down this hill and goes outside, and he, had, he could have took Barsha wide. He was on the inside. He controlled it. 
But this is what I like about Brayden. He's calm. He just let Barsha go, you know, just around. He didn't slam him, didn't blow him out. He kind of braked early and went just below him. I'm like, first lap with all that chaos, if that was on the other foot, Barsha, right. he would have fucking blew him right off the, the berm, <laughs> right. you know? Right. All right, next question. Uh, Matt wants to know, Kiefer, have you seen any? Have you seen KTM do any more R and D on that air shock that they ran a few years ago? Yeah, I heard there. From what I hear from people, that that that's going away. Like that's that's um, really. Yeah. Mm. Maybe this year will be the kind of last year that Shorty's, gonna... Shorty's still running it. Yeah. 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 And uh, Millsaps ran it all at Supercross as well. But I, I kind of hear that that's not going to happen much longer. Mm. So interesting. Breaking news. Definitely wouldn't be on a on a production bike. I can, tell, I can guarantee you that. All right, Richard uh, says, Tubeless says six-ply tires can run zero PSI. Do they make them? And what is recommended for a Rocky Alberta single track? Randy, this Randy? Is, that's, I, 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 I can't even understand what he said. But. <laughs> what, and what he's talking about, Tubeless, when he's saying that Tubeless says tires a, can run six-ply at, at zero PSI. Keep in mind that Tubeless is a T-U-B-L-I-S-S. And it's the company, right? Yeah, yeah, and there's a company who does not manufacture motorcycle tires. So that's a, let's keep that in mind. So <laughs> yeah, where this is going. they manufacture a, a, an inner type tube thing that seals against the rim where the spokes are. That is to create a seal so that the tire will then it removes the need of using a tube. But what tubeless and people who use them don't understand is that motocross tires aren't uh, their tube type. So there's not an inner liner inside the tire to hold air, a butyl liner, like you have with yeah. a, a tubeless, tubeless street tire. tire. Right, right. Yeah, so <clears throat> it's not the tire's not designed to hold air without having a tube in it. Why are so, these guys, are they just scared of flats? That's why they're putting tubeless, they think they're scared of, they're, they want to well, stay with flats. No, but like, here's the thing. You can still get a flat because if you hit something, I know, yeah, if, but, if you hit something to... But what's the theory behind it? it right? like, what's yeah, the you, theory behind it? Uh, the theory is you make it, hence their little play on the name, you make it too bliss. And I'm not, I'm not blowing them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that we do not design our tires in mind to be used uh, with yeah. this too bliss system. So we design our tires with the new comfort casing technology and all that stuff to be used with either tubes or with bib mousse. And we don't design tires to be used at zero PSI. We don't have six ply in ours. So with that case, I would not recommend a Michelin Starcross 5 to be used with a tubeless system because ours are not six ply. All right. So there we go. All right. Anything else? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Tyler asks, uh, what, what would be your dream team? Two riders, two mechanics, manager, bike, brand? Jeez, that's a lot of info. <laughs> I mean, Mechanics, I too, huh? <clears throat> Yeah, ahead, skip, the, skip the mechanics. Ahead, Dream team. Fuck you, skip the mechanics. They're important. No, they're not. Uh, 450? We're talking 450? Dream sure. team. Dream, Dream team. team. Okay. Um, God. Ken Roxon. Bradshaw. <laughs> Ken Roxon and Andrew Short. Really? I'm not main mechanics because I don't know. That's, that's Mathis's area. I'll go Rollerball and Bradshaw on 2002 YZ250s, Bob Oliver porting, Cliff White tuning, me tuning, and... Oh, and you're going back. And then, the poor staff is going to get you. <laughs> Jesus. And you're mechanicing for both of them. If you gotta you got to flip a coin with it. White and Matt. That's a, that's a rough, rough pick. Ah, the other guy. It gives incentives to the guys. Whoever does better gets Cliff. So... 
You know what I mean? It really gives them some incentive. Try like hell. By the way, JT, you would have lost your bet if I'd gone to the casino for you tonight on the game. I know. One point. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Next question. Uh, Blake wants to know, hasn't Filthy proven he's worth just as much as Pike or Barsha by now? No. I love Filthy. Supercross, though. Right? Yeah. Supercross went rough for Phil. Yeah. Pike, has Pike podium to Supercross? He has. Yeah. 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 Pike has podium to Supercross. Barsha's won the damn things. So much emphasis on Supercross. I mean, we love Phil. We're Phil Nation over here. But right, JT? I mean. Yeah, Phil's still the man. But he hasn't earned the right to be paid the same amount. No. He's earned the right <laughs> I mean, to be paid more, I think. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think he does all right. I mean, from the numbers that Steve was telling me, kind of overall, I think he's he's doing okay. Fifteen grand for the Monster Helmet. Yeah, I mean, uh, if, if he's making six figures of salary, which I, I think he might be there close. No, he's six figures all in. Everything After together. whole year said and done? Yeah, well, without bonuses and purse money. What do you think Moose yeah, is? That's what I'm, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Moose yeah, yeah, and JGR. I mean, he, he probably could make some more money. Um, I think it hurts him not racing all the Supercrosses. Yeah. Know, that definitely hurts him, yeah. but... It hurts him uh, some when he does. <laughs> I was going to say, whether it's really hurting him to sit home and not, or not. Yeah. It hurts him when he's at the races, and it hurts him without. <laughs> Poor Phil. You know, what hurts Phil more than anything is just the economy hasn't come back all the way as far yeah. as our sport yet. You know, there's they're just not all the bonuses and, and ways to make money that there used to be. You know, if, if this was 10 years ago, Phil would probably make double what he makes right now. Mm-hmm. So it's just timing. And next question. Uh, last one from Scott. It says, is, uh, are Travis and Kiefer getting time and a half for tonight's show? Hashtag holiday pay. No. <laughs> no, I worked all day. Right. What about I, time and a half? I typed all day yesterday. I typed all day today. Yeah. So, yeah. Wait, hard, labor board. Hard, hard labor over here. Labor board. Yeah. If I'm working, everyone's working. So, no. Beat it. <laughs> all right. That's been the BTOsports.com. Tweet at Travis segment. At BTOsports.com. Uh, Dot com on Twitter and please check them out. Uh, they got great stuff. Uh, anything you need for your bike or body, use code Pulpamex when you call. You got to call and they'll uh, they'll save you money. 199th follower at Michelin at Michelin Motorcycle gets a set of Starcross five tires. All right, JT. Uh, thanks, buddy. Thanks you for All coming right. on the show, um, fellow NBC Sports superstar, Fly Racing Zone. Good job, JT. By, by the, the way, by the way, I, I called JT this week and I said, look, hey, I got you a free trip to Toronto to race a national, probably some money to be made. I'll get you a KTM 450 vet class. And he goes, no. I know. No. <laughs> why Why is that? Why are you so anti, like, dirt bikes and don't want to ride? And like, I'm what? not anti-dirt bikes. I ride I ride a couple times a week right now. Really? Um, I just Yeah, I just don't want to give up one of my off weekends to fly to Canada to race a vet class. That's all. Can you throw up some, like, social media photos of you riding? We haven't seen you actually on a current machine riding. Um, I didn't, yeah, maybe I didn't post one. I've, got a, I've, got, I've been riding quite a bit since I got my new bike. Because so he's I getting ready that. for the Indiana Legends. But, uh, no, honestly, like, between um, the outdoor nationals that I have to go to this summer and then going to every Supercross all season long, I, I really just, the weekends that don't have to go anywhere, I'd, I'd rather – be at home or do something non-dirt bike related. Um, it's just, it's, those are few and far between. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'll present, I'll present to you Jason Thomas and Chris Kiefer. One man has totally let it go, and one man is not. 
One man is still worried about corners. <laughs> yes. And racing. Not much racing, but yeah, yes. I, I like to race every now yeah, and yeah, again. Yeah, and one man has a 100% moved on with his life and ready to I let just go. love dirt bikes. That doesn't, well, so no, does JT. And, and but. I think, well, yeah, I mean, my whole life revolves around the sport. I, I don't know of many things I do outside of dirt bikes in one way or another. I just don't want to go race a vet race in Canada on an off weekend oh, I'd on go. a bike I've never ridden. You know, I just, uh, no, I'm out. I'll do the Legends thing, though. If they do that, I'm all in. Absolutely all in. Yeah, see, I'm not that level. If I don't, I'm around it all the time. If I don't physically ride a dirt bike, I get moody. So Yeah, we know what happens when you get moody. Right. Heather, Heather, Heather knows. Yeah. Uh, before we go, uh, Dark Side, uh, we want to talk to JT. What's up, Dark Side? Again. Hey, man. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to tell JT and Kiefer, uh, thanks for the help. I got the fly sector boots didn't the you, other day. Didn't you? Call in last week and say JT helped you out with something. Man, he well, all you got, all the guys calling yourself helped me out with different things when I asked questions or whatever. Yeah, I'd ask some questions on. No, uh, but some dude called in specifically saying JT, thanks for your help with this fly thing. I don't know if it was you, maybe it was somebody else. Maybe JT helped another guy. I try to, I try to help as many people as I can. Yeah, right. hey, because my job, I, uh, I ordered the boots and uh, Kiefer gave me his advice you know, on what he thought of the boots, and I went ahead and ordered them and. I'm thrilled to have them. And awesome. You guys kind of blew my other question out of the water. I was going to ask about Filthy Phil's contract. But, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, you, same, you got the media gloves too, right? The Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did order those. And then I, I ordered two different pairs. But I actually haven't used them yet. I haven't had to do a ride since I got all that stuff in. But we're riding this weekend. So oh, cool. I will uh, let you guys know how it all goes. i got to break those boots in. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. good luck. Yeah, give them a give them a, a little bit because they're they definitely uh, there is a breaking period on them, so they'll they'll get better and better as you ride through the day. Your collarbone's well, doing good, right? <laughs> collarbone feels good, man. Feels good. I got a fifth at that last race. So, nice. Yeah, I'm happy with it. Don't let it go, like JT. Keep riding. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, forever. Dude. All right. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get out your way, man. We're gonna we're gonna do some desert riding. Sweet. Let's do it. All right, Heather, will okay, make man. you a sandwich, Dark Sun. All right. See you. Hell yeah. Thank you. All right. Uh, Dennis, what's up, man? You've been on hold for a while. You got a tech question for us? Yeah, um, I had a question. Uh, first of all, I love the show. Been listening for a while. Um, can't get enough of you guys. Oh, wow. But, um, Thank you. Did you watch the Starting Gate show? <laughs> no, I didn't get a chance to watch oh, that. Well, maybe uh, perhaps yeah, you can get enough of us. Perhaps there is a limit for you, because otherwise I would think if you can't get enough of us, you would have watched the Starting Gate show with me and Jenna Carrado. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I, I don't get most of the channels that I could. Uh, I could. Well, watch. it's on the internet, actually, Dennis. So you're struck out again. It's on then the internet. I'll, I'll absolutely see if I can look it up. <laughs> uh, my question for you: I am redoing an uh, uh, 2002 RM250, and uh, basically, I have a chance to pick up some 13 forks and uh, and a shock. And I'm wondering if it's at all worth it uh, to swap them over on that bike, knowing that. You know, the, the 13 suspension was basically made for, you know, an aluminum frame bike. You know, obviously they're purpose-made. And I didn't know if it would be a, a wise thing to change the suspension uh, or just uh, have the stock, re, you know, the stock suspension redone. Aren't they both just air chamber, twin chamber forks, either one, Kiefer? Yeah, I know. Wouldn't they just be 13 RM forks, the RMZ forks? Yeah, wouldn't they just be, yeah. they weren't air then and nothing, so wouldn't they just be twin chamber showers? Yeah. Would they be bigger? I don't know. Uh, diameter should be should be 48s on both, right. I would think. I would think so. I don't know if there's much difference, uh, uh, John, between the, or not John, uh, Dennis, between the two. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't really sure, but right. I just figured something newer All might right. be good. Race Tech and Dow, uh, you in, bro? Question for you. Yeah, just, just one more question. Uh, uh, I had uh, hit you up on Twitter about uh, uh, Rotella oil, and you told me to look for a Maxima RT oil. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not, I was having a hard time finding the RT oil. Huh. Well, say, hit me up on Twitter again. I'll send you the right link. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Um, hey, stay on hold, man. We're going to give you a Fly Racing OGO backpack. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for thanks for calling. Thanks for waiting on hold, and uh, you'll get a Fly Racing OGO backpack for that for your efforts. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right, no problem. Thanks, Dennis. All right, JT. We got to go. We got a commercial break. RJ Hampshire is coming up, the Geico Honda team. And uh, thanks for your time, my fellow NBC Starting Gate uh, co-host. And uh, you're not going to Colorado, right? I'm not. So we will uh, see you down the road somewhere. All right. All right, boys. See Take you, JT. Andy. Later, man. Keeper. See you. Congrats tonight. Yes. See you guys. All right. Jason Thomas, everybody from Fly Racing. Take a commercial break here. Right back with Geico Honda's RJ Hampshire. Stay on hold, you people. There's a tire question for you, Randy. There's John's online. Got a lot of people online. Andy's here. Kiefer's buddy. We're going to talk to him later about kissing people's friends, wives on the lips when they leave. And we'll get more <laughs> into that deal as we go on later on. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then... And flash forward to now, where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 
10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And uh, I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses Racetech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Racetech? Omaha's own Cody Gilmore uses Racetech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Racetech. They offer a full line of high-performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world-famous gold valves as well. Racetech suspension. Check it out, bro. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8 pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Vent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock, too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. 
everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to the Pulp Show. Listen, Chris Kiefer here in studio, and if there's anybody to talk to him about these new Michelin Starcross 5 tires that come in hard, medium, soft, and a sand version, it's him because he did the testing on them. Kiefer, uh, which, uh, talk about the testing. Which ones did you like? Well, when I tested them, I tested, uh, tested mostly with the mediums and the soft, and we went to all different types of tracks in Southern California. And the good part about it is that the medium um, terrain tire was good at every track we went to, even with some sand, hard pack. So there's a wide variety I could use with that medium tire. Yeah, let's face it. Most guys have the money only for one set of tires, one set of pattern tread. Right. Mediums are where they're going to go. Yeah, medium's a good choice, and especially if you got uh, anywhere from soft all the way, even to really hard pack, it's pretty good. Michelin's been around a long time. They've done a lot of things for tires, uh, Kiefer, and uh, they managed to improve just about every part of the Starcross 5. One thing they're super proud of, though, when talking to the guys at Michelin, is that they shaved the weight. It's uh, 10% compared to their to previous tires, which uh, 10% when they're rolling mass tires is quite a bit. Yeah, too. you got to think about it's unsprung weight. So uh, when you're dealing with a lighter tire, which you know the new Starcross is, and I tested with previously with their previous version with the MH3, um, I got a little bit better acceleration and braking. And uh, that's not to mention their, their casing technology, but just the, the lightweight itself is a huge advantage on the track. So there you have Michelin Starcross 5 hard, medium, soft, and sand. New off-road and motocross tires now available wherever Michelin tires are sold. Check them out at michelinmotorcycle.com. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lee, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's unleash the power within usually safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility notice how we said usually the all new line of atlas braces are 20% lighter have three times more suspension in them maintain the much needed flexibility and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less the experience speaks for itself the only thing left to do is join RV Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Michalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. 
Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and FASCO products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF Racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machined silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. 
Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Rocket. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the Paul BMX Show. sports.com and fly racing is this Dell? yes how's it going guys what's up Dell? quickly before we come up with rj hampshire you have a tire question for uh these two jerkies right here oh yeah my, my question is um one of the hardest things to figure out and and is always overlooked is like tire pressure and every you talk to anybody about it they always just say oh i just run this um i mean different tires don't they can't they require a different tire pressure and what is some things you're looking for when you're trying to find that ultimate tire pressure at a different track? Yeah, I think, <clears throat> yeah, this is Randy with Michelin here. Uh, yeah, you're correct. Um, I guess each tire manufacturer uh, or each rider can find a different base pressure setting that suits them. For us, for example, with our previous Starcross range, uh, kind of the sweet spot or the base starting point would be around 12 front, 11 rear. Uh, with our Starcross 5, uh, with the comfort casing technology, you know, it's 10% lighter. We have a different casing construction, and we're finding the base setting uh, to be like 13 front, 13 rear is 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 optimum for that. But <clears throat> what that's all relative to is the, you know, the, the air supporting the mechanical structure of the tire casings. You have casing plies and rubber compounds, how much... Uh, rigidity the tire casing itself has like the question the guy had earlier about running at zero psi there's not a single tire manufacturer who designs their tire to be run at zero psi um yeah 
So, so yeah, and things you're looking for, uh, like Chris and I were talking about on the drive up earlier, if you're in a situation where you have, you know, a lot of traction, you know, really tacky, uh, you might even run a little bit higher pressure to keep uh, the casing from rolling when you really load the tire. Whereas if it's uh, harder pack conditions, you might run just a little bit lower pressure uh, to provide a little bit larger contact patch, let the tire kind of settle in a little more. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. You, also, can, uh, also buy a good tire gauge. Yeah, for sure. Spend yeah, some money yeah. on a good tire pressure gauge. Ocean Pro has a, a little expensive one, but it's sick, mm-hmm. you know, and it's uh, really but accurate. Dude, and don't good. get one Just, of those cheese ball ones. Well, and no. it's, the thing is, is if you have a, a lot of people use a little, uh, little pencil gauge or whatever they call them. But the yeah. thing is, that the thing if you. If you pull the thing all the way out, it runs to you know 60, 80 psi. So now, yeah. if you're trying to accurately adjust from let's say 11, 12, 13, 14 psi, whatever your range is, there's no way you can figure that out on the on a little um, you know, inexpensive uh, cheapo gauge that you might check your trailer tire with or your motorhome tire with. That's yeah, not, yeah, not good. it's so. calibrated at too broad of a range for that. Absolutely, absolutely. Real quick too, the, uh, uh, what you can do is when you go ride. If you look on your rim after you're done riding, you yeah. can see how much the tire flexes on your rim. There'll be a nice clean circle around your rim just right by the bead and right by the sidewall of the tire. And you can actually see how much your carcass is flexing and the shiny spot is how much it's rolling over as you're riding. Um, gotcha. So, like like he said, when I go back east to real tacky tracks, I almost run 14 pounds in these new tires just like... The Michelin tire has a soft carcass. Dunlop is a soft carcass. All these guys yeah. are creating tires with softer feel to them, so we have to run comfort. higher pressures. Comfort. Um, comfort. So comfort. hop it on the DV bandwagon, you know, <laughs> doing 13 to 14 is not so bad. Where I live, I run 13.5 because I got up, you know, I want to prevent, you know, pinch flats too. So you got to think yeah, about yeah. that. Uh, thanks, Dale. Appreciate it, man. Awesome, guys. Thank you. Thank Hope you for the help, call. Bud. Appreciate it. All right, uh, coming up now on the on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Brought to you by Vortex Racing. Email jake at vortexracing.com for a discount for uh, Babbitt's Kawasaki. runs bars and sprockets of Vortex. Stewie and Baggett run the sprocket. Chad Reed runs the sprocket. they got bars and sprockets and chains, and they'll give you a discount if you email jake at Vortex Racing. Uh, please and proud to bring you our first, our next guest on the Pulp Mech Show. Uh, ninth overall, Glenn Helen, Geico Honda Zone, RJ Hampshire. What's up, RJ? How are you? Uh, just hanging out. What are you up to? Nothing, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. It's been a while, so I wanted to catch up with you and see what's up. Yeah. No kidding. I thought you weren't a fan anymore. <laughs> oh, dude. No, come on. Stop it. Um, I needed no. to get I needed to get some fastball tips from you because you used to be a, a real good pitcher, and uh, things aren't working well. Out. Things aren't working great for me with the pitching department, like in the radar gun thing. So. It was like thirty-five, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was bad, dude. It was bad, dude. And I know with some tips from you, I could do better. Yeah, we'll work on it. I heard it was the Ephus. When's the last time you threw a ball like you actually did that? Do you? I mean, do you even care anymore? I threw rocks at the Honda test track for Supercross, <laughs> trying to make it over a mountain. That's about it. Oh, you like you like the guy from Napoleon Dynamite? I can you throw threw, that ball over a mountain. Throw the football over that mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so first up, before we get into your Glen Helen race a little bit, uh, what you you hit a fence? You hit a spectator? You apologized to some spectators? What what happened? Uh, well, second moto had a decent start. It was probably around top ten. No huh. one even knew it. My team didn't even really know it. I was around <laughs> top ten. Then uh, in the back after the big triple up, then you had the triple down. Right. 
and just got cross rutted, shot left. I hit a flagger. Like, he kind of went to go jump out of the way, and I clipped him. He flew into the fence, and then, like, I wheelied up the fence. The fence, like, folded into the crowd, and then, like, I just did some cartwheels, bent the steel pipe, everything. It was, it was actually – it was a pretty hard crash. For, right? You know, for no one to see it or no one to even know about it, I was kind of bummed. You're like, where's that Instagram video <laughs> We got some video of that, yeah. right? No one even got a photo. I went, actually, like, I felt really bad. Like, I thought the guy was really hurt. So I went, as soon as I finished my moto, like, can barely breathe anyways. So I go, like, try to, you know, talk to him a little bit, make sure he's all right. Mm-hmm. And, like, he couldn't really talk. He's on the track. So, like, everything was cool. Like, the fans over there were going crazy. Just because, like, I literally just hit them. But, no, it was cool. They were all pumped. And then, I guess once I left, the flagger came over to the rig and was trying to look for me. He wanted to do a exchange. He wanted to get my jersey, and I was going to get his flagger jersey. So, we're going to have to work that out next weekend. Yeah, really, right? Um, yeah. Dude, yes. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Because, yeah, jumping down there, you're hauling butt. And so, are you okay? How are you doing? Yeah. No, I'm fine. The only thing, I had some, like, scrapes from the fence, and my right. graphics were tore up a little bit, but no, I'm good. We ended up, I honestly, I got up pretty fast. I think I came around, like, 26, mm-hmm. first lap, so it wasn't terrible. Um, And what about your team? Charbonneau breaks a collarbone, Craig breaks a leg, Jordan Smith, uh, and you know, has two crappy motos, you hit a fence. Poor, poor Mike LaRocco. <laughs> Yeah, and Bogle. Bogle oh, yeah, and Bogle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Bogle cut his hand with an avocado and couldn't hold on or whatever second moto. Yeah, we didn't have a good, too good of a weekend. <laughs> no, no doubt. Um, what? But, hey, some a couple of good motos, uh, or a, a couple of good motos to start the year, a nice first moto at uh, Hangtown, like pretty impressive. And, uh, obviously, we saw you lose the front end in the second moto and get s- your arms sucked up into your bike. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. The first moto, um, you had to be excited about that. You, that was a nice ride. Your your, stand, your endurance looked good. Uh, you were moving to the front, and uh, that fifth place, like you were fine there. You looked good. No problems there. You had to have been happy with that. Nice start to the year. Yeah. No, I was actually pretty excited. I mean, I started sixth, and I finished fifth. And honestly, I battled with two-time champ for quite a while. So mm-hmm. I was pumped on that. Made a couple of aggressive uh, pushes on Cooper and haven't really done that at all. So no, I was happy with that, and felt like my speed was good. Right, should have been on the box. should have been on the box that weekend. And then second moto had a terrible start, was deep, and honestly passed probably about ten ten guys first lap, and then uh, just lost the front, hit a little slick spot, and I guess when it, whenever the bike flipped over, my arm flipped up or like my arm was up straight between the wheel and the mud flap, kind of sub or the. Yeah, the mud yeah. flap in the wheel. Yep. So, like, my arm was completely stuck in there. I was freaking out. Like, no sure. one was coming. Right. My arms were flying around. I was screaming my head off. And then uh, our guy, Josh, like, from our team, finally gets there. And Dude. he didn't see my arm. He, he doesn't know. Yeah, he stuck. doesn't know what's going on. So, oh, he grabs shit. the bike and flips yeah. the bike. Oh, your arm yeah. just. Oh. Yeah, exactly. So, like, he thought. Once, because he couldn't flip the bike all the way over, so it was just kind of upside down on the handlebars. And he just like he said, it looked like it was from like a horror movie. Like my arm was just like wrapped around the whole thing. He thought for sure it was broke. Yeah. And then one of the um, flagger dudes is like calling to cut the wheel off, 
Like, that's literally what he said. He said, oh, get the tool. We got to cut the wheel off. Cut the wheel. Like, there's, yeah, that would have took, took way too long. I was losing circulation to my hand. Couldn't feel it. Like, I was freaking out. Oh, my. And then, uh, I guess uh, Josh, like, our guy was calling for a 32 to get the wheel off. And one of our the other mechanics, like, threw the 32 wrench, almost hit him in the head. And then as you know, that's all going on, um, one looking- of the flaggers is, like, yanking on my rear wheel trying to get my arm out. Oh. It was, honestly, it was scary. I thought for sure it was broke. Cause, like, I couldn't really feel much. It, well, okay, well, spinning the wheel backwards would have helped, no? Or no? It was Yeah, too- but it was so tight we couldn't even get it in neutral because, like, you oh. had to kind of have the free play Yeah, yeah, sure. So he's, like, yanking on it just to even get it back into neutral. Then once oh. he finally got a neutral, it, he, like, yanked on it probably four or five times, and it barely came out like, oh. and then honestly i was gonna go i was gonna go back out and ride because like once i got feeling back yeah and then uh, my shack our team owner is like no like no no, no bro going back. <laughs> you've had enough jesus yeah qu- he sent me back to the pit it would have been quick to if you run tubes just let the air out would have helped too oh yeah. give him some room to get it out sure, of there yeah the tire guy yeah, speaks up <laughs> that yeah that probably didn't even cross our mind well you probably run a moose though I would think. Yeah, I think I think so. So um, I'm not sure. I have uh, no idea. Yeah, that's nuts, bro. So yeah, you were losing feeling to your hand. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Like honestly, I I like whenever I'm not much pain, something's usually snapped or broke. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. But um, no, I'm super thankful. Like nothing happened to it. And um and then also too, Josh flipping the bike over like could have pulled your shoulder out or God knows what you know. Oh, yeah, I pulled my whole arm. Like, my whole body came up with the bike. Mm. <laughs> lucky you're flexible. Dude. Yeah, so, no, I got lucky on that one. So you got an arm sucked up into a swing arm, and you hit a fence this weekend. Welcome to the outdoors. Yeah, no kidding. I don't mean to hey, laugh. Man. I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry, but I no, do. No, no, it's all good. Right. Better than what we did in Supercross, so you can't yeah. complain. Yeah. 702-586-7857. You got a question for Geico Honda's RJ Hampshire. Brought to you by Vortex Racing. Uh, vortexracing.com yeah i keep writing this about you rj and, and i keep talking about you the consistency is like you're in especially outdoors one good one bad flashes of brilliance here and there like it's you're, you're close anyone can watch you and be like this kid's got skills this kid's gonna be close to breaking through but for every time that happens some shit happens where your arm gets sucked up in your wheel like it's got to be a bit frustrating for you yeah i mean it kind of is we we changed a lot this year, so I feel like I'm more capable of better finishes, and, you know, my fitness is a lot better than what it was last year. So, you know, both motos, that will come. It's just mm-hmm. kind of – it's uh, staying patient and, you know, believing in myself. That was the thing that I struggled with in Supercross. Like, it's kind of just like I told myself something was going to happen, and it always ended up happening. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't – it was it was more, like, mental for me right. than anything. You know, I felt yeah. like I was riding good, and just my whole, you know, off season with – my head, you know, that, that really scared me. So it was kind of tough coming back into it all. Sure, yeah. And then, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I put the work in now, and I know what it takes. And, well, you know, I know I can do it. So that's the main thing. And, yeah, you know, my team's, my team's behind me. Honestly, uh, not many people know it. I know I've seen you write something about it. Um, a few weeks ago, I did sign my two-year extension with Geico. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah, you and Jordan both yeah. re-signed there, right? Yeah, no, yeah. So I'm super happy with that. And, you know, our team's so solid. And, honestly, our bikes are amazing this year. So they much are, better yeah. than you know, what we've had. So, um, we'll come around. You know, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, the the Geico guys are so good at this. Like, with Wilbur and, and, and Bichelia, even, 
they don't give up on their guys. You know, Michelle, obviously they let him go now, but he may be back by the way, filling, they need some fill-ins over there. But anyways, um, they, they say, Hey, these are kids. They got to learn the ropes. They're going to make mistakes. Let's stick with them. No better example than uh, uh, Wilbur, maybe Bogle even a little bit, you could say. And these, these things pay off for the guys. It's, most teams in our sport are like, ah, the kid sucks one and done or one and two years and done. Um, and I love Geico's approach. They're just like, "Hey, we got you. You're a guy. We're gonna stick with you." It's a it's a nice yeah. thing. it's a nice thing to see. Yeah, and they they kind of they took me in whenever I had no one, you know, as an amateur. So mm-hmm. definitely want to stay loyal to the people that you know believed in me whenever no one else did. So I definitely you know I want to win some championships for them, and uh, you know I don't see me leaving anytime soon. You're close. I watch you, and I'm like, yeah, he's got it. And then yeah, catching Martin at the, you know first yeah, moto, Hank and, even, and even in Supercross at times, you know, you were right. like, yeah, 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 he's got, it. he's figured it out. And then some cartwheel in the first turn, the next lap, and then you know, or whatever. So it's well, coming. Malcolm, yeah, Malcolm took me out probably four, five starts in the East Coast, so <laughs> that didn't really help. Yeah, yeah no, really, right? <laughs> uh, absolutely, uh, it's uh, it's one of those things too. So uh, Kiefer, you have a question? yeah, you mentioned your your big one. You had a straight rhythm, um, that was scary in itself, but. Have you noticed any lingering effects coming into Supercross and outdoors? Do you notice, or is it all good to go? Um, you know, honestly, like, my memory is not too good of, you know, my childhood or stuff like that. Like, I do feel like I lost, you know, some things in the past. But Really, um, huh? Really? Yeah, wow. Like, oh, man, that sucks. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember a lot of stuff. So, you know, that kind of sucks. But for the long term, like, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm 100%. Like, I did hit my head a little bit um, last weekend at Hangtown, and I could feel it, like, practicing Tuesday or stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I could feel the compression, like, in my head. So, I I can't, like, you can't say that, yeah, that crash from straight rhythm, like, had stuff to do with it. Right. But, I mean, it's just going to happen now. You know, I have nothing long-term. You know, I had the right doctors. I had the right tests done. Yeah. So, you know, there's nothing I can really say about it besides, you know, I feel 100%. And, we're just going to keep moving forward. And again, like with the Geico team and in my talks with those guys, they're like, Hey, RJ, if you want to take Supercross off, no problem. Like, you can get ready for outdoors. You know, we're, we're behind you. Right. You just don't, yeah. teams, don't see that a lot. No, teams would be like, Listen, right. I don't care how you feel. The East Coast starts in two weeks. Get it on it. You know what I mean? So, no, exactly. They yep. were like, Jeff was super involved with, you know, my whole recovery. And like, he talked to my um, doctor like quite a bit. So, it wasn't like they weren't rushing me at all. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of wasn't rushing it, but things just fell right. And, you know, I believed that, you know, I was going to heal faster than what, you know, they said. And, you know, I told myself I was going to, and it right. ended up happening. So, yeah. yeah, my results weren't that good in Supercross. You know, I had some good showings here and there, but, you know, it's better to be out there than not be out there at all. That's yeah. kind of how I look at it. Bro, how's the how's the relationship with Rocco? How's that going? honestly really good um, he's, he's the rock there's not much yeah. not a lot of talk not a lot said there <laughs> yeah no no no. honestly our relationship's gone a lot better he he did do a lot with me whenever i was in the hospital out here four straight rhythm mm-hmm. and i think it kind of softened him up a little bit you know we uh get along real good he gives he puts his input in when it's needed and yep you know he uh he helps me out a lot so you know my whole bike setup thing too that has a lot to do with him yeah so, uh, pretty much our whole relationship's a lot better he's secretly funny too yeah no he honestly is he is my girlfriend's scared of him but <laughs> i'm scared of him no shit i'm scared of him when i gotta interview him i'm just like hey mike excuse me 
Would you would you like to do an interview with me? Are, is he still with Ferry? Are you still hanging out with Ferry and doing stuff? He or ditched no? Ferry. They, oh. they broke up. Nah, they did. See, that's why I thought. That's why I thought Mathis didn't like me anymore. That's why I didn't think I was gonna be back on the show. Oh, stop it! See, that's the problem. Hey, you know what? I don't blame you for thinking that because there are so many assholes in the industry that would do that. That would be like, fuck that guy. I don't care. Like whatever. Like seriously, if 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 we did a whole chart of riders breaking up with trainers right, yeah. and riding coaches, there'd be you know build a whole show around that. Right, we could build a whole show about that. Whatever works for you, who cares? I had nothing. I, I like Timmy and I like RJ. Whatever, who cares? You know. Yeah, my main my main thing. I mean, I'm not saying that it was bad, but different things work better for different people. Right. And I just I needed I needed a change. Like I never had anything else in my life. Like that's all I knew. So it was, it was worth a shot, and well, we I just, got a new trainer over here at Geico now. We just talked about it. Sorry to interrupt you. We just talked about it with Amart. Amart was doing Osho's deal with Jmart, and he switched and he went with Swanepoel. And look at that! The guy freaking won this weekend, and he's pumped. And it doesn't mean Osho's bad. It just means Swanepoel works better for Amart. You know, like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. I, I feel like I I want to put in the work to you know be the best and. It's like he, like Tim was so talented that he really didn't have to do that, you know. And you're goddamn right he was. You're goddamn right he was so talented. You're so right he was talented. Like, I didn't have that talent on a dirt bike that he did. So, you know, I need to put No one does. Jesus. That's so sad to hear him say that because I think you have a shit ton of talent. No one has as much talent as Timmy. Nobody. Easy. Except for Stu (laughs) and Travis. And Travis. This weekend, like I first moto, I had to come off the track, and I had to tell Mike Waraka that I did not have the speed to run with those guys up front. That was kind of tough. Not gonna lie, because honestly, <laughs> like I, I ran the speed for half uh-huh. the moto or whatever, right. but I didn't. I did not feel comfortable running that for thirty plus two. Like those guys were going for it, and on that track. Yeah. I was not feeling it for but that long. Here's the thing you don't understand, RJ, is you saying that to to Rock. Is probably means more to him and being straight up with them, being like, "Hey, yeah, here's my, the truth. You're not blaming it on a bike setup. Yeah, you're not blaming on a bike. You're just right. putting it on yourself." And and in our world today, that's huge. You know, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel like I, it's more my like me than anything. Even like I'm not one that to, uh, to come back and like complain about my bike setup or something like that. Like, you know, it's not my bike. My bike doesn't change over motos. It's you know, it's me myself, and I got to figure out something. Little. Little things like that go a long way in contract. You know, just because you're not fast in, in certain times doesn't mean you're not going to get a contract. You saying, hey, yeah. I can't keep up right now, they're willing to work with you because you're honest. You Dude, know? I talked to – well, you got a fifth at Hangtown. And, you know, right, exactly. You, you see the fifth and you're like, okay, this kid can do it. I talk to riders every weekend that tell me the bike setup was off and they got tight. Right. And I just go, okay, all right, set up and tight. Got it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, God, these guys. And whatever, hey, whatever you got to tell yourself. To sleep at night, you know. So, um, are you guys training at, at the gym at the at the shop? Is that what you guys are doing? Yeah, and we have a, a new shop, like a CrossFit shop coming up, or a CrossFit gym, mm. literally right across the hallway from our own gym in our shop. So we're gonna have pretty much two full gyms. We have a uh, John, our trainer there, and Rock, and all them, and all the mechanics kind of work out together too. So it's a that's cool. It's all, honestly, it's a really solid group that oh, we're with. Perhaps I go over there and do some CrossFit. There you go. Right. Do you do CrossFit? Do some Murphys. No, but Ping does, and look at his Murph. arms. <laughs> Ping's got huge guns now, so it seems like CrossFit's working out pretty well. Yeah, Baraka tried to get me to go do the Murph or whatever today after Saturday's Glen Helen race. Uh, 
had to bail on that one. <laughs> um, hey, what tracks are you looking forward to uh, this summer? Which ones are some of your favorites? The Auswick, for sure. I mean, I've never rode it, but yeah. I'm the sand track, and I'm from Florida, so I'm pumped for that one. Um, High Point, you know, I rode good there last year. Mm-hmm. Honestly, just ready to go back. I mean, last year was my first time riding 90% of those tracks, so I feel like now that I'm more, I have a little bit better of experience and a little bit more um, confidence in myself, confidence in the track. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that goes a long way. You could tell just from Hangtown last weekend. Like last year, I qualified 25th, and I barely made the top 10. Oh, actually, I didn't even make the top 10. One moto, so... I think just every year, I mean, you get to go back, you know the track already, you know the dirt a little bit, you know the lines, like that plays a lot, especially even like getting to ride press, like that's a huge right. you know, advantage for myself, I believe. So we, we do have press at like High Point, I believe, and um, Bud's Creek maybe. Yeah, Bud's Creek, yeah. Yeah, yeah close to home for it's, you, Bud's Creek. It's funny you said that because the more time you have on a track, and I, I don't know, but maybe he can tell you this too, like if I go somewhere new, I'm scared to go to the edges of the track because I don't know what's over there or what I'm going to hit if I get loose, you know. So you always kind of stay in the middle, and that tends to be the the roughest the part. Slow spot, yeah. 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 So when you when, oh, you're, yeah. when you're comfortable with the track, you seem to explore more, and, and you're more comfortable going to other places, you know. Yeah, exactly. And like the hills and stuff. Like back home, growing up, I've never <laughs> had any hills. Yeah, I've never so, seen that before, right? Yeah. No. And uh, who was I think? Uh, Carabino said something, like, comment on one of my photos. He's like, uh, yeah, you're riding well for someone that doesn't know hills or something, like talking about Glen Helen. <laughs> right, right. So that stuff, like, it, it takes a little bit to adapt to. Like, you don't think about it until you're actually there. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, well, hey, man, uh, thanks for taking the time. Sorry about pushing your time back tonight on the show. Apologize for that. But, um, yeah, thanks for taking the time for the, for the show tonight. Good luck uh, in Colorado this weekend. Good job at uh, Hangtown. Decent job this weekend. Try not to have, like, Bro. Two motos together, Yeah, man. try not to get sucked into the swing arm or to hit a fence <laughs> and a flagger, and we'll be good. So, no, we're, uh, I'm looking forward to it. But, uh, no, thanks for having me on. Glad uh, we're still cool and everything. Dude, we're fine. <laughs> Shut up. What, I don't even – yeah, like, dude, I'm, you got to understand, I'm not like these other, a lot of these other dicks in the industry. Like, you know, like I, who cares? I don't care that you and Ferry broke up. It's like, whatever. It's none of my business. You're cool. He's cool. I'm a, I'm a bigger Pulp fan now. Oh, fantastic. Good to hear. Thanks, RJ. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Thanks, RJ. See you. All right. Bye-bye. See, it's 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 other people in the industry that would make RJ think like that because that does happen. Like, you're the gear guy for RJ, and you get a new job, and now you hate RJ because you now are doing gear for – that's how There's time work. to pick sides, and there's time just to be neutral. Dude, what do I care? Right. Unless RJ effed me over right. on yeah. something, what do I care that they had – I don't think they had a falling out. I think RJ was just like you said. Hey, it went a different direction, and you got to respect that. Yeah. yeah, whatever. When the when does the time come when someone f's over your friend that's really close to you, and then you say, "Okay, I'm clipping that guy out of my life." Oh, that happens. It happens. Right. Where I'm like, "Hey, that's a huge dick move." You know what I mean? Right. But but even like, Pingree doesn't like tickle because tickle screwed over some trainers with some money, and I I don't know the whole story. But I'm like, eh, I, tickle did nothing to me. I don't really know what happened. So I'm not gonna f tickle over. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, I, 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 that's how things work in the industry, though, which is kind of depressing at times. So, no, RJ's a good guy. 
All right, uh, Race Tech emails. Uh, Race Tech quality precision engine services using the best equipment and processes in the industry. 65 years of championship winning engine building and tuning experience. They do motors now, people. You may not realize that. They do motors. Race Tech suspension. Pulp MX-16 is the code uh, to get the gold valve advantage. They've been in business for a long time with their gold valves, of course, and been killing it. Privateer choice. And uh, Kiefer, did you hear about how they take air forks and turn them into spring forks? No shit. Yeah, they take the show attack forks and change them, change air into a spring. And uh, just in case you want to avoid being like Kenny Roxon this past weekend. Really? They do that. Yeah. Okay. Racetech.com. At least get your suspension serviced, everybody. Change the oil. Change the oil. Get those right spring rates, you know? All right. Uh, here's some of the best emails of the week. Uh, Kiefer. Uh, Kiefer. Uh, Randy. Yes. Did you want to answer this one about the Starcross? Yeah, I showed you. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, since Kiefer and Randy, he said since Kiefer and Randy Johnson are in next week. <laughs> are you short for Randy Johnson? <laughs> yeah. How was your time in the major leagues? God, you it, throw uh, you throw a heater like no other. Yeah, uh, just a little more than 35 miles an hour. Trust me. Really? Jab, jab, saying, jab, yeah. jab, 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 jab. Okay, jab. I have a question for them. My son races A class hair scrambles. We tried the new Starcross Five front and rear with tubeless. That's the tubeless, guys. Uh Uh, The front is the best tire he has ridden with awesome wear and grip. Thank you for that. We had problems with the rear, though. With the tubeless, 8 PSI, he got three puncture flats the first time we ran it. Two and a half hour race. Up until the flat, he loved the tire. Question is, will the medium compound hold up better? And Lance, if you heard Randy earlier, he's going to tell you. Yeah, and I want want to, like... Put my little political hat on for a moment. Sure. You know, I'm I'm not being. That's what we do on the show. Yeah, I'm not being. Yeah. Let me, let me not cross the line you cross. <laughs> so <clears throat> I'm not talking against the tubeless uh, product. All I'm saying is, is that we do not test or develop our tires uh, to be used to, with, with that product. Yeah. So so what I would say to that guy is, all right, you're you're. At 8 PSI, that's way below what we would recommend for our tire when using a tube inside of it. So what, yeah. the way he got a flat is that he, riding in the, the woods, the roots and rocks, he apparently hit something at that low of a PSI that it cut yeah. the tire. Now, when you cut the tire and he doesn't have a tube inside of it, now the tire itself leaked the 8 PSI out of it, right? So now he's riding a flat tire. If you're, if you're serious about... Uh, if you love tubeless, or, is there no. any tire that works? Uh, again, I don't know. Right, I, I don't right. know how I worked. I'm sitting, looking here to play the strawberries. I don't know how our tires would work with strawberries in them or tubeless in them, <laughs> you know, or, <laughs> pulp, or, going with or, this. or pulp MX t-shirts in them. I don't know. <laughs> right. But but we test and develop them to work with tubes yeah. or with bib moose. And so what I'm saying to this off-road guy, uh, he Lance. probably has Lance. Lance. Lance probably has, I'm guessing, uh, eight or $9,000 off-road motorcycle. He's probably got twelve to fifteen hundred dollars in head-to-toe and safety sure, equipment, yeah, yeah. right? Put three hundred dollars worth of Michelin bib moose inside the Starcross five tires, and, and never worry. And then do not worry about a flat. Yeah, you get zero DNFs, uh, and and that's that's my recommendation. Yeah, because yeah. the, the thing is, people go with a they put a, a pneumatic tube. They want to put the air pressure up to. Re- Reduce the chance of a pinch flat, so then they get a little bit more of a harsh ride, especially in the woods. You get deflecting on roots, mm-hmm. rocks. So go with a bib moose for that type of riding. And, and um, the tubeless rims are gone. The one that JTs used to run. The, the, yeah, are they correct. Still around? Yeah, uh, n- no. they're still around in Supermoto. You're oh, talking okay. about Alpina, and, oh, and we yeah, did sure. develop. Okay. Yeah, it was in 07, 067. Okay, we did some stuff with them. Uh, Trampus Parker came to us and asked us, "Hey, of all the tire brands." 
that uh, that I've tested with this Alpina tubeless yeah. tubeless rim, rim. Uh, the Michelins hold air longer than the others. Again, going back to what I yeah. said earlier, yeah, the, the tire is not designed, yeah. it's tube type, it's not designed to hold air. So that's why Trampus reached out to us to start developing some stuff. The way that wheel worked was it had O-rings at the uh, spokes at the rim, and then where the f- spoke would flex was at the hub. So that's how they made it right. a, an airtight yeah, or tubeless. Airtight, yeah, they, done that. But again, it um, was it, it price point was real high. And uh, why are guys using this tubeless company for no it, tubes? Um, if they're okay, if they're like, hey, I don't want to get a flat. You know, you know what I mean. If they're saying, hey, I don't want to get a flat, that's what they're saying. That's why they're running this, right? The reason why I think is because mountain bikes, road bikes, there's a lot of these tubeless mm-hmm. things, and they relate that to dirt bikes. Weight. Let's mm-hmm. drop some weight, not run a tube. Okay, which in off-road shouldn't matter anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. dude, you got bark okay. monsters and an oversized And they on. think there's less chance of flatting doesn't, with doesn't tubeless. Like right, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I've burped many mountain bike tires because I've hit a rock on the side and it, beep, and it burped the tire and boom, yeah. flat. So same thing can happen. Like you said, foam. This guy races A-class, which mm-hmm. means he's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Get, a, get a bit moose. That, that's right. for me. Okay. And again, not saying anything negative about tube bliss. It's just that I know Your that... Your tires uh, are designed for it. Yeah, that's bottom line. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mitch sent this in. Listen to the Glenn Helen Wrap-Up Podcast. You talk about what easy hosting is. I thought you did an excellent job, but it's not easy at all. Case in point, your co-host, Jenna Carrado. She was absolutely terrible both weeks. She was so bad. It was awkward at times. No, she wasn't. Both you and JT seem really comfortable. Nice job, gents. She had people talking in her ear. She had to get in and out of segments. She had to introduce everything. And she had never been to a motorcycle race before. So she did a great job. She wasn't perfect. Neither was I. So, uh, Gus, question for Kiever. Mm. Are you doing 60 PPM for the whole moto or just Supercross heat race? And are you using pre-gaming to maintain the 60 ppm for 30 plus 2? No pre-game. 60 ppm heat races. Intermission. Then 60 ppm. Always intermissions. Yeah. Never 60 ppm and then. Yeah. Okay. So intermission. Right. Fantastic. Thank you for that. Um, Alex sent this in. I just want to say you're doing Canada proud. This guy said I'm doing Canada proud. Oh, here we go again talking about Canada. So I was thinking after reading your Hangtown what, what, and what, what you said about Roxon's bike setup, what about when a rider knows they are switching teams, going to Honda, so it can take long to get a feeling of a different bike? Would he or any rider sign early brake rules, ride a Honda early, let Honda get their hands on his factory practice Suzuki bike, something teams watch for? No, they don't do that. Um, they ride the bikes, though. If everybody thinks they don't ride the bikes, they ride the bikes. Um, I'm sure Trey Kennard rode a Cowie. I'm sure Trey Kennard rode a KTM. Uh, Kenny rode the Honda. For everybody, kind of knows that goes on. But I don't think these riders say, "Here's my bike." You know, they don't do that. They don't go. I don't think Kenny rode a Honda. You don't think Kenny rode a Honda? I don't know one. Well, okay, but I mean, an old one. Yeah, but that's well, not the same one he's going to race. Okay, but everyone's something, yeah, right? Um, Billy set this in. Does Cooper Webb's and Blake Baggett's decisions to race, even though they have injuries? Show the lack of commitment within the Stewart family, James and Malcolm. Cooper had every reason to skip the outdoors. West, Supercar champion, injured, but raced anyways. Boosting his overall value to any team. Mookie doesn't like outdoors and isn't concerned with those contracts. Says, if I was a team owner, I would stay far away. Someone who looks for excuses to not try. This is a big sign of lack of commitment. Well, Billy, when you say the lack of commitment with the Stewart family, James and Malcolm, I would say James Stewart is very fucking committed to racing. 
Yeah, he's so trying. much so that he should not be so committed. He's he's got a ton of heart. That's why he's trying to line up and race. Maybe he should be committed. And yeah, he should be committed somewhere far away to keep him away from a motorcycle. The thing is, he's so frustrated. People love to hate the Stewarts, man. They love it. That's so I know. They love it. How could you question? Like, I think it's a bad decision you do too. I, how could you question James's desire to get on a bike? And I watched a vital. I tweeted it over the week. I watched a vital interview with him when he was at Suzuki thing. It was a really good interview, and he just says, "Look." For me, I really want to do this. I want to do good. I know I can. I really yeah. want to. I don't care what other people think. I don't care. I yeah. want to. No. You know, and if I fail, it's because I tried and I failed. People are so scared to fail that they don't do anything. Well, he's trying. You know, and I believe he still has speed. There's just something missing. I don't now, know what it is. Now, Mookie, now Mookie, that's brutal. 250 Supercross champion. He wants to get a 450 ride next year. He's talking to some teams. He's going to have to ride outdoors. Like, these teams are not going to say, hey, don't worry, skip outdoors. They're going to want to sign him for outdoors. He wouldn't do very well in 250 outdoors, I don't think, because of his size and starts. And, you know, and even then, I think he's a 5 to 10 guy, which isn't bad. It's not like he's going to blow chunks and finish outside the top 20. And instead, he and his team just said, nah, I'm good. Where are we at in our sport in 2016 where a rider can just be like, I don't want to ride outdoors, and the team goes, no problem. I don't get that. Especially, Mookie wants to provide his value. Are you going to tell me that you're going to walk into a 450 factory team, throw your eight-race regional title? By the way, J-Law, Shea Bentley, Brandon Jessamine, Keith Turpin, Ron Tishner. um, Keith Turpin, holy crap. I'm just thinking... Help me. I'm sure I'm missing some guys. Denny Stevenson. Guys have won this title, 250 Regional Supercross Champion, and done jack shit in their career. It doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. But you're going to walk in there, throw your title on the door, and be like, what's up, bitches? Sign me to a big deal? When you have no outdoor title, no outdoor results? Well, the sad thing is, I'm probably wrong, and he will get a big deal. Yeah, and when the flip side of that is, he's smart. One, because the last race he rode, he won the title. Okay, so he's setting himself up. Look, you got to hire me. I won. I didn't race all outdoors. He has, and he's done well on a 450. And if he rode one or as, once or twice, he hasn't exactly killed it. But I think anyone that's looking at him for 2017 is obviously assuming, okay, he'll do better on a 450 outdoors yes. than he would have on a 250 outdoors. I, where if he okay. rides 250 outdoors, okay. then he lowers his value. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I think. Okay. That's what he's I lowering think. his value if he goes racing this year because he's not going to win. No. In my eyes, if I'm the manager, he lowers his val- he, he, he raises his value by going and trying his balls off all summer long. That raises the value. But it's hot. It's miserable. You're getting roosted as fuck. Go ride. Didn't, that, he, didn't he only have a Supercross-only contract? Well, that's what Geico is. Geico's like, hey, he's cheap. We signed him cheap. Remember, he was a fill-in last year. Right. We're not, you know, we're okay with him skipping it because he's not going to have the right attitude of being there. And we're not really paying him as much as Hampshire and Smith and these toots. Well, if he wants to come back now, they got a few open bikes. This is, I was going to say, what happens? Do they bring him out? No. You don't don't? think so? I hate that that in our sport we just do this. That we're just like, yeah, cool, bro. Right on. Don't worry about the 12 race series. Go ride your eight. Literally. Uh, Hold on. Hold on. Okay, literally. Hold on. I just think... Hold on. For himself, he's kind of doing it the right way just to get more money okay. for next Hold year. On. Yeah, I think so, I too. Think. Well, normally, he says, normally he wants people just to carry on a conversation, but now he wants us to hold on, so let's just hold on. 104 <laughs> minutes of racing. 
Yeah. 12 minute, 12 minute mains. He's not good at math. Eight races. Yeah. 104 minutes of racing. Uh, roughly. Roughly. Okay. Ish. And this is what you just, you just go, ah, yeah, I'm the man. I don't like it. But so, look, Geico let him do it. Geico's fine with it. So maybe yeah. I should be fine with it. But yeah. You should be pissed off at Geico, not Malcolm. I am. And I told them that. I'm like, this is, I can't believe you guys were doing this. This is so stupid. They're like, eh. So anyways, that's what they I want just, a champion. Randy, really? I'm old school. You race motocross. That's what you do. You're a racer. But did Geico offer him a 450 to ride outdoors? Probably no, not. No. Right. So maybe he would have got, you know, if he had a 450 ride, then they would have hooked him up. Mm-hmm. You know, and he would have rode. But, yeah, because then he then he might prove himself on a 450 to set him up self up better for a 17 contract. I got news. If anybody thinks Mookie is something special because he won the title, no, I understand. That. You're full of shit, right? Because a lot of guys have won that title and done nothing. It doesn't mean anything. You have to ride outdoors. It counts. It means something. Has Mookie ever podiumed an outdoor moto? Yes. Okay. I believe he has. There you go. There's potential. I'm there. just saying, like everyone's ah fucking supercross. Fuck, man! It's twelve motos. It's twenty-four motos. It's you know that that that's that means something to me, and I hate the fact that it doesn't necessarily mean anything to these guys anymore. Right. I hate that. I agree with you, and I admire a guy that that guts it out. And, and like James, James is coming back, and he's trying. He's making efforts. Baggett, it was awesome to see him in that in the first moto there, toughing it out with a collarbone, like that type of guts. Yeah, I, I have rare. so much respect for. But there's a. a What's, was it a was it a Kenny said strategery? I don't uh, know. Or squat team? Yeah, yeah. Squat team. <laughs> a squat team. Now, they squat have a, team a lot of uh, strategery <laughs> to uh, to not riding 250 outdoors. I I, I think that's his, okay, his well, move. All right, both but, of you guys can suck it because it's brutal. All right, we're sucking it. Um, going. I'm not saying it's right. I think yeah. that's what he's doing. I don't like it. I don't like it. Um. All right, Mark sent this in. I've wrote a few times before. I listen to all your podcasts and still enjoy the content greatly, apart from the hockey one. Mark, that broke my heart. Um, my question today relates to Hanny. How does he survive at present? Clearly, he isn't racing much at present, but he does just get a retainer from Cowie, shift, nut up for being Hanny and making social media posts. Think he has investments that creates an income for him? How, how does he get a, get by a living? And also, I won't see you at management this year. No, you will not. Um, I don't know. It's a good question. I don't think Hanny gets money from Cowie. Not Cowie. No. But he gets money from Shift, not up, like you said. Not Monster anymore. He's not, not a Monster guy. No. No. So. Um, yeah. I heard he, and I heard he doesn't have much money left over from his racing days. Yeah. And then the thing is, is surprise how many companies really, really want social media, you know, followers. You'll get paid just because you have 50,000 followers or whatever the hell you have and because you have an influence on that, on those people. And he's still a somewhat of a name in the industry. And he rides X Games, so I mean, yeah, he's still, I still, he think he's somewhat profitable for mm-hmm. to getting some money. Yeah, X yep. Games are coming up. He's in best whip, right? Yep. Okay, Brian said this in. Great job on the pre-race show. Loved it. And fuck yeah, I was happy for Amart, uh, who gets to wear the orange gloves next week. Uh, last email, and this goes back to Mookie. I, surprisingly, I didn't remember this. Dan, come on, give the guy a break. It's like he just wrote this after hearing me say this. <laughs> he had heat stroke. And once again, you've been down that road. Uh, and once you've been down that road, the chances of getting again are greater. The guy probably just doesn't want to do that to his body again. Maybe his MDs advise against it to at least a year to let his system fully recover. It's not the end of the world or the end of Moto, for God's sake. Well, he did have a serious condition, and he sat out because of the serious condition. And he came back. Yeah. It's like the Purcell excuse. 
come on, dude, the guy's paralyzed 15 years ago. Like, you know, how many times are people going to hear that? Like, I don't care. He's fine. Race. You ride a dirt bike. You're He's not. trying to race a 450. <laughs> He's trying to get a 450 ride, which means indoors and out. So he must be fine. Because right. surely his agent or dad or whatever wouldn't lie to these teams, would they? <laughs> that would never happen. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, that's the email segment, racetech.com. Pulpamex16 saves you money with Racetech. Get some, get your oil changed, get your spring rate right. Maybe if you're a kefir, get your air forks turned over to spring forks from the show attack, guys. All right, X-Brand goggle tear-offs. Let's do it. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. Can I get some pop? Uh, X-Brand goggles are choice of champions ever. Brock Tickle wears X-Brand. Matt Buscellia wore X-Brand when he, when he rode for Mad Suzuki. Now he quit, so now I don't know what he wears anymore, but he used to wear X. Ricky Brabeck. Ricky Brabeck. Freddie Noren, 11th, I think, overall this weekend, right? right. What did oh. Freddie get? He got, he, I think he got crappy second moto, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Perhaps you check those sheets. I'm right checking there. them. He is Freddie Noren. There it is. He went 12-14. What did he get overall? Uh, 12th. Oh, so far off. I said 11th. Yeah. Freddie Norman wears X-Brand. X-Brand goggles are the choice of champions ever. You don't X-Brand, you don't win. EKSBrand.com. Use code PulpMX16 to save yourself money at X-Brand. Uh, sombreros, kids' goggles, clothing, goggles, lenses, zip-offs. Kiefer's going to wear X-Brand in Canada. <laughs> and later tonight, we're going to announce a program where people who buy Starcross 5s. We're going to do that right now. We're going to do that after this. Oh, I really, whoa, yeah. premature. Premature. Sorry. Too many PPMs. Sorry. <laughs> Skeet, skeet. <laughs> We're going to do it right after this. It's on my agenda. If you buy a set of Starcross 5, you get a set of Michelin, uh, you get a set of X-Brand goggles. We're going to talk about that a little bit. All right. Whoa. These questions submitted by Corey Moser for Randy. I don't know him. Yeah, I don't know him either. For Randy and Kiefer and me. All right, Travis, let's do this. All right, Steve. Uh, who would have been a better co-host than yourself on the pre-race show? Nobody. <laughs> no. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, Kiefer would do good. David Pingree would do good. Um, Villaman, yes, but he'd start yelling, and maybe you can understand him. <laughs> that would make it good, then. Like, we could say, what do, we could go, air pressure, go. Irv Braun. JT and I like Irv. <sighs> uh, that would be good, though. Irv Braun would make a better co-host for me. He'd talk about Arnold Tonus on the TPJ team. <laughs> that was, uh, uh, Kenny was a Red Bull monster rider. Oh, my gosh. Do you think he's secretly doing this to F with you to like really maybe just I know Steve's where I'm going to say some random He's going to stab me. I swear to God. He's going <laughs> to find me and stab me. If, if I die, please, authorities, check Irv first. Question him first if I go missing. All right. Next question. Uh, Kiefer, what is the worst tire you've ever tested? Oh. Um, Shang Shin. We used a brand call that rhymes with Schmaxis at Moto Triple X. And we went testing with them. They gave us a lot of money. The riders were not happy, so they promised to make us happy. We went testing in Georgia at um, Okan... Track in Georgia. Okinawa. No. Okie dokie. You, you know. You know what I'm talking about. Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. There's Okie dokie MX. <laughs> it's not Okie dokie MX. <laughs> Anyways, we go testing with them. They're like, hey... This is our brand new front tire. This thing addresses all your concerns. Everything should be fixed with this tire. 
Let us know what you think. Larry Ward goes out on Schmackshit's tires, comes back in and goes, puts the bike on a stand and goes, wow, that's a bad tire. It points right to it. The guys are like, uh, uh, uh. of course, it was Larry Ward, famously renowned for. It just feels like a rock hard piece of rubber that doesn't hook up. All right. Randy, should people rotate their tire? Why or why not? Uh, yeah, they can uh, for to extend the life of the tire. Uh, you can do that on all of the Starcross 5 range with the exception of the Starcross 5 sand. That's the only one that's directional. And, yes, you can rotate that to extend the life of the tire to get more sharp you, accelerating edges. Yeah, 16.4, good job. Do you, do you see people do that? Yeah, from time to time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Steve, who do you think did a better job co-hosting, you or JT? Me. 1.1. I was phenomenal. They all said it. <laughs> oh, God. It was really funny, though. Hey, th- okay, so the Donnie Emmer Jr. segment I was talking about. Uh, Jeff goes, okay, so Steve, this is going to be you and Donnie on camera. You're going to talk about the race. You're going to bench race a little bit. Uh, and then you're going to, th- Steve, you're going to throw it to Hangtown Recap Video. So I'm like, okay, I got it. No problem. So he's in my ear. Okay, Donnie's coming up. And then Steve, you're going to throw it to Hangtown Recap Video. This is like the third or fourth time I've been told. Okay, got it. Talking to Donnie, everything's going well. Jeff comes in my ear. Okay, Steve, when you wrap this up, you're going to throw out the Hangtown recap video. Got it? Yep. It's all in my ear. All right, Donnie, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. You know, great job today. Hey, uh, everybody, let's check out this Hangtown recap video. And then they go, great job, man. Good job on that. <laughs> Way to nail it. And I'm like, I mean. They're just so stoked. Dude, like. <laughs> they act like they'd never even, like. Dude. Like, you told me four times, you were in my ear 30 seconds ago saying what to throw it to. And it's not I'm throwing it to some sort of uh, Beethoven uh, concert falsetto. I'm throwing it to Hangtown Recap Video. But maybe they'd heard how you throw you a know baseball. <laughs> maybe they'd heard how you throw a baseball. <laughs> but what, maybe. what's so awesome is, like, they're pumped about it. Dude. They're not callous to the fact that someone's doing an okay job, you know? All those people in the chat room are 95% dildos. <laughs> those people in there, that's for you. <laughs> Anyways, so again, I was just like laughing. I'm just like, you know, I got it, guys. You, it's all good. It's yeah. Everybody calm down. Just yeah, take it yeah, yeah, down bro, a notch. I did not just do open heart surgery on little Donnie. <laughs> I did not you save, say You didn't save a life. I didn't, I didn't save him from a bullet wound. This isn't <laughs> nom. Like, I didn't stop the bleeding. I just threw it through a hangtown video. Oh, my God. Anyway, so I thought it was pretty funny. So, yeah, I did a better job. Suck at JT. All right, Kiefer, which of Mathis's Bassets is your favorite? Ah, Rocky. <laughs> Moser's out of questions is the fish. Moser is out of questions. <laughs> it's a holiday weekend. He was drinking with his kids and yeah. like at a lake or and something. And this is my second week in a row, so he probably has ran out. Okay. Uh, Randy, which riders do you think will win the 250 and 450 MX championships? Well, right now I'm going to say Roxon. And he wants to say Mike Brown badly. He wants to say Mike Brown. Great conversation today with Mike. Yeah. We, had, we called up Brownie before we went mountain biking. Mike Brown is your Tim Ferry. Great radio. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I thought we were waiting for an answer. <laughs> uh, no, I was thinking back about 250. Yeah. I've already gone too okay. long. I don't know. 250, I think, is more uh, 28 seconds. More open, yeah. It's more open yet. No waffling. You got to pick a name. Jeremy Martin. Okay. okay. All right. Steve, uh, which has been the gnarliest Glen Helen track that you've ever seen? Uh, 07, when Langston won it over Tim Ferry, being Tim Ferry for the title. Uh, that was pretty gnarly. I remember some being some big jumps. And I remember, like, 
three or four guys breaking wheels, just coming up short and breaking wheels. JT being one of them. It's mm. Insane. Jody Weisel, everybody. Can't ride. We're shit. But decides to design a bike. Design a design a track. Like he's got to have some other people behind him saying yes or no. So someone's saying yes too. I don't know. I see Jody take the bike and go out there. Hey, Jody, hit that and make sure that's all good. <laughs> didn't Phil said he could take the 34, yeah, didn't he? Yes. Take the 34 and make a few laps. I remember that. That yeah. was awesome yeah, in post-race. Phil, Phil he said that? that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nick Letty said that in the post-race. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'd like to see him take the 34 and have at it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> have at it. So, that's great. That's great. Uh, Kiefer, do you feel See, this? here's the point where if you would have actually installed those drops I sent you from Swiss Corps, you could have hit them. Because I had nothing else to do you, this weekend. You did not install those drops no, like I, I sent not. you. So, all right, yeah. that's, that's a fine, and I will be docked on your paycheck. Okay. <laughs> I had some field drops loaded, but they didn't get making shows. Uh, Kiefer, do you feel the same way about the factory air suspension as you do the production air suspension? Uh, it's a little bit better. Um, but unlike what Martin said, he says the exact opposite of what I think. Um, so... It, a little bit better, but not enough for me to switch. If I had a choice, factory air, factory spring, spring. 14.8. X-Brand right. goggles, trust champions. All right, Randy, last question. Do you think Bridgestone's decision to stop sponsoring Moto was a good one? Wow. Uh, good question. Can you get in trouble? No, I'm not getting in okay. trouble. No, at that time, I think I think they had the best Supercross tire at that time. Race spec stuff. Yes. Yeah, we talked but, about that. Yeah, yeah we I, talked I, about I that. But I, I'm going to go guys longer are, than 15 seconds. And I, yeah, and let me JT, just stop it. Well, JT told me it doesn't matter. So anyway, uh, I think that they they had a great product for Supercross. Uh, but I think you know, racing is uh, it, it's one, it's advertising, but it's also an investment to generate sales. And and I don't think they were seeing that. Uh, in the commercial marketplace as far as sales of yeah. their commercial product. And, uh, yeah, I always and, felt like Bridgestone's <clears throat> retail tires never caught on, like with my buddies mm, or mm. people I know. Or, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, Tim Ferry, Chad Reed, they would kill themselves if they had to ride anything but a Bridgestone mm. back in the day. Yeah, they, they, had, they had very, very good race spec product. Yeah. And, uh, and then, again, it all goes back to the manufacturer, the people working there, uh, their relationships with distributors, the distributor reps, you know, focus on that brand when they mm-hmm. go into dealerships. There's so many relationships that trickle down the line that, that you know, just because you win on the podium doesn't mean it's going to sell on Monday. And that's, uh, I think that's the case. So uh, I think that's why they made the decision. Uh, the investment wasn't paying off on the retail side. So um, Maybe you can't tell us this, but what does it cost to run a tire program for a year in Supercross and Motocross? Ballpark. I don't, I, you know, I don't know what the numbers would be uh, now. He knows, but he's waffling. No, I don't know what the numbers. You talk about well, whatever. Uh, just give me just a, for a year Supercross. Just, how much what, would it cost? What do you think that costs a team? Never mind the sponsorship of Supercross and outdoors like Dunlop does and Pirelli does. You mean and with all just eighteen? Yeah, no, just like you, writing the check or product. What it would it cost a tire company to well, put Randy on the road with product and a semi truck and everything okay. else in? Uh, it was in yeah, that time yeah. around a half a million. Okay, and yeah. uh, which is probably, a lot of motorcycle tires. That's a lot of money. You know, you can yeah, you can yeah. you know tape a twenty dollar bill to every tire and ship it out, right? <laughs> or do that. So, and the thing is, it's uh, and all the race teams have the same cost when it comes to diesel fuel, right? So you want to invest in race teams. Uh, back then, you're writing some pretty good sized checks to sponsor the team. Yep. Uh, you had some bonuses in place uh, for championships. Is all we did was just championships, not race win bonuses. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty good investment. Uh, the product is the not the most expensive component of it. You know, it's, oh, really? it's having yeah, yeah, no, not yeah, really yeah, yeah. having. You know, the Kiefer and I talked about that today too. If you mass produce, you know, ten thousand of this tire, uh, 
which is a, a commercial spec. This is over 30 seconds, by the way. No, was, yeah. sorry. <laughs> That's kidding. But, and then if you make uh, a race spec of version A, B, C, mm-hmm. and D or whatever, yep. and you make 50, 50, 50, and 50, well, of course, the cost of those goes up, but it's not exponentially yeah. higher than a commercial tire. People who want to know more, uh, Randy and I did a podcast, Racer X Online podcast. Check the Steve Mathis archives. We did a one-on-one, like an hour-and-a-half-long podcast, kind of about your career, Michelin getting into Supercross, mm-hmm. sponsoring KTM, Suzuki, yeah. pulling and, out of the sport, um, you know, in your, sort of your career. Yeah, and even, you know, I went to Glen Helen this, this weekend and, and had a couple people, you know, recognize, say hello in the pits and ask if we were making some interest to come back or if we had an interest oh, to really? test. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and you uh, said? So no, no interest at all. No, no we're, we're all the money went to Pulp Mech Show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're in for a half a million with yeah. Pulp Mech. Yeah, exactly. Riding that train. <laughs> Anything else? Is that it? Xbrandgoggles.com. Choice of champions everywhere. All right, Randy. So what we want to do? When we launch it tonight, we're going to put it on social media tomorrow. This will also be on the Pulp Mech Show website. Martin Pookie notes on the plate. So as long as you're just writing a note and not doing anything else, I'm fine with that. Um, so starting uh, now, uh, June first, June first yep. uh, to um, so July, July July 31st this uh, this year. If you buy a set of Michelin Starcross Five motorcycles, you get a free pair of X Brand goggles. That's right. A set of tires gets you a $45 set of X Brand goggles. Uh, the promotion is open to all legal residents of the 50 United States and District of Columbia. 18 years of age and older. Uh, so what you want to do is buy the Michelin Starcross 5 tires. That's step one. That'll be the most handy thing to do is buy the set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Uh, one front tire, one rear tire from uh, any retailer of Michelin motorcycle tires during the program dates of June 1st to July 31st. And uh, so what you want to do then is sub- customers must submit a detailed receipt Proof of purchase indicating quantity, size, model of Michelin, Starcross 5, uh, with Pulpamex X brand in the subject line via email to contest at pulpamexshow.com, Michelin, oh, Michelin on my moto dot at mm-hmm. Gmail? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Michelin on my moto at gmail.com. Okay. All right. Or xbrandrt at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, either one of those or all three, whatever. We'll yeah, figure it'd be it best out. send it all three. Right. Uh, and this will all be on Public Mex Show under sponsored deals. Mm-hmm. All this information uh, includes your name, shipping address, telephone number, and uh, you will get one pair of X-Brand uh, black limited model goggles. Will be shipped to each qualifying participant. Four weeks of delivery. Uh, expect four weeks. Four weeks for delivery. And uh, yeah, so that's it. So Randy, first question I'm going to get is: uh, I bought a set of Michelins before June first. Well, then they're going to be really happy with them, and they're going to look forward to buying another set. <laughs> Right? To get the free pair of and get the free pair okay. of goggles, and I'm so. going to be happy for that person because they have two sets. Yep, absolutely. Um, no, it's it's no, it's, it's we wanted to run the program, and and uh, Rich was open to that, and just a little cross promotion between the X brand sponsors, and uh, look forward to seeing what the Pulp Nation does with that. Go out, yep. buy a set of Starcross fives, submit the receipt, and get a free brand, free pair. Yeah, brand goggles. That's, that's awesome. Cool so yeah. you can get clear vision and goggles of champions, and you can get hooked up like a champion with your tires. Exactly right. Be fantastic. So, yeah, folks, buy a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and uh, submit the receipt to those emails. Uh, again, I'll put this all up on the uh, on the Pulp Mex Show website, pulpmexshow.com, and uh, get a free pair of goggles, man. That'd be awesome. So tweet us if you do it, uh, at uh, FMIP222, at Chris Kiefer. 
at me, whatever. Show us a little photo of it if, when you get it. We'll be pumped, pumped to help you out. Uh, so yeah, front and rear tire, hard, soft, medium, doesn't yep. matter. Yep, just a set of Michelin Star Cross Fives. And we're also giving another set away today. 199th follower at, at Michelin Motorcycle gets a free set of Star Cross Five tires. Yeah, and we got some other promotions going on uh, that we'll be doing through uh, our Instagram, you know, at Michelin Motorcycle. So give us a follow. And look for some new opportunities coming up too. Yeah, fantastic. I'm gonna so, follow right now. See if I get a free set of tires. No, free set of. Oh yeah, follow right. Yeah. Are you gonna buy a set to get a free pair of goggles? Uh, no. <laughs> I like the honesty. <laughs> <That's good>. Um. <laughs> yeah. So fantastic. Thanks, Randy. Thanks yeah. for the support of the show. Um. Let's start. Let's talk a little bit of tire itself. Um. New tire for you guys. A, a significant investment for you. We covered it last time you were in here. Uh, Kiefer, you did some of the pre-pro testing on it, and uh, Pastrana helped out a little mm-hmm. bit. And um, you know, the old Starcross line getting a little long in tooth hasn't been changed much. This is a brand new thing uh, for you guys. How's it going? What's the word on the street? Twi- Twitter. Kiefer and I get tweets. God, I mean, I don't know if they're just telling us that um, on Twitter, but they're like, "Best tire I've ever run. Hooked up great. Can't get enough of it." Blah blah blah. Yeah. So. Our reviews are positive. Yeah, and it's the same same with us. When we make uh, sales calls with you know both uh, the sales reps from Western Power Sports and Parts Unlimited, we hear really good feedback from dealers. The sell through has been good, both from us to the distributors to the dealers. Uh, you know, at ride days and things like that. When speak with consumers that have tried them, very positive feedback. Uh, we've we've greatly improved the performance of the tires versus the previous range, uh, but we've also maintained our reputation of longevity or uh, durability for the tire. So, yeah, it's been real successful. Our sellout has increased uh, quite a bit mm-hmm. So uh, versus the previous range, so we're we're pumped on it. Um, so do you think, like, your bosses or the, the people at Michelin who determine, hey, we're going to build a new set of off-road tires, the response, do you think, would be pumping, would be so pumped that they're like, hey, we're going to renew this line every few years? Like, you know what I mean? How does that go? Like, I wonder how that works. For it, budget reasons or whatever, you know. Yeah, it 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 varies. Off road is the is the one segment where we have been, uh, I'll say, most dormant. You know, okay. for some time yeah. uh, on on sport touring or sport radio tires. It, right? Yeah, we're we're leaders in innovation in, in sport touring and sport bike tires, and those are on about a three year cycle. Okay. Yep. Uh, as how quickly they refresh. Um, cruiser tires go a little bit longer. Yep. Um, you know, we're we're original equipment with Harley Davidson with our Michelin Scorcher product. So, uh, you know, that one will stay in that range for a little bit longer. Yeah, because uh, of, and yeah. Commander 2 and so on, but anyway, it varies by the product. Uh off-road, the Starcross 5, I would think it would be a little bit longer, that 3 yeah. to 5 years before right. we look at it. Our our next refresh in that segment in case people are have kids that race, our current Starcross mini size yep. uh will probably come in the Starcross 5 and Another year or so okay. before we do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's a couple couple pro guys running them. Some guys help get helped out by dealerships or whatever on the mm-hmm. side. So mm-hmm. I see them at the races every now and then. They're mm-hmm. catching on a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, good tire. It's been again. I don't know if these guys are just like blowing us on Twitter or whatever, but everyone seems so pumped with this tire. They really do. They're like, guy and said it, today, he tweeted said he'll never buy a set of Dunlops again. He loves the Michelin so much. And, you know. I'm, and Randy knows I'm not blowing. I like Dunlop too. I like a Dunlop tire, mm-hmm. but. There's certain things that I like about the Michelin that's better. Mm-hmm. So that's what's easy. You know, I can say, yeah, do this, do this. But when you have a product that's actually good, it's easy to talk about. I think a little bit, too, like, so we're so hardcore moto, this show. We're, we're super cross, motocross. We go to all the races. You know what I mean? And you you think, um, Dunlop and, and uh, Pirelli's now making a serious push mm-hmm. and coming into the industry and, and doing a good job. But people are like, oh, Michelin, I don't know. But 
Like, you need to op- – if you open your eyes and look outside of supercross, motocross teams, Michelin is the world's leading tire manufacturer in so many lines and killing it on so many things. They can build a tire is what I'm saying. Like It's, mm-hmm. it's like – I don't know. I feel like sometimes people – we get so wrapped into this world of well, we get what wrapped. team are you on? Right. What, you know, does Justin Barsha use it? If you you're not in mean? a race, he must not be a good tire. That's well, what, exactly. That's the you know the mantra. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we got for tonight. Well, Thank you. I was looking at Randy for the uh, affirmation of this, but I did not no, get that. But, no, yeah. I, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. I agree with you. And and, and uh, I think the Pulp MX show listener is is just that. They are a core th- enthusiast yeah. of, 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 of motocross. You know, you get pissed off when someone talks about off-road, right? Because you're that I, much. I do not stop kinda it. kind of do. It does. I do not. kind of does. Josh Strang, ex-brand goggles. <laughs> he won. He won. The GNCC, yeah, yeah, yeah. This weekend, yeah. I'm glad you know yeah. something about off road. Yeah, impressive. Yeah, but yeah, so so there are so many different motorcycling segments. Yeah, uh, to again where we do quite well, and uh, we look forward to getting that same success now with the Starcross Five in the motocross what? and off road range. And maybe you don't even know this, and maybe this is a mm-hmm. dumb question, but okay, Renthal and Pro Tapers have been on OEM bikes in the last few years. KTM's mm-hmm. had. That stuff forever. There's Bridgestones on some OEMs, Dunlops on the other. You want to always wonder what kind of goes on with that and what kind of backroom dealings go on with getting an, on an OEM bike. I mean, every, you ever think we could see Michelin on an OEM bike? How does that work? We, what, are that, what, is, what goes on? Typically, um, is it all, all just Japanese dudes in bed with each other over there? and like that, That's the after dark segment. So, uh, <laughs> so for us, all the relationships that we would have as far as original equipment, whether it's on, you know, like the Yamaha, no, yeah. Yamaha FZ09, a street okay. bike that has Pilot Road 4s on it, uh, original equipment. Or Harley Davidson's, there's 30, 35 or 36% of mm-hmm. the Harley Davidson motorcycles manufactured now are original equipment with Michelin scorchers on Okay. It. So there's a lot of involvement with that. A lot of the uh, Japanese, a lot of the Euro bikes, street bikes, they'll want a spec tire. Like they'll they'll test and have a you know an A version or a B version or whatever, mm-hmm. something like that. Yep. So so that's something to take into consideration. On off road, uh, it, it's 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 something we're not that involved in. We're on yeah. some Euro brands like some Gas Gas and and uh, some of the Husqvarna's yeah. where they come to the U.S., the DOT versions, the dual sport mm-hmm. ones, where they have some of our DOT approved off-road tires. They're OE on them. But Michelin, North America, we don't have any involvement in any of that with the exception of our relationship with Harley-Davidson. Yeah. I yeah. wonder how that goes. You know what I mean? One year you see, well, even the show at KYB mm-hmm. thing sometimes, and the tires and the bars. One year, I think, didn't Yamaha come up, they came with the Pro Tapers one year and the Renthal's the next and you wonder, like, well, what goes on with that? In some, like, Yamaha's case, 250F came with Bridgestones, 450s came with Dunlops. Yeah. So what I've been told is they have to keep good relationships with both companies. Yeah. So they try to, okay, we're picking this for this and bike. I think it's the same with suspension stuff. They want to keep yeah. everything. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and cost. Yeah, comes performance and pricing. Exactly. So yeah. for us, I would say uh, a, a replacement tire. Is more a selling our selling a tire mm-hmm. that's the exact same spec tire for an original equipment or a replacement. It's more profitable for us to sell a replacement sure. tire versus an original equipment. And a lot of okay. a lot of guys like on the new kicks two fifty to seventeen, they have a proprietary Dunlop has a proprietary tire for that. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, a rear okay. tire. Huh. So interesting. Um, but I know a lot of guys. Well, well how can, come you don't come well, with thirty? Can you, can you buy that tire when your wears out? I think you only could buy it at, at Kawasaki dealerships. Oh, geez. Okay. So that's how <laughs> that works. Um, and I, we always ask, well, how come the, I don't like a Dunlop 52. I hate it. How come the 32 doesn't come on the bike stock? 
cost it's an extra whatever dollars you know so that's that's the reason why and and what what i kind of monitor what's going on in the in, in the commercial marketplace i see a lot more in dealerships a lot more of the dunlop mx3s okay. uh in stock versus their mx52 so if the mx3s sales are higher than their 52 that could be another reason why they put 52s on on yep. OE bikes right. uh, based on availability yeah, yeah. availability go, right? yeah. and and to get them more in the marketplace and get them ridden. Did you guys hear the story, uh, Randy? Maybe you can't comment on it, but so Dunlop had an MX32, right? Mm-hmm. And it was good, yep. and it's their main tire. Everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. Well, Pirelli had an MT32, right? Yep. No, 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 oh. no, no. They have uh, Pirelli has the MX32, MX32 midsole or, or Scorpion okay. MX32. Okay. Yeah. But they had a trademark but, on MX32. Okay, yeah. So Dunlop had to change the name of their tire. Was that true? That's yes. Dunlop yes. had to change the numbers because mm-hmm. Pirelli's like, hey, yeah. guys, mm-hmm. we, got, we got 32s. Yeah. If someone okay. else came out with a came out with a, other brand Starcross, <laughs> yeah. well, we own that name. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. But why uh, wouldn't Dunlop look into that? Well, surely, wouldn't they? Somebody, somebody screwed up, that's, right? <laughs> that's, the, that's the point where I'll start uh, not commenting. <laughs> right, right, well, right. That's like what, somebody would have screwed up and that, been like, hey, George, <sighs> in legal. Yeah. Listen, right. asshole. Pirelli MX32. They screwed that up, and they screwed the name up when they renamed it for me. Okay. Like, 30, you know, what is it, 3S? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. MX3S. Yeah, MX3S. Now, yeah. Like, yeah. does it look like a 2? That's why you picked the S? Like, well, why would you do that? It does screw up, like, your whole marketing thing, your whole uh, right. consumer brand. Randy's just going, yeah, but brand awareness, brand marketing, like, that's a big mistake. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's, so that's of, true. So that's true. I, I heard no, that. That's very yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, 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 very true. And if you look on the, the sidewall of Pirelli tires, it has MX32, and it has a TM. Trademark. With, with that, yeah, <laughs> yeah trademark, yeah, yeah. little TM logo right, right. Uh, in, in the tire. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Up. Hey, let me ask you this, Randy, about tires, getting into tires. So, like, okay, uh, uh, Bridgestone M22, mm-hmm. concrete, everybody ran it. I ran them. They work great. I think they work great. MXA told us they worked great, and I thought it worked good. And teams ran it forever. He just said MXA. Well, you know, no, you know, back then, when you read about MX, that's the only place you ever read about tires, MXA. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, or, or 695. I'd love the 695 mm-hmm. Dunlop, right? With a 490 front? Yeah. yeah K490. 490. Yeah. But let me ask you this. So if you have a real popular tire that works, 22, or I, mean, I don't know, maybe it doesn't work. Yeah. Let's say they work, though. I gave a couple of examples, and maybe I'm off that they weren't good tires. And you raced back in the day, so you know also. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, when the OEMs get rid of these tires, 490s, 22s, 695, 752, I like mm-hmm. 752. 76 was good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do they get rid of them because... They no longer work, or future headline, or they just need a new face to get more sales. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like so, you would think you would find a perfect knob height, direction, everything else, mm-hmm. whether it's M twenty two, whether it's six ninety five, mm-hmm. Starcross five, whatever, and never touch it because it's perfect. Well, in that case, uh, Honda would have kept the exact same frame that McGrath loved. <laughs> And never evolved it to a different geometry. Okay. Right? I mean, it's the same thing as far as a bike. If you, uh, the different brands that come out with new innovation and it's going to be the new best thing, mm-hmm. right? And then it gets bad reviews and gets a bad name. So sometimes you have to kind of recover from that. Um, but, uh, but with us, we're always, uh, we're always testing and, and looking to, to bring an overall improvement. So right. what's, okay. I'm not going to go sales pitch, but Michelin total performance is a thing to where, whether it's, for example, street tires, we're not going to give you significantly higher mileage, yet make a tire that's 
horrible and dry grip and wet grip. Right. You know, we want to improve Everything. all performance yeah. characteristics of the tire. So it's, you know, you're expected to have, uh, you know, new products coming out. You know, there's, there's, that's why everyone's jonesing for the iPhone 7 or yeah. whatever when the iPhone 6, 4, Seven. 5, they're all good. Yeah. And you're only as good mm-hmm. as your engineers Mm-hmm. Test riders, but here's the thing: you have the old tire as a base, mm-hmm. yeah. and then you're only as good as what you're getting feedback yeah, from. Yeah, but so. don't you think? Don't you think that maybe there's some old tires that worked great and they just were trashed because they were old and they needed a new sales marketing program? I, I would, I would say, in some cases, yes. Yeah. Just as there are, again, some some motorcycles yeah. that the the bike worked yeah. great, but we need to come out with a refresh. Okay, uh, but but for okay. our yeah. our example, and and our example, we we have a very strong following for our S12 XC. Yeah. So in the off road segment, that's a very popular tire. I've heard that. Uh, we we continue to have that. We did not do away with it. Even though we have the size offerings to cover yep. that in the new Starcross and you Five, have a soft Starcross Five, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You have a Starcross Five no soft. The thing is, for us, was like when we tested with Kiefer, we had a few specs uh, to compare uh, and competitor brand products, mm-hmm. and our Starcross MS3, which had been selling well, but in comparison, Chris said very quickly, uh, "We don't, you know, we we don't need to test that anymore. The M the MS3." I don't like that it doesn't do this, it doesn't do this well, whatever. But the our new Starcross 5 Soft was was significantly improved. So mm-hmm. that's why we bring a new tire to the market. Yeah. But. Okay, let me ask you this to follow up on that. Okay. Was the M22 a good tire back in the day? Apparently so. I, I, oh, I never, I never used them. them? No, no, I've never I hated them. them. We use them everywhere. No, I, 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 my, I never Tom, them. Tommy, my mm-hmm. dad, big fan of M22s. Mm-hmm. Seemed to work great on hardpack Winnipeg, Manitoba surfaces. Yeah, I've ridden, uh, you know, way back in the day, I've ridden, I've ridden uh, 490 front, 695 rears, yeah. and they always, yeah. to me, work well. 695s are good. Yeah. Uh, 695s rid- could be ridden anywhere almost. I've raced too. some 752s. You know, and what Dunlop did a few years back, uh, that 752, they brought it back as a 952. Race replica? No, oh. no, no, no. I thought that was a 756. Oh, that's it. Yeah, but a uh, 952, same tread pattern as the 752, but they brought back a 952 with a more durable to okay. try to get some more longevity yeah, yeah. out of it because I think that was – It did. The, 752 did wear. Yeah, it did wear. quick. Yeah. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Yeah, the world of tires kind of fascinates me a little bit, like mm-hmm. as far as what works, what doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, all kind of stuff going away. I think it's interesting. So uh, Mission Starcross 5, buy a set. From June 1st to July 31st, and get a pair of X brand goggles. Uh, just got to send the receipt in and look for everything on the on social media tomorrow and uh, pulpamexshow.com. Luke has a question, a Yamaha question for Kiefer. Shocking. Mm. What's up, Luke? Hey, boys. Hey, my question is, Keith, how much difference is there between a 13450 Yamaha to, say, like a 16? Because I finally got to spend some time on one. And I was one of them people that was like, oh, you know, James Stewart left JGR. It must be horrible. You know, it must be the worst thing. And I'm riding this 13 model, and it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's quite a bit of difference for me from the two. Um, the 13, as far as cornering, had very, very bad push. What was the two years? 13 to what? Uh, 13, 13, 14. To 14. Yeah. And then 15, 16 were similar. Even the 16s changed from the 15 a little bit in the frame, but... Just the difference in cornering and the way the bike handles, especially on rolling um, terrain while cornering, just the way it flexes, those are the two major improvements that they made. So if you like yeah, the 13, okay. I would only imagine that you would love a new Yamaha. So. Yeah, yeah. 
Because I'm riding it in sort of more faster desert stuff, and it seems to be working really well. Yeah, and a great power. The power hasn't really changed. I mean, I think the engine's always been been fairly good since yeah. they switched to that, you know, the reverse engine, so. Yeah, well, that's what I'm surprised with, because I come off a KTM, and everyone says how powerful they are, but I reckon this Yamaha's got, got more. Yeah, the KTM's deceiving because it's smooth off the bottom. It's not enough hit like the Yamaha does, but yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, just quickly, I don't know how much you've spoken about Eli Tomac, but is it possible from last year, he was riding as good as he was, so smooth, so fast, and out of nowhere, he's just on his head. Is it possible that he's human and he's just scared? Yeah, there's always a little yeah, bit of that, yeah, right? Maybe. It's possible, sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. I wouldn't put that, you know. On my list of things, but sure, yeah, why not? But I don't think, honestly, all these top guys... shoulder surgery, you know? These top guys that race at that level, when you're racing, there's no scared factor. You don't really you don't really think about yeah, it when okay. you're racing. You know, when you, it's when you go home at night and you hang out or you, you have some time to think is when you scare yourself. But once the gate drops yeah. and you're at the track, you never think of it. Like, I go riding and I'm like, I don't want to crash today. You know, but once you gear once you up, and you go, yeah. you're like, oh, shit, yeah, I don't yeah, think about yeah. shit. Yeah, you know? you're just like, you're like, well, yeah. I'm going to do that jump right now. Right. Whatever, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I just maybe in the back of his mind, it's like, you know, right. maybe. I don't All know. Right. I'm just trying to work it out because no. it's a minute and a half to 30 seconds behind. I hear you. All right, Luke. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate Cheers. it. Bye. Thanks. Can you believe Travis Pastrana picked up our cold call? I still can't believe that. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, the JGR NFAB JGR check-in. Uh, again, we've been talking about the starting gate show a lot. Maybe too much, Kiefer said. So uh, we'll do. It. We'll talk some more about it. N-Fab.com, we'll proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA. Great part of the JGR team. And uh, so I, and I, instead of the JGR team, I check in every week. I checked in with Jenna Corrado, uh, my co-host on starting gate, about how I did and how it went. And here we go. All right, the uh, NFAB JGR check-in on the Pulp MX show this week. We're not checking in with the, with the JGR guys. Still the NFAB segment, though. But I thought we would check in with my co-host at NBC Sports. We're the same. NBC Sports people. Jenna Corrado, who did the uh, – she was gracious enough to do the pre-show with me. Uh, Jenna, uh, welcome, and uh, thanks for uh, putting up with me. Thanks, Steve. Uh, actually, you're the pro, and you carried us the whole time. Two and a half hours. It was like I could I could barely. It's it's it wasn't even work for me yeah. really. Mm-hmm. I just was laughing the whole time. It was so hard to get my words out because you were hilarious. You're spot on. I think this might you might be my favorite person ever to work with. That's a bold statement, wow. but yeah, I like that. What do you think about that? Yeah, JT was last week, so you know, so maybe I did a better job than JT. You were not going to commit which one was better. That's not fair because it was the first show. There's just a lot going on. I'm new to motocross. Um, JT he educated me so much leading up to that point, and I mean, I shit the bed to be honest. But wow, uh, yeah, I won't lie. But yeah, second show. Went really I like well, her even more now. The, our bosses like it. That's what really matters. Um, and you got a lot of uh, props on social media, so that's great too. Yeah. And wait, it's hard to believe we. This guy over here. <laughs> he said hi. I was looking. <laughs> He's trying to look at you and said, "Hey, Steve." <laughs> <laughs> I put my hand up to stop the recording. <sighs> Travis is buried in his phone. He finally looks up at me and he waves hi. And he waves hi. Hey, Steve. How's it going over there, man? Yeah, bro. I just want to say hi. <laughs> Can you? The- I, was, I was checking out her uh, Twitter there. Oh, yes, my man. That's what I'm talking about. I don't remember what I was going to say anymore. but I, I no, She said shit. She said shit. 
Oh. Yeah, she dropped the F-bomb a couple times. Uh, she like, did? Yeah, not on the show, but I mean, as far as off the air, like, about, you know, things that she was frustrated about. Right? Good for her. So, what? Sexy. Are talking about Jenna? Yeah, we're talking about Jenna, Pook. Yeah, I'm leaving you for Jenna. <laughs> we're going to go to France. <laughs> we're going to go for France to carry the Disney or tour to France. De uh, France. De France. Oh. Hi, Travis. Okay. Hey. <laughs> I go, I guess he's like, hey, what's up? <sighs> It was so innocent looking like, hey, Steve. Why would I say genuine. Hi? It was so genuine. Why would I say hi to him like halfway three quarters oh of the Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, let's go. Finish this Jenna interview. Oh, you want to hear it, Pookie? You want to finish this? You want some headphones? <laughs> no. She seems into me, bro. I'm just saying. Ugh. She knew I was married, though. It's cool. Don't worry. We met less than 24 hours ago. Yeah, no, no, I'm telling you, we have natural chemistry. Like, you do the uh, Tour de France for NBC Sports. Uh, I guess I'll see you in France. They'll probably send me over. <laughs> yes. Rio. Actually, I'm not going to Rio. I'm doing, I'm working Rio, but from the news desk okay. in Stanford. But you'll probably be at Rio, the next Bob Costas. Don't you feel like this could propel me to heights where I'm just not off the janky internet anymore? <laughs> well, don't. I don't think she knew what janky was. You have, you, have a good, you have a good thing going there. You have a strong fan base. Definitely be proud of that. And I know you are. You're just self-deprecating right now. But, um, no, big things are to come for you. I'm really excited for you. Did I miss any marks or did I screw up? I think I was all right. You screw up. I mean, no, I don't think so. I screwed up a ton, but that's okay. It was two and a half hours, live, new to the sport. I was sick this whole week coming in. Yeah. I wasn't really sure how it was going to go. I coughed a little bit at the end. Sorry if that grossed anyone out, but what are you going to do? Live. What do you think of our sport? Second weekend, like you said, you didn't know a whole lot coming into Hangtown. Crash course. You went to New York Stadium uh, Supercross, so you got a little bit of it there. What's your thoughts on our on our little sport? It's extreme. It's <laughs> uh, there's nothing little yeah. about it. It's very excessive in every single way. Um, I have a new role. I've never posted a live pre-race or pre-game before. I mean, we were off-prompter, really off-script. Yep. We were just ad-libbing the entire time, and I'm used to, if I'm on the road and I'm out in the field, I'm used to inter doing interviews with riders or players, and I feel a little bit more connected in that sense, and I think it's harder coming into a new sport when you don't have that kind of relationship because you need, it helps if you have that insight. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't have that, and that was another challenging aspect of this. But I really, from what I learned, uh, I only had two and a half weeks to learn the sport. But from what I know, th today is so cool. It's our last show just because we, they don't really know what's happening. But if we were to go to another track, I don't know if it gets better than Glen Helen. <laughs> yeah, I know you're right. It's pretty cool. Uh, now, I got some tweets. Uh, one tweet said that, uh, I, dude, I think Jenna wants to stab you. So was there any truth to that? No, but there is a lot of emotion that we put out okay, there yeah. today. Okay. Two and a half hours, it's a lifetime. For if you're like a spider or something, but it's now, a long time. The other tweet, I'm married, but a guy said, Hey, I feel like Jen is into you. <laughs> so I'm married, Slash. I'm sorry. It's very, extremely platonic. Yeah. Um, extremely. Extremely. <laughs> and I think this is the start of extremely. a blossoming friendship. Friendship. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to go to the, the Tour de France. I'm going to go to Rio. I'm going to be with Bob Costas. You're my in to the big time, to NBC Sports. You're my in. I'm going to be uh, tweeting you, you texting. You need to work on your resources. You need to work on your contacts then. Well, hey, for reals, I had a great time. It was fun. Thank you for everything. Uh, your job is a true hard one, getting in and out of the breaks and in and out of commercial. I'm the guy just 
talk him out of my ass. And uh, so thank you for this. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you down the road. Thanks, Steve. Jenna Corrado on the NFAB JGR check-in. So that was my co-host for the day. She sounds cute. She's cool. She's a really nice girl. Yeah. yeah. Professional, too. Like, like we went to dinner. She had her notes. She had stickies everywhere and arrows and, like, asking me, you know, like, she want to truly get better at it. You know what I mean? That's like somebody wants to do well at their job or whatever. So Yeah, and she obviously didn't get to where she is by not doing a great job. Right. Yeah. And I like that she, uh, when you ask, you know, I know I made some mistakes. And she said, no, you did great. But she acknowledged she made some mistakes. Right. That, that's rare nowadays. So I, yeah. I admire her for, for saying yeah. that. So that's the NFAB, NFAB, N-Fab.com. Probably Billy Houston, Texas, Jeep truck SUV parts. Check them out. Jenna Corrado, uh, fantastic to uh, to have her uh, in the sport. It's good. And I guess we'll see her this summer at Tour de France in uh, NBC Sports coverage. So see her there and maybe tweet her. Do you uh, think you'll go to the Olympics, you think? Me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, no, cool. I mean, JT and I think we'll, we'll go over, maybe do women's volleyball or maybe do uh, street luge. Canada Say men's volleyball? Yeah, Canada might be women's. okay there. Right, exactly. <laughs> Unlike motocross <laughs> nations. Um. Okay, all right. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Thanks for listening, everybody. Guts Racing, Roost Graphics, Ride Engineering. What's to do with Ride Engineering, guys? Uh, Adrian, have you touched base with him? No, the I haven't steering, talked to him, no. Steering Stabilizer is killing it right now. You can mount it to any bike. Please check him out. And uh, also to uh, Two Under, the number two UNDR, the best men's underwear out there. Use the code PULP to get a discount on Two Under. You got Two Unders. Yep. You like them? You still running them? Yeah, I still got them. Okay. I wear them to bed. All right, well, I think you'd wear them elsewhere and maybe... No, I free ball. Okay. All right, fantastic. Speaking of free balling, we spoke about this on Twitter. We put a big debate on this on Twitter. I've never seen anyone like you, Kiefer. Mm-hmm. You come into the house here. We're, we're good friends. Yes. I wouldn't say we're, like, best we're not friends. besties, right? Yeah, we're not besties. You come in the house with Heather, yep. your wife, lovely yep. wife. You give me a hug, Okay. Every time. Then you hug my wife, and you kiss her on the lips. Yes. And then well, your, buddy, your buddy Alan here. Alan, hold on. Alan. <laughs> what? Carrie. What did I say? <laughs> Greg. Pookie, come up here. You said Alan. What did I say earlier when I got it you wrong? You said Andy. Or Andy. Andy. It's Greg. It's Greg. Nice. So I said Andy. You guys corrected me. And then I came in with Alan. Yeah. yeah. And his That's name's good. Gary. Good times. No, his name's Greg. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Greg. Greg. It's been a long oh, show. And he hates that Matthews guy. The, the, <laughs> yeah, Jmar too. Yeah. Okay. Greg. Yes. Okay. Greg, you're buddies with Kiefer. Okay. Now, Kiefer sent me. But. Kiefer, do we need to do something? No, he's chewing gum. I just want to spit Oh, out. that's fine. Whatever. Right. Kiefer sent me a video. You were at his place the other day. He, he, he videotaped you. Uh, you kiss Heather on the lips as a goodbye or hello, something. Oh, yeah. we kiss all the time. Yeah. So, Randy. Yes. You're from the South, which yeah. where things go weird. But have you ever kissed your buddy's wife on the lips, hello, goodbye, anything like that? For me personally, no, not until Pookie kissed me tonight, no. Well, we were talking about it, and then Pookie made the move on you. Yeah. Travis, do you kiss your buddy's wives, or do buddies kiss your wife ever? No. Do you, do you hug any of your buddies, anything like that? Yeah. Oh, hugging's big in the South, for sure, yeah. Okay, you, yeah. you're hugging? Oh, you're, yeah. You're fine hugging? Yeah. Hug I hug parents, Randy hug too. friends. Okay. We're, we're hugging now. Yeah. Okay. I haven't kissed his wife yet, but we're hugging. Yeah. So, three of us think the kissing of the wives are weird. 
Pookie over here, she thinks I, I brought it up. She was like, no, that's classy. Yes. It's very nice of Kiefer to do that. Like, no problem over there. Uh, Let me give you some background and on Heather, that. Heather, we talked to Heather about this yes. on Twitter. Yes. She said no problem with her on this. Right. Uh, I have yet to kiss Heather on the lips. Well, I'm sure she'll get one when she I am going downtown <laughs> with Heather. Downtown? Yeah. Or well, go? <laughs> are you dropping to your knees when she comes to the threshold, or I what are you doing? You know what I meant. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm going in deep. Oh, deep. Deep. What's, okay, deep. All deep, right. deep, deep undercover. <laughs> uh, with Heather, because now I know that this is totally fine. I'm, I'm, hey, buddy. That's what we are. <laughs> right. Uh, Travis, what were you saying? I don't remember. Here's here's the deal. I'm gonna give you some background. Do you want to put a headset on? Okay. Let me give you some background here. When I care for you, guy in the chat room says cheek on the kiss is acceptable, and I'll get that. I'll give you the cheek on the kiss. <laughs> kiss on the cheek. I'll okay. give you a cheek. I'll okay. give you a cheek. But when you start getting lips here's, on here, my wife, it started out with the cheek. I'd hit the cheek on Pook. Okay, and then one time, <laughs> and then one time we kind of like both turned at the same time. When I got like a half a lip and half a cheek, so I'm like. All right. Well. I've, d- I've done the France thing. You've been in France, I'm sure, Randy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've traveled. The double. The, the double kiss. I've gotten that. And now, now and I do that. I do that when I'm in the, over there. And now that's a thing? And now it's a thing? Now I'm kissing her on the lips every time. So now I know. Well, you were kissing her anyway on the lips. Uh, Nothing happened. It's kind of half. It was a half. But here's the thing. We put this on Twitter, and people were all over the map. Like, it was funny with the responses. Like, some people were like, <laughs> totally <laughs> creepy. Other people were like, that's fine, Matt. That's like, big deal. Like, yeah. it was really all over the map. I'd never... I don't. I've never seen it done. I've never done it. <laughs> never done. It. Like, I grew up. Like, I will hug my buddies' wives. That's. I'll do that. That yeah. why? Like, I'll hug them. What? Yeah, yeah. Come to find out, my, one of my my best friend in Winnipeg in Canada, he claims he was kissing Pookie, and I didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an affectionate thing when you, when you care for someone, you're you're in their circle. You, you invite them in your home. You have a relationship with them. I feel like right. I want to show ask, you. Let's ask Andy. Hold on. I'm, I feel I'm like kidding, I want to show I'm you. Kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> show you. I care for you. Right. I'm going to give you a hug. I'm going to kiss Pookie, you know, okay. tastefully on the lips. No, yeah, no, I'm not coming no, in no, with no, open no. mouth and a no, tongue. No, yeah, no, no. Right? But Listen, Pookie thought it was classy. She yeah. likes it. She's got no problem with it. Right. Uh, Greg. And, yeah. Greg. Yes. Do you do this to anybody else other than the Kiefer's? Yes. No problem. Kissing on the lips, buddies' no. wives. No, and when Chris is over at the house, which we're well, no, we already know him. He's moving, kissing. We got that, but your you do it to without Kiefer, you do it to other buddies' wives, kissing on the lips. Yes, if we're close. Is this a high desert thing? Maybe no. this is a high desert. <laughs> thing. It's just a close family thing. It's a family thing. Well, Randy's got a close family and said he's never heard of it. Travis has never heard of it. Well, we, I was raised every time we went before we went to sleep, I'd kiss my dad and my mom on the lips and say love you. That's one hundred percent different. How? That's your parents, bro. This is my That's wife. That's how I feel. Like my friends are my family. I don't feel you can. I don't feel the parents is a proper example, Randy. Right? Judge, judging here. But at the same time, I don't ever recall kissing my dad on the lips. No, me neither. But, like I no. still, when but I see I get, my dad I today, I can get it. I get it. Yeah. I see my dad today. I mm-hmm. give him a hug and a kiss. That's how I do it. I how many all... wives do you kiss? Can you count them on? No, just two. Really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Greg's Greg. <laughs> three count yours. Well, count mine. Greg's wife and then Pookie. Like Heather, own. Heather doesn't have any girlfriends that we hang out with. Like she doesn't like chicks. So Travis, no one kisses your chick. Like no, Tits doesn't come in and kiss her. Absolutely not. Oh, we're just at a different level. Like, and if, if Heather I, comes in and you want to kiss her on the lips, oh, say, no, hey, no, Heather, it's on. It's on. That's great. It's on. 
I mean, that's fine. Like Donkey Kong. And Heather cares enough about you that she would do that. Like a kiss on the cheek? That's weird. The lip thing, I'm just like, this fucking guy's kissing her lip. It's a lip. It's not hey, different not going strokes, in there. Like you said. Not going in. No, but the whole point I'm trying to get, look, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm, I'm totally open-minded. The point I'm trying to get is it's weird. It's, it's weird. A it's not the, common. A peck on the lips is not weird. When you come in at, like, Sutherland, <laughs> open mouth, yeah. okay, now, now, uh, now the shit's getting real. He's right. an ex-brand goggle guy. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> and trust me, Gary does. <laughs> so Gary kisses Heather? No. Oh. Gary's really weird with, with Heather. What, about, what was Alan saying about uh, He's about other chicks. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Alan. Yeah. Alan. <laughs> what was Alan saying? <laughs> so it's just immediate friends and family. Like I said, family and friends are really the same for me. That's just how I was raised. If I bring you, if we're all together and we bring in and we're all friends, I consider you guy in the close. Chat room, chat, guy in the chat room says, nothing says I want to bone you like a nice peck on the lips. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Can't argue with that. So, Randy, yeah, you're on my side. Weird, never seen it. Yeah, Don't a, do it. No, Travis is on my side. No, I'm not saying it's weird. It comes to what your comfort level is. So, well, like, but, like where I'm from with family or loved weird? ones or whatever, yeah. it's more common where I'm from, a, a hug. Okay. And embrace that way, I'll and a kiss a, on the cheek. I'll do a hug. So I'm not. You're going in on yeah. Heather. Don't say you're not going in on Heather. No, no. Now I am. No, absolutely. Yeah. But, but what? I'm, okay, maybe weird is the wrong word. Yeah. Uh, unusual. Let's yeah. do that way. Uh, yeah. Not weird in the less sense of, common. Yes, very rare. How about very rare, like a uh, like a duck billed platypus? Rare, you know, <laughs> like a very rare animal out yeah. there. You rarely see them. Yeah. Kiefer is doing that. Kiefer is doing the very rare kiss buddies' wives on the lips move. Yeah, we're close. It's not a move. I mean, it's, it's not a move. your friends are your chosen family. Right. The first time he went, he went. And now he, that I met Pookie, she's my family. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, she, I, Travis, yeah. you are not kissing her on the lips. Uh, the first time Kiefer went in on with your chick, do you think he kissed your wife before you kissed Heather? Like, who made the initial? Like, oh, I guess mm. we're good now. Who made that move? Yeah. Uh... I would say he kissed Heather before because his wife I'm a little scared of. So I made damn sure everything was cool before I did that. I mean, i got to be honest. Even the hugging. Yeah, I mean, see, I, I hug you. I hug I my brother. Why. I hug my brother, maybe. Hug my mom. Yeah. Kiss my mom. Mm-hmm. It just I'm an affectionate guy. Do you, no, have, okay. do you have imp- in- intimacy issues? No. Yes. I mean, <laughs> no, not me. I want to hug. I want to shake hands. No, I don't kiss. Listen, I'm... I'm, you're the one outnumbered here, bro. Randy and Travis are with me. <laughs> like, but I'm good with it. Yeah, and you're not. Yeah, so uh, no, I, I think not, you have some phobias here, Steve. I am now going to kiss Heather like no other. I'm fine with it. Okay. Okay, but, but that's the Sutherland. Now, if you kiss her like a friend and a family, you can't go in for the it Sutherland. It don't matter to me. If you don't pay my bills, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Now this guy says now we know the real reason Kiefer isn't on the air as much anymore. Right. I just uh, and again Pookie's like I said, hey Pookie, what the f, bro? Mm-hmm. She's like, that's classy. I like it. Like yeah. it's like you know. Well, because she knows I'm not threatening. Yeah. I'm no, not. no. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. It's just it's rare, and I wanted to get it out there and talk about it. I'll and I'm air. not gonna yeah. fist bump you. Fuck that. I don't do that shit. <laughs> I mean, like you want to fist bump me? No, we ain't doing that. That's like, what I do. That's that's SoCal. No, motor. we're too close to What's fist up, bump. You, yeah. you fist bump, you're in Anaheim 1. Hey, hey, fuck that. Me and you are mean close. Sl- me and Sleater would fist bump. No. Oh. But me and you are hugging okay. it out. Well, we're hugging. <laughs> well, I'm kissing Heather. Okay, good. I wish she was here right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. All right, well, maybe we'll put another poll up and see what people think. But uh, Yeah, do it. I mean, honestly, it's super weird. 
It's not weird. <laughs> it's not weird if it's coming from me. Try that on your Travis. You must have uh, a buddy's wife that you like. No. What? No, that's you're talking that's two different not things. Even, that's it's not, even not the same. like that. Now you're changing the dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. That's Why? Really, what do you mean? Why am I changing the dynamic? Changing the, it's because I understand. At some point, he made the move on Pook, but it's like, not to because, change the dynamic. It's not because he likes her. Like in no, that I know. way. But, I know. but when you say it well, like you that, you said my wife's me. not hot. <laughs> 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 Just had to make it weird. No, but at some point, Kiefer had to cross the. Yep. Cheek to lip bridge. Ballsy, right? And at some point he crossed the cheek to lip bridge. So now, Travis, you need to cross the no kiss to to kiss bridge. I'll just start with the cheek and we'll move forward. And, I, I'll, and I'll that's what I did on the progress. And it just so happens our lips lock. Okay, one day. so where does it? Okay, so cheek first, lips next. What's after that? That's Kiefer? it. That's the that's the that's the wall. Lips are next. <laughs> that's the wall. Cheek, lips, hug. Maybe a smack on the ass every now and again. That's that's good enough. You good with that? Yeah, you like that? Okay, Paul Mexico presented by BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, where we discuss everything and anything. That's right. You don't like it? I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Thanks, thanks, Mark, for your input. <laughs> yeah. Gary. <laughs> You still? Are you seriously don't remember? I really <laughs> that was serious. I was serious. Can you think? What is it? Okay, wait. It's not Alan. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not Gary. Are you uh -uh. kidding me? It's not Andy. It's not Andy. But Greg. Greg. There Greg, you go. Greg. There you go. I'm I'm seriously, I'm sorry. I just. I, I'm rattled. I don't know why. I mean, this is only a third time meeting each other. I mean, come on, <laughs> come on, big yeah, guy. Exactly. Yeah, come on, big guy. Fuck, Greg just threw me out of the bus. <laughs> All right, thanks, Greg. Thank no you. Um, and again, keep us up to date if things change with Kiefer and, and your wife and the relationship going on. Absolutely. It's a high desert thing. Um, all right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. What else we got to talk about? Let's see here. Uh, we got voicemails coming up. Uh, maybe some more Glenn Helen talk, if we can. Uh, let's do the voicemails. 702-586-PULP. Leave the uh, leave voicemail anytime. And uh, these are the best of the best. No crazy lady this week, either. I don't know what happened. Maybe, <laughs> maybe she didn't get out. <laughs> Uh, out on visitation at, on time or something. So uh, these are the best of the best that was uh, of the week in Pulp. Mathis, what's up? This is Hangos from Massachusetts. I got kind of a stew question here, comment. I'm sure you've gotten a whole shitload of them, but Stu's been doing, all right, disastrous, but nobody's <laughs> talked about it. Has he been not taking his medication? What he got busted with last two years? That's what I want to know. Oh. Why is he doing this bad? It has to be he's off the addies. All right, that's it. Love the show. I've gotten this question. <laughs> Hi, Travis. <laughs> Steve. Unbelievable. It's like he was on a float. Hey, <laughs> a parade wave. <laughs> a parade wave. Part of the problem is I really didn't take my Adderall today. So um, the stew thing. Uh, I mean, why would he go off it? He needed it. He got a TUE yeah, for it. You good. know what I mean? Yeah. Why would you ever go off of it to, to try it or anything? Like, I don't, yeah. like. If it's legal yeah. to run it now, why yeah, would you stop? Yeah, yeah. Why would you stop? I've gotten that from a bunch of people. Watch out for Andy there. Um, and so, yeah, why would he go off it? You know what I mean? I don't see that as being the reasoning. I just don't. I, I We got another insane reason on why he's doing bad later on in these voicemails. Yeah. But for now, I wouldn't think he's off it. I mean, obviously, it's his business, you know. But um, one thing about Stu, man, like, people. 
They want to talk about him. They yep. want to hate him. They want to love him. Like, this guy is just... What happens when you're so good at one time and then you're not doing so good. That's yeah. what people do. Well, don't you think a little bit, a little bit has to do with race? Color of his skin. Really? Absolutely. I don't I, know if that's such an issue I'm not anymore. that way, but I think it is. I think it is an really? issue. Absolutely. We're, we're a southern sport, redneck sport a little bit. I think there's some of that. Huh. I really do. He's had to put up with it at times. Yeah. I think some people just don't like him because of his skin color. I could be wrong, huh. but I'd really believe that. Huh. If he... Yeah, I just that's what I think. So yeah, that 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 ignorance yeah. still exists a lot. I, I in think this it world. does, man, yeah. and it's really mm-hmm. sad. And I've never, you know, me being Canadian, it's not up there really at all. Of course, I'm generalizing. Of course, mm-hmm. it is. But I so did not grow up with that. I so did not right. see that. I came down to live in the U.S. ninety six, ninety seven, and I was blown away by some of my friends hating on people mm-hmm. color of skin. I'll be down. And I'm just like, holy! I remember. T- Telling a few of my Canadian buddies, you should see these dudes down there. So I think that's some of it. Not all of it. He he brings it on himself with the dancing after remember he was one one twenty fives and the reality show and flaunting some wealth, I guess, at times that people don't like. Yeah. You know, so some of it's brought on by James himself, there's no doubt. But some of it is just stupid and and done because of the color of his skin. I truly believe that. Yeah. So all right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I do tend to say that a lot, but look, it's I talk a lot, so yeah, no, no doubt absolutely. about it. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Yeah, so. no. So, Pulp, uh, I listened to the show last week, and I wanted to add something to the uh, the national number talk. I think the rule where these guys can have three digit numbers is ridiculous. If you, I see, I see the structure they want, but if you earn the right to have a permanent number, if you if you earn that right, you should be able to pick whatever number you want as long as it's not taken. If these guys want to go back to their, their amateur three-digit number, they should have the right to. They earned that out of all the, all the people who scored points. They earned the permanent number. Why why can't they pick three digits anymore? That's, that's just ridiculous to me, but I don't know. What do you all think? Well, there was a time where you could run three-digit numbers. Marty ran 377 and uh, – or Mark – no – what was his number? 577. 577. Christophe ran 377. Mm-hmm. Mike ran 800. And I don't have a problem with running three-digit numbers if that's what you want to pick. But what they would do is the guys would just shit on their two-digit number to run a three-digit number. And then the AMA wouldn't issue two digits to the guys at the back end who probably really would have killed somebody for a two-digit. They would move them up. Yeah. And Marty and these dudes would just be like, ah, I don't want my number. I'm running three-digit. So I'm okay with three digits. But bump them up so that guys right. yeah. the back fill, end fill the slots. Yeah, they weren't doing that. So, do you are you with me on the two fifty supercross points? I, I, I didn't want to bring it up. I was I didn't want to interrupt you to bring that up. But yeah. I'm in complete agreement that that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever yeah. to have because it, if if you if you want to start calling it an annual number. Mm-hmm. And not a national number, then that's okay. If it's an annual number, you earned regional yeah. points and national points for your annual number, that's fine. But it's a national number, and in East and West isn't you know not a, a national, national championship. No, right. it's not. Yeah. it's not. Yeah, it's unbelievable that this, that they got that to pass. I still I don't see how. But I just how do you feel about um, riders not making it in the forty man gate, and then you have guys like Stu that says I qualified. But I'm out now, and they don't bump the guy who got fifth in the LCQ. No, they, they do. No, they didn't. They're supposed to. No, they don't. Because I was, I was one of those guys before, that one of the guys was out and said, "Hey, am I in oh, now?" They've changed the rules since you did it. I understand that, but yeah. I looked in it this weekend, and he was out, and I checked uh, the guy who was supposed to be in it, and he, he wasn't in. Here's the problem with that, uh, Kiefer, and they they're supposed to do that. 
I think a lot of t- a lot of, okay, not Stu's case, but these guys don't want to tell them they're out because they don't get paid. They won't get the purse money. If you say I'm out, the fortieth guy, forty first guy gets the money. Hmm. Is there, four, is there yeah, 39 so guys? Then how do we end up with yeah, we got forty and forty. Forty. Yeah. And we got some So Stu's just goes forty forty on the day. Stu went forty forty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the okay. guy who no, got he no he didn't. Austin Politelli went thirty eight forty. Stuart's not on here. Okay, so somebody got bumped in there, Kiefer. All right, then discontinue what I just said. <laughs> but, no, it's happened, Kiefer, in the past. Yeah, I swear, like, okay. I saw it, so well, maybe they just changed it. Too busy kissing guys' wives. <laughs> it's happened in the past, Kiefer, but you know what I mean by guys not telling them? Because they want to get paid. I know it happens in Supercross. Maybe yeah. outdoors is different. Yeah. I, the guys are like, hey, I'm out, but I do not want to tell anybody because I want to get my night show money. I'll be down. You can't blame them for that. Yeah. But technically, yes, if they're supposed to say, hey, I'm out, and they pull the the first, the next guy. Is there, st- is there money back to 40th? Yeah. Okay. Yep. About so $3, right. but yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, Charles. Hey, what's going on, Steve? It's a gringo here, the man behind the quote. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Shirts are selling well, by anyway, the way. Anyway, I wanted to, uh, say, you know, I just wanted to say something about that guy that was emailing you know, the sponsors and doing all that stuff. I got a quick little story for him. I had a buddy. Right, this guy had an infection in his throat, real bad infection. Couldn't speak right. You know, he started getting fevers and all these kinds of problems. Well, thing got so bad, he finally went to the doctor. And it uh, turns out, the guy's got a pubic hair wrapped around his uvula. This is an infection. I don't know if this is real. Well, the doctor tells me, but the doctor tells him, at this point, what you got here, we might as well remove the uvula. So he cut off the uvula, solved the problem. So the moral of the story here is if you don't like what you're hearing, just shut off the radio, cut off the uvula, and you'll be in your happy place again. That's cut all. Just shut it off. You don't have to listen to it. Uh, another thing is with James Stewart, I got an observation. Either you got the fire or you don't. I'm not attacking the guy. The guy's awesome. He's got nothing to prove to me or anybody else. The guy's unbelievable. One of the best guys ever on a dirt bike. Everybody loves him. We all love him. But at the same time, if the fire ain't there, if you don't have the eye of the tiger, you're better off just walking away. Unless he comes back with a second wind and he gets that fire in his heart. What I don't want to see is I don't want to see this dude go out there half-hearted, if that's the case, and get himself hurt. Something that you can't change. You know, you know, some kind of major injury or something like that. So, if he does listen to the show, man, we all love you, bro. But don't get hurt. If, it, if it's over, just if you got you got the dough and you could be happy and just ride for fun, bro, just walk away. You got everybody's respect. You got my respect. Kick ass. Don't get hurt. Because we care about you. And the other thing I wanted to say was that call you got uh, from the crazy lady there, is it me or does that sound like uh, uh, Courtney Love? Don't that sound like Courtney Love, like from back in the day when, when she was playing, you know, Hole with her band? Man, I got to tell you, that sounds like Courtney Love. And uh, and uh, good show there with Berluti. Always love Berluti. I'm Berluti, still playing Perfect Berluti. Strangers by Dio on the way to the track. I rocks. And, oh, yeah, one more thing. I picked up an old, in mint condition, 2002 RM250, two-stroke. 
I know, I know. You Carpus don't like to or whatever, but uh, <laughs> you know, I just Travis. want a little blast from the past. The 250 rim. any tips on jetting on that or anything, any little tricks that you guys learned there uh, with that bike that I might want to do to this? Other than uh, I'm looking at leaving it stock, unless you have some little tips on jetting or whatever to clean it up a little or, you know, if you have anything on that, any notes or kefir. But, uh, yeah, anyway, good show. Go appreciate all you do, man. I love the shirt. Um, keep up the good work and uh, God bless. I'll take it easy. Peace. Uh, I've said it before. V Force, man, on two strokes. They yeah. work. They work really Cleans well. Cleans it up. Yeah. Barks. Cleans up the jetting, barks, gives you a hit. Thing really works well. Put on any two stroke. That's what I would do immediately. So, thanks, Ringo. That, that's who coined the motocross stuff. What's that guy look like? Do you know? Uh, yeah, he sent me some photos. Oh, okay. Uh, hold on. I just figured like a big, just a gnarly Italian looking dude, you know? Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Got green ghost photos here. He Wave to him. Photo of. <laughs> He's waving. Hold on. I thought he sent me some. That's all right. We don't do it now, Steve. We can do it later. Uh, yeah. Great radio. Mm-hmm. No, I don't have it. All, all right. right. Okay. Waffle, 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 waffle. Hi, Travis. Hey, Steve. This is uh, Zach from uh, Virginia. Um, this is after the Hangtown show. Um, yeah. Is it possible that, like, when you watched Eli Tomac's interview, that, like, he, like, just has regret that he took the monster money and went to Cali? <laughs> now, I'm not saying the Honda's better than the Cali or this and that, but he obviously could ride the Honda very well. Um, I just seem to think that it looked like he like had a look on his face, like, like kind of like when you break up with an ex girlfriend, you see her out like months later, she's smoking hot, and you just want to kick yourself in the dick for breaking up with her. Um, just your thoughts. I mean, it, it literally just like he struggled all through Supercross. He, it's not gotten much. I mean, you know, it wasn't bad. You know, a good ride, but. It wasn't like last year. So just your thoughts on maybe some regret or, you know, kind of like, eh. We covered that. Took the money and ran, and now he's like, shit. I mean. Just see what you thought. Thanks. I don't think so, Randy, right? Like, I mean, if you're Eli Tomac and John, you're like, hey, we're going to get this to work. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's obviously a lot of stuff changed in the program. Bike wise, yeah, but no, I don't. I don't think you. I don't think you look back. I think you continue to look forward. Yeah. You have a vision of where you want to go. You know you have the uh, the ability and the resources to, behind yeah, you. The team, the resources you know? behind you. Yeah. You know you you believe in yourself. Yeah, and you just know there's a few other hurdles to get across to yeah. get to where you want to be. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I think the worst thing you could be is like, oh god, Honda was so good or whatever. They hate, they didn't like that Honda at times. They went from a work a works bike. Uh, to a production bike, swing arm and frame and suspension and back yeah. to forks and back That's to not... a kit. They were swapping everything on that Honda, if you remember right. So it wasn't like they, you know, obviously remember the five motos that were awesome, but, you know. Which was more shocking that he did so well on that bike. That's that's what's shocking to me. Yes. When he started, came out and won five motos in a row, you're like, oh, yeah. Man, everybody thinks that bike's yeah. great. It's right. not great. Yeah. They made it good for right. him. Yep. So. What's up, Steve? What's up, Ultimate? I just want to make a comment regarding a voicemail from last week. Uh, there was that guy that called in saying you were blowing the web over your interview. And I just want to commend you on your quickness to basically agree with him. Um, 
know, I think sometimes you seem to be a little stubborn. I've been listening to you for years now, and you're awesome. I love you, but, um, yeah, sometimes you can be a little stubborn. So to hear you quickly, you know, agree with this guy and kind of, you know, take the accountability was wonderful. Um, I don't think you were blowing before by any means, but, yeah, you didn't ask me the questions that I probably thought you would have. Anyway, uh, yeah. aside from that, I wanted to ask, where the hell are you when you're at the reach? I was at Foxborough, didn't see you. And then my yeah. friend and I spent the entire day at MetLife. We were in the pits literally all day long. I didn't see you once. And we actively looked for you. Yeah, ninja, we bro. our fans of the show and wanted to meet you. So, yeah, I just want to know where the hell you are when you're at these races. I'll be at Southlake. Hopefully I can see you there. If not... I'll just imagine that I did. Anyway, keep up the good work. Love the show. Bye. Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, the Cooper Webb thing, yeah, I, I probably should have asked him about stuff. We, you were here last week when we talked about that. Yeah. I should have asked him about, hey, I'm flipping dudes off in practice and all that. I kind of forgot about it. Yeah. Probably should have maybe. I did too, actually. Yeah. Well, as far as finding me at the races, I'm a ninja. Yeah, what do you want? Stealth. I didn't out. see you at Glen Helen. See? And I know exactly what you look like. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. Like, yeah, I'm in and out of trucks, right? Like, it's a lot of area to cover. So. Tweet him. I, I meet I meet fans at every race. I took photos of fans this weekend. I meet them every weekend. Uh, we had dudes yelling at Jenna and me during the show, you know, Pope, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm around, bro. I'm literally I'm round. So uh, yeah, I'll, you know, I'm around. So whatever. Hey, this is Sam from South Texas. Um, got a couple things. So I'll just rant really quick. For one, I think it's time for Stu to let it go. Um, this baby thing's probably gotten in his head. I know that when I had my kid, I slowed down a whole lot. But um, for two, we need to get a national back in Texas. And three, the only person I see hitting the panic button would be Porcel. Let's see if he can put it together. I'm a big Porcel fan. I know you say we don't exist, but he's just too unpredictable. But he can, uh, he can ride his dirt bike when he really wants to. All right, thanks. Uh, I wouldn't push the panic button for Purcell because he would never panic. He's just going to do what he's going to do. I don't think he's going to get a ride, you think? He's got another year on a deal. Does? Yeah, he signed a two-year deal. God dang. Uh, when he gets a good start, he decides to try, pushes hard a little bit. When it doesn't happen, he's like, ah, I'll just ride around back. Second moto wasn't bad. Yeah, no, second moto was good. Whenever he gets a poor result, you see him in the press release quoted as saying, I'm still hurt, I'm still working through things, I hope to get better. Yeah, like seventh. that's just his thing. Like I don't yeah. think he cares. I just is like, hey, I got to start. All right, cool. He's got a therapy dog to keep him from panicking. Yeah, right? exactly. Okay. Therapy dog. It was I had to get out of the lounge because it was shedding everywhere. So. Hey guys. Hey Steve. Uh, hey, uh, I drive around all week and I sell auto part supplies and stuff out of the back of my truck and. I'm on the road all day, and your show just keeps me going. I'm, I'm that outsider from Canyon Lake a couple weeks ago, but I just wanted to thank you for the show. It keeps me going all the time. A couple things. Um, sell, 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 bro. Regarding RC and Barsha and these guys that uh, don't let you talk to them, it's just, I wonder if they realize that most of the hardcore MX guys listen to your show. I think you mentioned like 30,000 guys or something, don't they see, don't they realize that it makes them look like a bunch of thin-skinned wussies? I mean, 
didn't someone prep these guys for the public spotlight? Like, hey, man, you can get thick in your skin. And, uh, you know, I don't agree with you on everything, Steve, but one thing I do appreciate is that uh, you have really thick skin and you it becomes humorous at times how you let stuff roll off your back. I appreciate that. But I just wish they would just uh, quit being such wussies, you know. Uh, and then, hey, that guy Pete, the guy that's emailing everybody, uh, all your sponsors, um, when you get old like him, I mean, you, he probably has a personal connection to some, you know, young male somewhere that he cares about, and uh, he sees that their lives are, aren't on track, and he's probably worried that certain things knock them off track, and he's, you know, trying to straighten out the world, you know. Uh, been there, done that, ask me how I know, hashtag boycottamped.com. But, uh yeah, he's never going to accomplish anything because, uh, you know, you have your professional side of Supercross, you know, and then you've got your other side where things are a little more loose, and obviously your vision for your show is is very professional in some aspects. In other aspects, uh, I know that you've been influenced by Howard Stern in a lot of ways, and it does provide some entertainment, uh, and it might cross the line in, in, as far as some people's idea of morality. So, but it is what it is. Um so I guess he's not going to change anything by emailing people. He's, you know, well, it's, so I feel for the guy. But, uh, you know, he ain't the enemy. He's just uh, doing what he thinks is right. Uh, a couple quick things real quick. Nicoletti, dude, pure gold. Never really heard the guy talk. That guy's awesome. And, uh, you know, the three-digit thing for 250s, I've never seen in any, any class. I've been following racing my whole life. I've never seen in any support class that uh, they would share the same numbers as the guys in the premier class. I don't, I don't get that. So yeah, mandatory three-digit numbers, but all the two digits and single digits to the 450 guys, simple. I mean, when you're trying to explain the sport to beginners or to people that have never seen it before, they don't get that. They're like, how come that guy's number six? You know, if he's on 250. Anyway, I'll let you guys go. Oh. Thanks for letting me rant again. Uh, great show, love it. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Yeah, I mean. Uh... The guys who don't do the show, like, whatever. Who cares? They right. don't care about my show, and I don't care about having them on. I'll live. They'll live. You know? Blocking me on Instagram, like Jason Anderson. Barsha telling DMXS that it's the only radio show he'll do from now on. Like, whatever. I'll be all right. Just funny how you don't even know why. No, I really don't. Yeah. No. Barsha told Wygant that I'm cool in Europe, but he doesn't know what's wrong with me here. And my comeback to that would be, yeah, because you're winning in Europe, so you're happy. And I write good things about you because you win. When you're not winning here, I'm like, what's up with no, you not winning? Right. And now I'm the dick? Right. I don't know. Be all right. Uh, and, yeah, as far as I got emailing the show, like, just don't listen. Don't need to email all our sponsors to try to, you know, just hurt the show. Just don't listen. It's Chris Kiefer's fault. Right. Kiefer after dark. It's my fault. Bastard. I brought the show down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is that it? Okay. What's up, Mathis? I just want to weigh in on the X Brand segment from your show last Monday. Um, the one where they talk about Stewart and when he went off the rails. He first said it was when he's on the Suzuki, but for the longest time I've said it I've said it's been since that fucking reality show that he did. Bubba's World, because he did that back when he was on the Yamaha, I think. I'm pretty sure at least. But I remember that being the start. He wasn't the same after that. He was acting stupid and everything. I lost a lot of respect for him because of that show. Anyway, that's what I think. It was Bubba's world. He- the, the show was 100% dumb, ridiculous, that reality show. It was filmed over two weeks when James was off the bike. 
and they set it all up. They staged all this stuff. It was ridiculous and stupid. And Bubba probably wishes he couldn't do it, but fans still hold him to this reality show thing. Like, I don't get it. Like, yeah, it's going to be reality. It was really not. It was two weeks of his life. I think right. he's fine. I don't think he was. It was about Sorby. Not much training or anything. Like, you're stupid. Like, the show was stupid, but to say that the show was why his career went down, that's ridiculous, too. So. Hey, Steve. I love the show, man. Like Mookie, it's a little bit rock and roll. Anyways, uh, I always appreciate the insight and uh, the better understanding that I gain of the industry uh, by listening to your show. The one question that I do have, though, is why is it uh, Cooper Webb behaves like a fucking child and no one seems to call him out on it? Anyways, love the show. Thanks so much. Do you think this was from Supercross or was there something recently that I miss? Sorry, what was the question? I was looking at Heather sent me a picture. Can we, so, can we see it? No, you can't see that. Did you see it? He saw a brief moment. It popped up. I was looking because I thought you were typing in the uh, chat room. Anyway, what did the guy say? Can we see the photo? Yeah, later. Just go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, Cooper Webb acting like an asshole. I think it's from Supercross. I don't think... Uh, Cooper, Hero sh Cooper Webb should be everybody's American hero right now on this Memorial Day. We should all take a moment to recognize Cooper Webb. For being a badass, his wrist is broken. He hasn't been practicing. He's uh, won a moto. His hand blistered up and was bloodied this weekend in the second moto, and he finished fourth. Could barely hang on. He has every reason to pull out of the nationals, ah, Mookie, because he's got a deal, 450 deal on the table, worth millions of dollars, and it doesn't matter. But he wants to win this title, and he's going to practice his balls off or, tr or race his balls off while not practicing. To try to win this title, to, to lead the 250 class as a, as a national champion, and that right there is American hero. Yeah, he's a, he's a gnarly dude. Because he, if he sat out, none of us would say a word. He's legitimately got a broken wrist. So and the only reason he could be more of a hero is if, if he was on Starcross Fives. And it's broken uh, navicular. Yeah, right? navicular, which yeah. is which has ended a lot of people's career. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So um. So. All the props to Cooper Webb right now. Nah, yeah, absolutely killing gotta it. Gotta have respect yeah. for that, yeah. He's, and, and they say he's not doing any more damage to it. He's getting x-rays on it every week. Mm -hmm. He's not doing any other significant damage to it, if he can withstand the pain. And they said three, four weeks of not riding during the week, some only racing, and it should get better. And then he can start practicing, and maybe he can actually win this thing. So, unlike some other riders on Schmeichel Schmonda, named Schmooky Schwert, he's out there. Riding the Nationals. Props to him. Yeah, props to Coop. Hanging yep. tough. And I like Mookie. Yeah. I like Mookie. I would tell him the same thing if he was standing right here. You should be racing the Nationals, bro. I don't care that you're going to eat rocks. I don't care. You're top 10. He's probably a top 10 guy. Oh, for sure, yeah. Right? Yeah. Even with mm -hmm. bad starts. Sure, yeah. That's great. Top 10's fine. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. It's not like you're going to blow chunks. You're going to be a top 10 National rider. So, right. I'm going to. I'm starting to get mad again. So, let's just move on. Steve. Dave, Illinois. I was watching the practice at Hangtown. Did you see, see Stewart's front end and how stiff it is as he's going through the normal sections and getting beat on? How big a part did that play in his demise over his last couple of years with bike setup? It's just not right. Never has been. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, the guy's right. The guy's absolutely right. His bike has always been set up with two-by-fours and the forks. Yeah. And he, when he clips something, it sends him in weird directions when he's perfect, it's amazing. When he's 
blitzing the whoops at top speed, and when he's hitting all his marks, it's the bike works amazing. As soon as he gets sloppy, doesn't help. So doesn't help. And yeah. whether it was Timmy working with him back in the Sam Manuel days, the Cowie guys, the the dudes now, no one's getting through to him. That's how he likes his bike. It's funny because he was at Comp Edge, I don't know, two weeks ago before he got hurt or whatever, before Sacramento, and I was watching him and Baggett both ride, and the track was later in the day getting choppy, and just looking at Baggett's bike, I'm like, I should set up better. You can just see it moves. That's why he's always been. That's why he likes it, man. Yeah. yeah. It's like the Honda guys hammering on Ricky when his bike was, you know, I mean, they're like, dude, like, we used to watch video in the in the Yamaha truck of whoops and be laughing at him. Like he's almost dying. Mm-hmm. Thing cornered on a, on a, on rails, but couldn't get through whoops. But he loved it. And eventually, he went away from it. Suzuki days, he didn't Correct. really have it that way at all. More so, of a normal setup, right. yeah. So yeah, one of those things, man. What are you going to do at this point? James is twenty seven years old, and he's had super stiff forks his whole career. So he likes what he likes. Yeah, and when he's comfortable, that's when he yeah. goes fast. Absolutely. I just want to thank you, Steve Mathis, for doing such a wonderful show. Thank you. And it's Friday before Glen Helen, and hopefully I'll be able to see you tomorrow so I could come up to you and tell you what a great show that you do. Thank, thank you. you. Nice. Hey, fellas. It's Brain. Good evening. Um, I hope you guys had a great weekend. Uh, Steve, good job on the pre-show today. Um, nice job complimenting, um, I can't remember the girl's name, uh, poor girl, I think struggling a little bit, but with some uh, some knowledge, some patience, and some grace from you guys, she'll smooth out a little bit. It's kind of like Miss Supercross right now. It's a little rough, but it'll get better. I'm pretty sure. Um, Steve, I know you'd also mentioned um, your concern about no Johnny O for uh, for Jeremy, um, and maybe that is something to be concerned with. I'm not sure, but I think what would make me wonder more is will he be able to get back to Florida? Uh, I don't know if he can go back to the goat farm or anywhere in Florida, because I'm just thinking when we go east, I mean, I realize he's already an animal as good a shape as he's in anyway. Uh, but when we go back east, did he have that advantage over Alex and over Cooper or over Plessinger? Um, yeah, we're training I mean, in the he's, dry. In, he's in Minnesota. It gets hot and humid there. Bad. Yeah. So. He even told us on the show that's where he's at. So. Right. So, And Alex is going there, too. Yeah. The dry heat and... You know, it's hot, I'm sure, but in California, as opposed to that nasty humidity down in Florida, and when we get to Red Bud and Muddy Creek and places like that, man, I think that might be to his advantage. So I think that's more of a concern to me is that he stays in California. Um, and if I'm a fan of his, I would hope he would get to Florida. Anyway, fellas, have a great weekend. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, Steve, just watching the replays of Klein uh, Helen and wondering what we got to do to get Andrew Short on the air, top 15, top 10 guy. Just wondering what we got to do to get some Andrew Short airtime. Yep. I know Mojo would be happy about that. I'm surprised they haven't shown him more on TV. I mean, it's his last year, last yeah. Nationals. Right. Classy guy. Great guy. Yeah, going out with a bang, you know, racing the Nationals. So he's yeah. not going to miss Clint Helen, by the way. It's not going to be one of the ones that, that he's going to miss. I think he's going to get better during the year, too. Yeah, he and will. I talked to Seiji, and he's just starting to get back into it. And Did you hear the interview with him, after, with me, Randy, where he yeah. said he has to ask Jackie for his balls back? <laughs> yes. Oh. So. That was bold for, for Andrew. That was bold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he so. said he broke the curse of Glen Helen. So he's, Yeah, he finally did all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, everybody. That's a wrap. Um, Kiefer? Yep. Amart, Hampshire, Georgia, Lindsay, uh, or Travis Pastrana, which interview did you most enjoy tonight? Hmm.
I'm going to say Travis, of course. Travis is always fun to listen to. So Travis and then Martin. Okay. Randy? Amart, Hampshire, Georgia Lindsay, or Travis Pastrana? I like the Amart interview because we also got to learn a lot about Phil. <laughs> so it's kind of a two for one. <laughs> Pookie is so mad right now. She was texting me. Stop talking about Phil. <laughs> During the Amart interview. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Phil. All right. What about you, Alan? Which interview did you like best? <laughs> which, which interview did you like best? Travis and number two would be RJ. All right. Huh. Thanks, Alan. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Alan. Okay, everybody. Uh, thank you uh, for listening. Swiss Court Moser, thanks for your hard work tonight. Jason Thomas, too, by the way. Yeah. Can't forget about JT. JT. Always funny. His best one-liner was um, f- uh, not being in, being in Supercross hurts Phil also. <laughs> so that was pretty <laughs> that good. That was good. Yeah, that was a good one. Randy, your best one-liner was uh, throwing it, throwing the sh- baseball, throwing it, the hangdown recap. But I also said, I was the one that said it about Phil. Hey, that was that was, oh, his, that was yeah. His. yeah. I thought that was JT. Alan, JT, you know, you're all, yeah. you're hitting it all the time. Well, JT had a few good ones. He always does. He always <laughs> Great show, Bob. Uh, <laughs> 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 Thanks to all of our sponsors. Sponsor deals on Pablo Mech Show. We'll have all the codes. Um, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Infab, Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Hot Cams. <laughs> Gear Alloy, congratulations to Mark for winning a set of wheels. Kiefer, good job pulling that name out. Works Connection. Fantastic guys, Michelin Star Cross Five, Randy. That's your that's your tire mm-hmm. for your company. We're giving away a set of X brand goggles if you buy a set of Michelin Star Cross Fives. Atlas neck brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, KTMPartsExpress.com, Groose Graphics, Ride Engineering, and Two Under all on board with us tonight. And 199th follower uh, at Michelin Motorcycle gets a set of Star Cross Fives. Give away Fly OGO backpack. Give away two Nitro Circus tickets tonight. It's a good night all around. A lot of freebies. Yep. Uh, and Heather Kiefer, I'm coming for you. Heather, I am coming next time for you're coming up here. Luscious lips of yours the next time, and it is on. You better wrap yourself up in bubble wrap. <laughs> I don't think we really learned anything from that segment. <laughs> Why? I don't know. And, by the way, I'm NBC Sports Superstar. I might not even be here next week. Yeah, you better tone it down then. Yeah. You're going to sell out. I'm going to get Bob Costas on the show next week. Steve's a sellout. Yeah. Uh, Travis, uh, thanks. Hi. And uh, hey. Thanks for everything. How's that app going? Great. I got a skeleton skeleton app. Yep. Look good. Outline. Look good. Yeah, look yeah. good. Keep it up, bro. So we'll do. Thanks you. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back next week. David Villeman will be in. Oh, and uh, looking forward to that and uh, much more. Thanks everybody. See you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude. And it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. But I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. <laughs>